don't feel you. Cold, sir. Afraid, are you? No, sir. See through you? We can. Be mindful of your feelings. Your thoughts dwell on your mother. I miss her. Afraid to lose her, I think. Hmm? What does that got to do with anything? Everything. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that says, now that's pod racing, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Megan. <laughs> and I'm Ethan. There we are. That was good. We are here. Pod <laughs> this might be the high point of the pod. <laughs> oh, no. We're here to do episode number 172, Ooh. which is also episode one, The Phantom Menace. Ooh. Yay. Because before we turned on the mics, Megs asked... So is this like an anniversary or something? And we had to go, no, it's Star Wars week. It's usually an anniversary. May the 4th. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes not. Yeah, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And also May with you. Force. And yeah. yes, and yes. Yes. If we were Jedi, we the would The Force is strong in this other. one. Oh, yes. The midichlorian. <laughs> I think her midichlorian so count is low. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, have, I would be a good Jedi. Yeah. Do yeah. you think so? I think I would. Okay. I could find balance with this Force. I'd be a good dancer yeah. in Jabba's hut. <laughs> <laughs> There what? we are. No. Oh, no. I'll tell you about some oh, yes. And oh, well, yes, actually, last week. You probably week. would, Liam. I would. Yeah, I'll come yeah. and watch you. Yeah. And oh, yes, <laughs> last week was uh, we did Sliding Doors. We did. How did that do? I was, it was actually really quite good. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I was a bit surprised because, yeah, it's not exactly the, the biggest profile. I think it's a film no. that most people remember it being there. But no, it was, a, yeah. it was a strong week. We also released our most recent Friends, the one with the birth. Ooh. on Friends of the Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yep, where uh, I think Chandler Bing finds his voice, if I'm being 100% honest. Did uh, you get Courtney Cox this time? No, I didn't get Courtney oh. Cox this time. <laughs> um, but we do have a big guest coming on. Oh. Coming on. We're two episodes away, I think I've discovered. Two or three. Oh, so yeah, oh. we're, we're looking forward Sounds to that. Sounds interesting. I put out some, man, I put out some big flyers for this week. Did you? I tried. Oh. When we get to them, I'll, I'll, I'll say who I tried for. Pretty late. Some of them, there's a, a, a scrimmage of a chance. Some of them might actually say yes, but we'll see. Tell me. I'm going to tell you when we get there. All oh, right. Oh, so, oh. Um, so, yeah, but I'll tell you something else, though. Go, go, go. Someone who always I'm excited to hear from. Mm. That's our Patreon backers. Woo! Our very own Jedi Council. We've yeah. got Juline. Okay. Hermes. Yeah. James DeGuzman. Come on. Lena Oberholzer. I hear you. Ensign Ian Davies. Let's do this. Chris Peterson. Oh, the force is strong. Randall, what's your handle? <laughs> Silva. Yeah. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeetmeister. Woo. Reverend Bruce. Yeah. Nate the Great. That's what I'm talking about. Andy Dixon. Yeah. Holly Callan. All right. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. Richard. Woo. The cool cat himself. Ryan Kukets. And Canadian Chris Dykstra. Woo. Yeah. There we are. Oh, that's so, that's so lovely. Uh, if you want to know how you can be involved with that, we got a Patreon. Go check out all the stuff we've got up there. Patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. Uh, I got to say this. We've had our best week ever. 
Whoa. Wow. And the pod's been going doors. for... Well, the sliding doors was the thing we released this week, but oh. overall, the catalogs had its best week ever. Mm. And I don't mean... This is the remarkable thing. We didn't have our best week ever by like 5% right. or 10%. Whoa. We had our best week ever by 33.4%. My God. no push... No, 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 like, 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 like previously we had the pod being yeah, with yeah, the featured yeah. pod of the week. That didn't set the re- the records like like a, a year old, basically. Wow. And we took it and we added. I mean, literally, we took the record and we beat it by hundreds. We smashed. Whoa. It yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are thrilled. And we're also thrilled to say we passed ninety thousand downloads this week. Woo-hoo! That's a lot of downloads. So yeah, really, really quite, quite, quite happy with that. Oh my god! Every day I just kept looking and going. Does that jump like several decimal points? Because it's like um, the site that I check on is like um, 89.4K. Yeah. I'll be like, is that jump for me? I was 89.4 this morning, right? Because it's like 89.7 now, which is a, a very good day. You know. That's nuts. Mm. Thank you, everybody. If, if you're looking at 300 and something in a day, I'm like, that's a good day. Those same three It's not pe- our best day, but it's a good day. Them same three people. I keep downloading. Yeah, that's the remarkable <laughs> thing, though, is we did that without having any of a day beat our single day record. Ah. So we just had really consistent. Nice. Excellent. So yeah, really happy. So thank you very much. We're on the march to 100,000. Oh I'm hoping God. by my birthday. That'd be cool. I'm it? hoping by my birthday. That'd so be cool. Which we, is middle, can, middle can July. In. You know what the remarkable thing is? Months, yes. We're recording on my birthday. Oh. So we are. It's on a we are. It's a Sunday. Ooh. My birthday's on a Sunday. Is it? I'm going to see Back to the Future, the musical, though. That sounds like a good choice. It's really good. You kind of went back to the start there. You kept trying to jump a bar again. I can't help it. There we are. So, yeah, we thank you very, very, very much. Let's do some reflections and corrections. I think this is a mistake, so I'm not going to push the button. Oh, okay. We were trying to figure out last week, people in the 80s, yep. big mobile phones, yep. what were they called? And we couldn't come up with it. Motorola. The, no, you, the people who would have them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, it's not hipsters. It's, oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yuppies. Yuppies. Yeah. Oh. I was listening to the car and it was like, it just came right to me. I was like, oh, it's yuppies. Oh, of course it but is. But in, in the moment, I couldn't come up with I it. I couldn't either, no. So I just wanted to say, and no one corrected me. Mm. Interesting. So yeah. It is interesting. Uh, yeah, yuppies, yeah. Friend of the podcast, poet laureate Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith says he loved the review we got last week from Top Hat Jazz Hands, which I believe was Dwayne Smith. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Nate the Great is a question for you. Ooh, for you me, specifically. You're... You specifically. Oh, okay. I don't want to be condescending or rude. Okay. Nope. That's a, who was that? Was that Megs? Normally, normally when people say stuff like this. Megs was, oh, Megs' message. Thank you so much. Oh, you just responded, and you responded to a message I sent you specifically. It wasn't even a group chat. It was just you being, tee-hee-hee, I'm going to be. So anybody who says you're like the, the difficult child in the class, Sorry. they're 100% right. I yeah. didn't realize that would do a ding. Yeah, it does. Okay. I know, I know, I know now. I'm now turning everything off. Usually, uh, no usually I do have Facebook shots that one's on me well yeah okay i'll blame you yeah i'm being very gracious by <laughs> <the community here. laughs> uh but nate the great says not only content a rude but how is it that liam understood the prestige but couldn't follow scott pilgrim versus the world i'm genuinely curious in the best way i just i think there was too much um the prestige to be fair you'd seen it before 
Yeah. That was your second or third viewing, I but think. But there weren't an attack on the senses, was there? Do you know what I mean? It was it was uh, very much set in a specific specific time. And that was all kind See, of... See, I think Scott Pilgrim's dead easy because it's just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a straight line. Well, no, because it's, it's all those like... A bit like, you know, like when I watched um, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I get you. Into the Spider-Verse. I totally agree you know, with like you. like there was Attack on the Senses. There was Visually, Scott yeah. Scott Pilgrim was... Everything, everywhere, all at once. I'll give you that as well. Yeah, it was yeah. very much... Woo, woo, woo. I didn't know whether it was coming, going, left, yeah. right, up, down. I didn't know. So I think it's more about the visual content nate if i just sort of put just sort of yeah paraphrase what you know me, i'm very visual aren't i yeah so, and so what as opposed to the prestige which was complicated in narrative structure but yeah, not okay necessarily with. yeah and we had seen it a few times a bit like memento yeah memento right? you, you could be memento yeah oh, i'm good with that um so yeah is that why he has the tattoos I think Memento? Yes. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. of it, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. So there we go. Uh, now we've got some general shout outs. Uh, Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die. What's up, buddy? Thanks for the love. Stu from the Stu World Order. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, Hermes, uh, Hermes talking about gift of the week. Because uh, he submitted two, we said last week, didn't we? Mm hmm. Yeah, he said he's just following my lead about cheating and winning. <laughs> and all it shows you're just doubly bad. You keep submitting two when you can't win. What's that going to do? Maybe <laughs> submit three. Gift of the week this week was on Brandy. Brandy. Uh, we got lots of entries. Juline. Uh, I have no idea. It was some guy in an elf costume. I don't know what it was, uh, Juline. I do apologize. Is it something to do with Christmas? Brandy. They drink brandy at Christmas. Brandy snap. It was just like some sort of elf. I have no oh, idea. Okay. I didn't recognize it from anything. So sorry. Uh, Hermes. Uh, who I think there's some gimmick infringement here. <laughs> because I think it's quite clear that Ensign and Davies has called dibs for all time on Star Trek related gifts. Yes. And he did a Star Trek related gift. <gasps> Star Trek Kirk and Bones saying something like, where's the brandy? Um, Chris <laughs> like Peterson has grandpa pouring 50 year old brandy down the sink saying, oh, if it's brandy's 50 years old, I better throw it out. <laughs> Where is the brandy? I still haven't seen any brandy. Um, you know, other people can bring things to the party as well. You know? <laughs> well I'll bring some brandy next time. There we go. <laughs> uh, the scuttlebutt pod, whoever that might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. I know Eddie Guerrero said, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, but Mm -hmm. scuttlebutt there we are <laughs> what's the scuttlebutt the scuttlebutt was saying i'm gonna turn that back up so we can hear it what's the scuttlebutt there it is um what is the scuttlebutt the scuttlebutt was he posted a second one what was in this one ian you see it was ian mckellen in his gandalf costume mm-hmm. asking for a tea or a hot brandy oh, good in old. costume ian to McKellen. an old guy in a bowler hat with an eagle literally flying overhead wow yeah i might have considered like it for the win Kevin. if he hadn't cheated <laughs> He's a nice guy, though. Did you? You were there when we met. Yes, you we, met Ian McCall, didn't met, you? I did. Yeah, yeah. You told Ian him McCallum. you were doing Twelfth Night. I did. Yeah, I got him to sign oh, your DVD. Liam, you did. I still you, have that for you. Yes, I had a little chat. With I, him. Could, I couldn't wait lovely. around if you remember. I could only just sort of go by and sort of talk to him quickly, but I couldn't yeah. queue up and get him to sign no, stuff. No. Which which DVD did you sign? Uh, Mr. Holmes. That was Mr. Holmes. the one he gave me to sign. Was that yeah. his most recent film or something like that? Or uh, is that at the time. Film? At okay. the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just sad I wasn't picked to go on the stage and hold his sword yeah. for him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind holding his sword. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. He picked somebody to go on the stage and hold You're the wrong person the to hold his sword. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. You wouldn't have been... He's pro- he, I imagine he called a, a bloke up, yeah? He would, he yes, yes. yes. He would have stood at those steps and gone, you shall not pass. <laughs> 
No, someone did go and hold his, his, his real Gandalf sword on stage. It was, it was a nice moment, but I wasn't <laughs> picked, so I was very yeah. sad. Uh, I, was, I was glad too. Anthony and Davies did come back with two... Uh, uh, of proper Star War, Star, sorry, Star Trek gifts. Uh, one Saurian, Brandy, hundred years old, Jim, and, and James Kirk says, "Please." And then there was a follow up where, uh, which was the better one, but he'd already used the bad one, uh-huh. so I can't consider that one. Uh, Josh and Sarah movie, very clever, going wrestling specific. There's a wrestling <laughs> character named Brandy Rhodes. I was like, well played, nice. well played, but it wasn't a good enough gift. Uh, Dwayne Smith, sorry, buddy, don't get your reference at all. I don't know what that was. Mm. Can't even remember what it was now that I've typed it out. Too no specific. idea. <laughs> David from Scriptical, a little bit of lateral thinking. Mm-hmm. Points definitely given. Do you remember the the song by Brandy and Monica? Yes. The boy is mine. mine. I'm sorry that you seem to be confused, but it's plain to see the boy, boy is mine. mine. Nicely played. Uh, so uh, and then uh, step step Taylor, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it was this wrestler called Otis just like slapping his stomach. I'm like, I don't even know how this relates in the slightest. He's like, oh, he's just really excited for a brandy. I'm like, it, it has to actually play in. I do when I'm. It has to actually. Be, if someone had a brandy out while he was doing it, totally fine. But you just got a fat guy slapping his tummy. That's all you got. Oh, I love it. So, oh, he should win just for that. No, no, he shouldn't. <laughs> so I was all prepared to give the win to, uh, I was going to give it to Chris Peterson until there was a late entry. Pit at the post. Uh, right at the post. By, by the cool cat himself. Ryan Kukets. Ryan Kukets. I've actually got it up on my phone for people oh. to see. It's from a movie we've done. <laughs> Titanic. When everybody's getting off the ship and the old guys in their scarves are saying, We're going to go to the gentleman's club, but uh, we would like a brandy. Cool. Ryan Kukets with the win. Well done. Well there, done. there we are. Um, so there is that. And uh, usually this would be the last thing I would talk about before we get into it, but I want to give a little bit of a special shout out to friend of the podcast, a BFF of the BFE, Juline. Juline. A shout out to her son. Oh. Who was in a production yeah. of Grease at his school this oh, weekend. Oh, which is actually kind of our origin story in the it grand is. scheme of things here at the BFE because I got to meet all you lovely people when I came out and joined you for production of Grease. I was an awesome Marty. I was back row mafia. <laughs> <laughs> I was told you by Goober. I was Goober. Yeah. <laughs> I was told by this person who said, Come on out. There's all these roles we haven't filled. And at the you time, there was no, yeah, because I, I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't no, involved. No. So yeah. I was told, Come on out. Teen Angel hasn't been filled. Vince Fontaine hasn't been filled. Johnny Casino hasn't been filled. Johnny Casino, you'd have been. Well, I literally sat there in the car park breaking it. I was so scared to come in. Oh. And I sat there. I got in and out of the car. I kid you not, three times I got out of the car and then went back in before I finally went. And all I remember is I had this big black pea coat on. Yeah. And I pressed myself right up against the wall and there was this radiator. Yep. Right by underneath the notice board, if on the left side, if you know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. On the front half. I remember it was so hot on my backside because of the radiator. <laughs> and I was so warm. I'm like, I don't want to move. I feel this is my safe space. And um, I was on stage at that point. You were Danny Zuko, weren't I you? I was yep. Zuko, yeah. I made about two steps before um, the person I'd spoken to was like, oh, hi, can I help? 
thinking I was just like breaking in or something like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm the guy who I'm the guy who messaged. I'm sure those other part, they'd all been cast the other parts by the time you came. Yeah, they had. So, but, anyway, so by the time from but, between yeah. when I was told, when I messaged, yeah. and when I showed up, maybe three days. So you would lock like, down all those parts. You so don't all even I could, like Greece. All I could be no, but I heard you were doing spam a lot two years later. Uh, so I, I, I had I mean, a two year plan. You were playing the long game. I was playing the long game. I'm like, if I do this, because we were going to do business the next year, and I was like, okay, so if I do this now, I can get some sort of a uh, sort of a main cast role for business, and then the, the the third year I can have a shot at like a real big part in in spam a lot. That was my plan. Did you know? I thought when you first walked in, yeah. <laughs> I went, who's this, who's this guy talking with an American accent and sounding quite good? Yeah, because you thought I was just putting on yeah. putting on a stage accent. <laughs> I thought, he, he's pretty good, isn't he? <laughs> Where was he in doing casting? It's weird. I've never really got to the part where that's been given to me as an advantage over here, which is nuts, because you'd think it would. You would, wouldn't you? Because yeah. God knows that, you know, it's a deficit whenever I go for a British part. I'm not being funny. Not many people over here can distinguish the difference between a Canadian a accent, legit accent and, and a, an American accent. Well, not even that, but between like a bad British stage American accent yeah, that's yeah, passable yeah. and a native accent. Because when I do a British accent back home, people think I'm brilliant. Can, can, we, can we hear your oh, British accent? I've done the he British can, accent. Scottish. I've done, well, no, if I do the British one, it just comes out Dick Van Dyke, Dick doesn't Van Dyke, it? Yeah, yeah. And how they get that, eh, boy? Exploiting the workers. Oh, it's what it's all about, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was uh, taught by a mutual friend of ours, Amy, that I need to push all the syllables to the front of my mouth in any situation. Okay. If you don't want to lose, victory depends upon the people that you choose. So listen, Arthur, darling, <laughs> closely to this news, you won't succeed on Broadway if you don't have any news. Ooh. Oh, that's like away. <laughs> Go back to the news. There we are. Uh, because I am going, but, but again, Julene, thank you very yeah. much. Well done to yeah. your son. I hope they enjoyed. What part's he playing? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. So oh, we, we hope out. he enjoyed uh, his role. There's nothing better than Show Week. No well, way. Ethan played no. Sunny. Lightning. I have to dance with Yeah. Him. You did. At and end, and you danced. played Marty. Yeah, and I played Danny. And it was, was Gooba. I was back room off. <laughs> you were br- hey, I haven't done chorus since then. Zuko yeah. and Gooba got on like a house on fire. Yeah, because I, remember, yeah, I was like, can, can someone interact with me? We had to do this like, giant party scene, and no one knew me because no one knew. It's really awkward to do that. Like, you don't have dialogues to do that fake acting acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a result, because I was new, no one would like come over and say hi. I don't like, so I'm just sitting there kind of, and the director would be like, you need to talk to someone. I'm like, no one's talking to me. <laughs> I did. But then you did, and then yeah. that was enough. Oh, jeez, I was dying up there. But checking in with the morning report. I figure we're not bringing the Disney podcast back, so I'm stealing the news. <laughs> can we talk? I've not hear, heard that in an age. Can yes, we talk? That's a good addition. This is my can we talk about this the for Lion two minutes segment. Yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, this is the Lion King. Very I good. Do, I knew that. So can we talk about this for two minutes? Ethan, you want to talk about uh, Star Wars Celebration that you attended? It feels like it's a natural point for to talk about it. Yeah, it's kind of fitting that we talk about Celebration because exactly 24 years ago today was the first ever Celebration where they unveiled... Today's episode, The Phantom Menace, it's oh. all coming full circle. Um, anniversary! But no, yeah, there, there's the anniversary. Yay! Uh, but yeah, I, I went to Star Wars Celebration in uh, in London uh, at the start of this, this month, and I got to do and see loads of cool things. But the big thing, because no one cares about me meeting like random artists, 
the I, I like. Uh, that is, is true. I appreciate the fact that you've got that yeah, self-awareness. Yeah, I, I'm so I met. Yeah, I met the vice president of Lucasfilm, who got me into film from like the documentaries I watched as a kid. So that was a really cool moment. Um, but the big thing I think for here is I got I was able to get a seat at the Lucasfilm panel showcase where they basically showed everything they're releasing for like the next nine years and see wow. some cool exclusive content that no one else has seen. So that was really neat. So I saw stuff like Andor season two footage and I got to see Andy Serkis shout at us uh, as his character and I saw a droid. That was cool. Um, I saw a show called The Acolyte that's directed by uh, and run by Leslie Headland, who did uh, was it was it called Russian Doll, uh, the Netflix show, yep. and that's set two hundred years before uh, the Phantom Menace. Today's episode uh, set in an era called the High Republic, which I think I spoke about with Carlo when I did my May the Fourth episode with him. Yep. Um, which is that's Carlo uh, over over on the yeah. movie loot. Yeah. Uh, go check yeah. it out. It's definitely worth, worth, worth a listen. Uh, but it's basically, let's see the Jedi at their height before they fall during the prequels. And this show is just sort of that in-between of how did they get to where they did? And they brought the cast out, and it's a pretty big cast, because uh, that we know, at least, it's Amanda Stenberg from The Hate You Give that we've seen, Manny Jacinto, who is Jason in The Good Place, uh, oh, Daphne okay, Keene. very cool. Yeah. Daphne Keene, who's uh, Logan's daughter in Logan. Lee Jung-jai, who is the lead in Squid Game. Carrie-Anne Moss from The Matrix. Uh, Jonas Southamo, who was Chewie in Force Awakens Last Jedi Solo and The Rise of Skywalker, comes back as a Wookiee Jedi called Carl Nucker. Uh, Dean Charles Chapman, who is the unfortunate Stark sibling during the Battle of the Bastards. Uh, And Rebecca Henderson, who... I Yeah. I sent a uh, a uh, a audio clip to Ian, which is it's the the long one, yeah. Because Rebecca Henderson is playing a character, uh, which has great impact to people like me who have spent the last three years reading these High Republic books and uh, comics. And it's ho- this this thing is hosted by you might uh, notice her voice, Ian uh, Christina Ariel, who's in Headless. Oh, very cool! All right, yeah. So let's throw to it's. It's a short. It's a short clip. It's like all yeah. like eight seconds. But here is the announcement of who was a decent. Uh, this is uh, Rebecca Henderson as Vernestra Rowe. This is about to be a moment. And everyone in this room playing a character who debuted in the first High Republic middle grade novel. Vern, <gasps> it was her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please join me in welcoming. With the warmest High Republic welcome you got, Rebecca Henderson, your Vanessa Rowe. Yeah! <laughs> Is that Ethan? There's almost a level of sexual energy being released <laughs> at points in that. You can hear them. I'm sorry, but you can hear them getting you can really build. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, you finish it because I'm not finishing this. Yeah. The audio you're hearing is not a Liam and not a me. Jeez. But no, it was it was massive because this is a character that we were like, we're never seeing, we're never seeing in like live action because it's a book. It's a ra- it's a book that they're not gonna care about. Ian Ian's gone. Ian's gone. Oh. But no, it was great, and we Very got climactic. to see some. Ex- 
Very, very climactic. We got to see some exclusive footage because they're still in production, but it's very inspired by like uh, the movies that inspired George Lucas. So like the Hidden Fortress, any Akira Kurosawa movie. It looks really interesting. That comes out 2024. Uh, and then Mando's stuff, uh, we got to see uh, eight minutes of footage from an episode which is now aired, but like a week early from episode seven called The Spies. And then we got invited to see the full episode at the end of the day uh, with the cast. It was great to see John Favreau react to his own character having moments. That was really, really strange. <laughs> but the, uh, the yeah, we all know the Mandalorian season three just finished. Yeah, uh, they brought up a uh, yeah, they brought up a cast member who uh, appeared in an episode who we're probably going to talk about a bit later when he shows up here. Uh, uh, to astounding applause, which was great. But there was also some shows. So The Skeleton Crew, which is done by John Watts, who did the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. It's like Goonies and E.T., but in Star Wars. And it's starring Jude Law with child actors. We saw some exclusive footage. It looks all right. The One of the pirates from Mando Season 3 is in it. So there's your interconnectivity, because it's all part of that greater world. Uh, Ahsoka, we saw all of that. Uh, Ahsoka came out. The woman who plays Sabine Wren came out. Mary Elizabeth Winstead came out because she's playing another character. Mary it's Elizabeth just- Winstead was yeah. Ramona Flowers in. Yeah. Uh, see, I remembered in Scott yeah. Pilgrim. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 yes, yes. The multicolored playing- hair girl who yeah, wasn't yeah, Brie yeah. Larson. I liked her. She's playing a green Twi'lek called Harrison Doola. This series is basically a sequel to an animated series, Dave Filoni, made in 2014 called Star Wars Rebels, which also had Freddie Prince Jr. in it. It's a direct sequel. Anybody else glad Star Wars Week comes once a year? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It never ends for me. Keep going, buddy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. David Tennant's in the show as well. He reprises his role as a Clone Wars character from 2012 called Huang. He's a robot that's that's 25,000 years old. It's the year of David Tennant, I guess. Uh, But the big things. uh, Every year should be the year of David Tennant. Every year is the year of David Tennant. Tennant. We're getting a David Tennant trailer for Doctor Who. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, we're getting a... Yeah, we're getting a uh, David Tennant Doctor Who trailer during Eurovision. That's going to be weird. Anyway, the movies, the big things. Eurovision. Three movies are coming out. Uh, One called The Dawn of the Jedi, which is set 25,000 years before The Phantom Menace. My iPad just fell. Um, But that's directed by James Mangold, who did Logan and is doing the new Indiana Jones film, which, oh, we also got to see some exclusive footage from that. Six minutes of exclusive footage from Indiana Jones. uh, Five. Uh, it's sick. It was ex- exactly half halfway through the film. It's a chase scene. Looked really, really good. I like the good. chemistry between uh, Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who came out on stage. Ian's a big fan of uh, Phoebe yeah. I am a big fan of you Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both for her mind and for her aesthetic. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. She's she seems to be really good in it, and I I like the chemistry they have. Uh, Matt Mickelson was on stage. When you say it was a chase scene, was it like because because Indy's like he's, he's an octogenarian now. Right. It's, 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 in, it's in like a car. It's is in like it, a ritual. Is it, is it whether he'll make it to the toilet <laughs> in time? He's trying to fill out his will in time, and uh, Mads Mikkelsen's getting the. He looks down. But- at, he looks down at what he produces in the toilet and goes, "It belongs in a museum." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you were saying. But yeah, ND5 looks pretty good. I have high hopes for it. It actually seems well made. Dawn of the Jedi, though, it's supposed to be a. Uh, it's 25,000 years before The Phantom Menace. It is about the first ever Jedi coming in contact with the Force, and Mangold described it to us as Ben-Hur and the Ten Commandments type of epic. 
So that's going to be fun. Thousand years. Mm-hmm. Does that mean yeah. they can then like link that and go right between the Phantom Menace and the twenty five thousand year thing? We can now put something. I else think in. this is their origin story. Yeah. This is where we're going to start. This is yeah. the, this is like the creation story of Jedi, and then you can, yeah. everything from here onward is up for grabs. Okay, but we're assuming so yeah, then here is point yeah. zero. So I'm assuming it's going to be like. Um, uh, they're all good Jedi's, and then one get banished to become an evil. Jedi. That's the that's the simplistic thing to do, isn't it? Well, they normally do. It's kind of uh, like there's nothing known, but there was a Dawn of Jedi book like 20 years ago, and it was kind of like we found the Force. Midi Chlorians kind of showed us the way. Oh, maybe there's it's some dark side. Maybe it's someone going, "Hey, pass me that beer, would you?" And he uses his mind, and he goes, "Huh." <laughs> that's how it ends everything else is just like a gritty like workplace sort of saga. yeah <laughs> i reckon but, yeah Cain and evil of the jedi to start off oh yeah, yeah. Prediction. yeah. light yeah. side and dark side yes. very lost much like mm. the, much like the pacing of this review go ahead <laughs> uh the second film is by dave filoni and it's set during the mandalorian book of boba fett ahsoka uh skeleton crew time it's basically your avengers endgame of that period of time so you're probably gonna have like mando boba whoa whoa whoa, hype machine whoa 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 whoa, whoa. (laughs) no that was derogatory that was not in a positive way no no avengers endgame is like 22 films in the making this is something that's kind of going yeah let's just throw this in here i did not mean this in a positive way i'm not a fan of endgame but no it's just your (laughs) hey it's not that good. It's overhyped. Anyway. I'm going to talk about fandom in a minute. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, it's basically going to be like your, your hey, here's your toy box, and we're going to throw some stuff. So if we're you just like to go. your toys together. Yeah, and yeah. then it'll probably be them facing Thrawn, who's the villain of Ahsoka, who's played by Mads Mickelson's brother. That's cool. Uh, and there'll Happy be that weird. Mickelson. i was mad this is my brother happy (laughs) that was good uh they'll probably be that ugly cgi look skywalker i'm sure fine the third one's the one that i'm the most excited actually no i'm most excited for dawn of the jedi but the third one that i lost my mind over is directed by Charmin oboy chinoy who directed the first two episodes of miss marvel or as i call them the good episodes of miss marvel they're the best episodes so i'm pretty hopeful about the direction here i'll take your word for it yeah, it's set 15 years after The Rise of Skywalker about the new Jedi Order, about a new Jedi Master finally uh, seeing through Luke's vision of the future and the Force. Charmin asked us if he wanted to meet the new Jedi Master. The Jedi Master came out. Ian has a clip of my reaction to the Jedi Master. It was Daisy Ridley coming back as Ray. I could tell from the clip, couldn't you? I could so tell. I could so tell. <laughs> yeah. She thought it was going to be Samuel L. Jackson, but you know. I thought it was going to be Ian McKellen with his sword again. Didn't <laughs> Apparently, it was originally, this was originally going to be like um, Helen Mirren, and this was dumb. Yeah, this was originally going to be written by Damon Lindelof. And oh, okay. he was like, we'll set it like 40 years in the future, and it's an old Ray, and she's only now making the Jedi Order. And everyone went, I don't like that. So. David Lindelof was another lost alumnus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Him and JJ are yeah. two big forces. JJ. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I got excited. Ray means a lot to me. Um, during the pandemic, I grew my hair out and I basically styled it like Ray. And those movies kind of kept me a little bit sane during lockdown. And that character just means a lot to me. So I got very excited to see Ray back because I never thought we'd see her 
ever again. She had claims she wouldn't do any more Star Wars. So, yeah, yeah, so is John Boyega. I think it's, there's a chance to, yeah. It's always just posturing for A, a big reveal, or B, more money, sometimes both. Yeah. Yeah. So. But that's that's currently in like very pre pre production, so I'm expecting that'll be like 2026. I I don't care for Dave Filoni's movie. I think it's going to be a bit of a cluster. Anyway, yeah. Thank you, Ethan, for your report on Star Wars Celebration. I'm especially interested in that film set 25,000 years before the Phantom Menace, or roughly the same amount of time it took Ethan to give that synopsis. <laughs> a lot happened. It was like, I just had to wait three hours worth of like stuff down to like, that's probably like 20 minutes. I'm so sorry. No, you are a good sport, because, yeah. I, you are, you I, are. I, I, I take a lot of shots. <laughs> um also, something interesting happened. I watched an episode of the, of a, not even an episode. I watched like a segment from the Tonight Show because they had a really clickbaity YouTube click. Yep. And so I clicked on it. And I'm not saying for sure. I'm saying there's a chance someone, someone on the writing staff listens to the BFE. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I'm going to throw it there as a, it's a non zero percent chance. Yep. I found a couple of clips that I'm like, that sounds a little bit familiar. I'm just going to put it out there. You tell me what you think. This is the very start of the episode. Hello and welcome, 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 welcome to The Tonight Show. You're here. Thank you very much. <laughs> welcome. Thank you for watching. Okay. That's just a welcome, right? No, yeah. no, you should I've, do that then. I've, no, no, no. Uh, John, John Oliver does a bit of a welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, which probably helped inspire my own, but it, the, the cadence and all that sort of stuff. Okay, here we go. But okay. that's one thing. And I went, well, that's just one. I thought, oh, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. And then literally six minutes later, six, eight minutes later, I'm watching. They're doing a sketch. This comes out. Pastries for breakfast, dinner and snack time. Munch, a munchy, munchy, munch. A munch, 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 a munchity munch. Stick with it. You spell munch backwards, it still spells munch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just. What are the odds of those two statements? That's six minutes apart. He needs to reach out. If he I'm goes. just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Get us on the Tonight Show. <laughs> These guys have a podcast. <laughs> hey, give, give me a writing credit. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll write some jokes for you. That's all right. That is I pretty. Just, hey, that is pretty amazing. I clicked it. I was just watching it because it was some sort. I thought from the from the from the thumbnail, it looked like they had this this guy Tucker Carlson who left his job at Fox News this week. Yeah, and it was like it was like Tucker Carlson breaks his silence. There was a picture of his face. It was a picture of Jimmy's face. Well, no, Jimmy's got him on the show. What are the odds of that? So no, it was just Jimmy talking about him. But it was just basically his opening monologue and sketch. But while I was watching it, both those things popped out, and I went, okay, um. Probably a happy coincidence, but what are the odds? If that is a happy coincidence, <laughs> still, that's amazing. That's amazing. But if, if he listens, how cool would that be? So, I remember when we did Moon Knight, and a load of people like messaged us being like, you need to cover Moon Knight because of the first episode. They do the flip-flop thing. Did they? I that forgot that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot most, m- most of Moon Knight, to be fair. Um, I don't blame you. What? Why are we doing this this week? Well, it's Star Wars week, like we said. So, yeah, I go ahead and I uh, got Felix while I was recording everything else to come by, and he gave us this. Cool. Two Jedi escape a hostile blockade to find allies and come across a young boy who may bring balance to the Force. 
but the long dormant Sith resurface to claim their original glory. Ooh. He did well on that time. He had a hard time with that. It was it was really? longer than the usual. Oh. Yeah, some long sentences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about bringing balance to the Force. I think that upset the balance to the Force. I've got a theory about this prophecy, but I need to get to the end in order to do that. Oh, we're not allowed mm. to skip ahead. Not allowed we to skip ahead. We can't discuss the chosen one yet until he gets to the point. Exactly. Maybe we should do an plots. episode one day where we go backwards. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'll let you edit that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, this, That's a good idea. This was written and directed by George Lucas, who, for all the crap he gets, let's not forget, he wrote and directed American Graffiti. Yeah, um, he wrote and directed the first Star Wars. He was the writer of the story of Empire. He was the writer of the story of the Indiana Jones quadrology, but not number five. Mm-hmm. He was the writer of the story of Willow. So that means like he doesn't Willow's do the brilliant. individual lines. He yeah. just does what the story's about. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I believe he also does the, the script writing, though, of Attack of the Clones, which is some of the worst. Oh, that's the worst one out of a lot, isn't it? Some of the worst. Oh, it's got like, that's got all like the, talk about skipping ahead, but there we go. Like all the like, <laughs> all the like, I hate sand. <laughs> it's coarse. Already goes like, I really owe so much to Obi-Wan, but I also hate him. And it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, no one thinks in this pattern. Um, cinematography by David Tattersall, who's also done Con Air, The Green Mile, Die Another Day, uh, the rest of the prequel trilogy, and will most recently be shown in Big George Foreman, a film I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, music I'm by... I'm hoping going to be a bit like, um, like Air. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Like, this sort of like... More about it than just the boxing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. let me know the story of yep. the people behind the scenes, including his sort of behind the scenes. Like, I want to know about that, how the George Foreman grill deal came about. You know what I mean? <laughs> I bet that was just one of them off-the-cuff things. You, he went, yeah, do you know what? I'll do that. Do you yeah. know who that was offered to first? Uh, Muhammad Ali. No, it wasn't a boxer. Oh. But it was someone in combat sports, so to speak. Oh, uh, some uh, ooh, ooh, American football player? No, combat oh. sport. What, what do you mean by combat? Two people fighting. Oh, okay. Mike Mortal Tyson? Combat. No, but not boxing. No, I would have said boxing. I would have said boxing, so. Mm. Uh, what do you people Real do? or fictitious? I'll put it that way. Oh, shit. Okay. Please be Hulk Hogan. It is Hulk Hogan. Ah! Hulk Hogan turns it down. Really? George Foreman's worth like a billion dollars on that it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he gave him a grin when he, he saw him. He thought, he thought, who wants, you know, people, do, okay, it's this thing that just grills your meat. Really? I'm going to put my name on that? Do you know what? If I was George Foreman, of all I'd, the things Hulk Hogan's him, put his name on, I'd, I'd send him a free one. Oh, absolutely. Every year on the day that <laughs> yeah. I sign my deal. Um, music, of course, done by John Williams, whose first um, screenwriting for music credit was 1954. Four. Oh. First, uh, it was called You Are Welcome, a promotional film for the Tourist Information Office of Newfoundland. Wow. Wow. His first fe- feature film was 1958's Daddy-O, um, and he was called Johnny Williams, which wow. he was for most of the first Johnny. decade of his career. He was he was cr- casted as Johnny, Johnny Williams. Williams. Wow. Um, Is, am I right in saying he holds, other than Walt Disney, he holds the most Oscars? I don't know for sure, but he's, he's got to be up there. <clears throat> yeah. Because I've got, like, this is a very small sampling, but he did Jaws, Superman, the Indiana Jones franchise, E.T., the Home Alone franchise, Hook, the Jurassic Park franchise, Saving Private Ryan, the Harry Potter franchise, Catch Me If You Can, and Lincoln. On top, on top of epic, Star Wars. Really. He's done some epic Like, stuff. you want the definition of the word prolific, it's mm, that guy. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Music is good in this film, though. Uh, first time I saw this. Max? <laughs> okay. Um, so I have to admit, I think the first time I saw this, it was the first time I'd seen a Star Wars film. So this is your, this is your introduction? This was my introduction. Cool. Back. When, when was this released? 1999. Yeah. Okay, so I was, I was obviously younger, if you believe that, well, at the time. We all were. That's how time <laughs> works. Um, and I don't think at that point I had even watched the original three. So I would admit this. I think at the time I did not realise that Anakin Skywalker was Darth Vader. It's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> I know yeah. that, obviously, but at the time Spoiler. there wasn't enough... That's not a spoiler. Yeah, well, we're, we're okay there. <laughs> because time, we've reviewed four, five, and six. You're okay. If that was your spoiler. introduction to Star Wars, because I, I kind of knew a Star Wars, I knew that Darth Vader did the whole I am your father speech, but I didn't know enough about it to actually, there wasn't enough hints in yeah. that first film if you didn't have a lot of knowledge to know that that's where that was going. It's a to shame. be fair, didn't they give it away in the poster though? They showed you young. If you Anakin. look, if you look, the poster had I just well, watched the well, film. you know, like the movie poster, probably one of the most Anakin. famous posters is a young Anakin on Tatooine with his head down, walking away, but the shadow, shadow. is clearly Darth Vader. Oh, well, I haven't yeah. seen the poster, so it's a great poster. Yeah, it is. I remember really enjoying the film at the time, and I, I, you know, I liked um, Obi Wan and Qui Gon and you know Jedi. So okay. then I watched the following ones. Okay, <clears throat> now you're the very jumping head. Hey, <laughs> I'm not going that far, but yeah, I um, had no idea that Anakin. Was it's really interesting because. George's sister, mm-hmm. I know, recently just started watching by recently, I mean, the last two years or something like that. Yep. And was watching them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And I was like, oh, at the time I remember saying, I'm really interested to hear what her take is on it, watched in that order. Because it's not the order. Oh, you it's, never had that. It's not the order it's intended. It's no. intended to be watched four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, despite the fact that it's numbered the way it is. So I'm like, what is number one like if it's not full of sort of all these throwbacks to stuff you already know. We'll talk about what the, what the actual term for that is when we get into it. But um, that's a really interesting sort of premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liam? I watched it when it first came out. I was one of those people who went to the cinema to watch it. Um, I thought at the time I was so excited because I was a bit of a Star Wars fan Okay, from way back when. Because they weren't really, until uh, Phantom Menace came out, there weren't much hype after um, Jedi, Return of the, Return of the Jedi? Uh, yep. Um, the third one, which was early 80s, I think. Um, so we were on the tail ends of that. 84, I want to say, but 83. 83. 83. Uh, yeah, I'd been about three it's years It's the old. 40th anniversary this year. So I wouldn't have seen, oh, I wouldn't have seen any of them at the cinema. Um, I'd been watched, you know, on reruns or something. And... Um, so I was really excited because obviously I'd met Vader as a kid, which I explained on another podcast. And uh, so I was really excited to see this when it came out. And I remember sitting there watching it with such anticipation and such enthusiasm, like Ethan now. And uh, and I just fell flat. Oh, that's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It did not. I just And I said to myself, I'm done with that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just like Ooh. that after that one movie. And I did go to see the second one at the cinema. That definitely put the kibosh on it. And I didn't go and see the third at the cinema. <laughs> but wish I had, because that's the better of the three. Ethan, go ahead. Uh, I know the exact date. It was May 8th, 2005, because my dad made uh, was like, I love my dad loves Star Wars. All of my obsessions I basically get from him. Um, but he wanted me to see the final, uh, well, the final at the time Star Wars. He wanted me to see Revenge of the Sith in the cinema with him. So he was like, I'm going to make Ethan watch one Star Wars film each week. So I went four, five, six, 
one and two. So then on the third, on like the sixth week, we'd go to the cinema and see Revenge of the Sith. So I had a hell of a crash course. So I watched this on VHS, uh, in like, yeah, May 8th, 2005. VHS was still quite big back then. Yeah. They, ne- they never released a VHS for, uh, Revenge of the Sith because that was DVD <sighs> only. Actually, I think you'll find they did. Oh, did they? Never yes. mind. I'm a liar. Because um, that's quite No, you're just of. wrong, Ethan. You <laughs> don't know how to say those words. <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's quite sought after these days, and uh, I had a copy of it come into Retro Records and Toys. For, for all your retro Ooh. needs. It's nice you're remembering the toys this week. Yeah, so... Um, well, that was because of the other thing, wasn't it? But yeah, um, but we had one come in, and, and that sold for £45. Yeah, I can confirm that Revenge of the Sith was released. <laughs> rare, rare limited, but it was on VHS. Yeah, it had to, they had to, because they'd done mm. the other two. So they couldn't just leave someone My who's goodness. A, such a fan to not have the third one. Because you don't want two Between VHS and a DVD. It's £204 on eBay right now. My How God. much? But 60, 60 to 204 Cool. Yeah, I undersold it. But the important, <laughs> the important thing to remember, Ethan, is there's a mistake. <laughs> From a certain point of view, let me say how I watched it for the first time. Yeah. Then, if I may, go on, please. Um, I remember my buddy. Um, I went through a stage where I watched a lot of movies in the cinema. In the yep. cinema. Yep. Uh, we were about forty-five minutes away. We didn't really do that stuff as a family. It wasn't something we did. Uh, I never car. Uh, but then my buddy got a car and he was really big on watching films. He said, Hey, you want to go see the movies to, uh, to see Star Wars? And I was like, Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm not sure I was really big. Like the merchandise was everywhere. Like, yeah. like, like the Pepsi can with, oh. with Princess Amadala's face on it was Walker's everywhere. I oh, was it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. everything. So, um, I got and I knew four, five, and six. I had a rough working. I mean, I had some, probably was a bigger fan of toys when I was a kid. I was probably just a little bit too young, but so were you. Yeah. Uh, to really be fully in it. But still, I knew kind of of it. It was the, it was the laser swords and all that sort of <laughs> laser stuff, right? Swords. Laser swords. It was swords. that. It was like that's, that's the best part of any Star Wars movie as a kid. It's the so I went ahead and watched it, and um, there's things that I didn't remember. Um, oh, from it. So not, not 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 the big stuff. It wasn't like I was watching it for, like without any background of the lore. Oh, okay. But there was some. There was one key point which I'll talk about in a minute when we get when we get to it. But I was like, I did not remember this was this. And so then at the end, I had this giant, oh my God moment. <laughs> and it was, it was, re- it was this really cool moment. Uh, but I'm wondering, like, it wouldn't happen to Megs because Megs wouldn't have the background knowledge to yeah. know it. Probably not. Or maybe, or, or maybe she does because maybe, maybe it does help us. Maybe Megs does get there. It, it depends but, what you're on about. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Look we'll at we'll me we'll. not jumping ahead. Oh, well. <laughs> and then, you know, I just like to get to those climax. This is what we call a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a hook. It's okay. designed to Megan, get don't you do people listening. Climax, it's fine. You're like, I'm going to give out all the good stuff in the first eight minutes and then you can just like stop listening. Maybe now. we should do like a sub podcast where <laughs> Megan reviews it in eight minutes here we go <laughs> the, a podcast within the podcast okay now ethan please keep in mind you, yeah you took us a, a, a not a not quick route around your star wars <laughs> celebration but i'm gonna throw to you for context corner what do you got don't worry i've, I've made this somewhat short and sweet so george lucas has finished the original trilogy and goes hey guys i'm gonna do another nine he wanted this to be a 12 film saga and then went, I was wrong. It'll be nine. And then it became six. 
so he doesn't do anything for ages. Star Wars kind of pitters out for him because he wants to f- work on Indiana Jones and Willow and just basically turn ILM into, we're going to make Photoshop. We're going to make the Adobe Suites, all that kind of stuff. And eventually, uh, Star Wars gets like a resurgence in the 1990s and like late 80s because of, uh, two direct-to-TV movies called Ewoks 1 and 2. They're bad. Uh, but there are a load of books and uh, comics, the famous one being Air to the Empire, which Dave Filoni's movie seems to be heavily inspired by with Thrawn. And uh, <laughs> goes, I have an idea for another one, because he made this massive dossier for his lore and everything. He went, okay, we're going to do an Anakin movie. We're going to do all of this kind of stuff. And eventually, in 1994, or 1993, he begins to write it and outlines the entire thing. Uh, Later on, he gets to budget it all himself because of the toy merchandise he had from uh, the original trilogy that he was just given because Fox didn't believe in the film. And he originally... Yeah, which is crazy. And originally... He didn't want to direct this. There were at least four direct. Yeah, there were four directors that he uh, tried to give the project to, which is Ron Howard, who would go on to direct a Star Wars movie, Robert Zemeckis, kind of, um, yeah, and Steven Spielberg, and they all went, "No, that's too daunting. This is your thing, and let him have it." Am I right in thinking that George Lucas didn't really like directing anyway? That was too much for him. He he's the Ideas, I man. think I think he's better yeah. as a producer and a writer of story. Yeah, like he does give us this universe. So for as much as everybody craps on him, he gave us this universe. Yeah. Um, I was reading an interview from 1979, and he basically went, "I directed this space movie because I like space movies, and hopefully now other people can direct space movies, so I can watch them instead of making them." Unlike <laughs> unlike Wikipedia, it's referred to as a space opera. Oh yeah, that's yeah. The genre of this is yeah space opera. Yeah, it's wow. a space fan. It's a space fantasy. Like it, it, yeah, it's not. Everyone's like it's sci-fi. It's space fantasy because it's wizards in space. Like that. Yeah. What was that film that was inspired by this? You have to get more specific than that. <laughs> so, that one film that was inspired by Star I don't Wars. Think of many space operas. So, Star Trek. so Phantom Menace. Came Star Trek's out. not really a space no, opera. No, it's set in space. It's, it's more that that is so more science has it, fiction. Has it taken yeah. off space opera? So Phantom Menace came out, and there's a film I watched it years ago, and I, I don't know if space about, about these three lads who decide they're going to break into the Lucas. Oh, that's yeah. Oh. And they get, and one of them's dying, isn't he? And they let him, or allow him only, not his two mates, but him only, to have a preview of the Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's like a documentary, actually. I think. I don't think, I don't think that's is that, is that fictional? It's. I think it's a comedy. Oh, I can't remember the name. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, it was just one of the most. The, 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 oh. And then Big Bang Theory basically rip it off for an episode of well, Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it, it Seth Green. It's like uh, oh, I can't remember. It, it, it's something Fan like that. Like, anyway, I'm sure we fanboys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure we've got more 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 pressing context we can talk yeah. about. Ethan, is there anything else? I will say this. I remember in the 1980s there were those two animated series, Ewoks and Droids. Yeah, so I'm not sure if Star Wars stuff ever 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 went away as far as yeah. interest. I just think it was about how do we best monetize this and is there a way to bring it back on on the big screen? Because really, Star Wars, one of the, the, the cleverest things about it, where it makes all its money is yes, it makes a huge amount of money in the box office, but they don't 
they don't like pawn off the merchandising rights because no one thought it would do anything. So as a result, they make money hand over fist on the merch. Yeah. So that's the first time in in movie history, wasn't it? You can that it was like that degree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I had a little X-Wing. We've talked about this on previous episodes, Mm. but yeah, I had a little, I had a little X-Wing sort of fighter. Mm. So yeah. Um, Anything else? Ethan? Uh, yeah, originally this film was going to be called The Beginning, and it wasn't until near the end of production that Lucas went, I'm going to call it The Phantom Menace, and maybe I don't spoil that yet, and we can leave that for our final frame, not our final frame, but one of the final shots of the film. But sure. why it's called The Phantom Menace? Yeah. Yep, I know why. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I always wondered why they called it this. Oh, I can exactly tell you, but I'm, I'm going to say yeah. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we have. Everything else will sort of come as we meet characters and all that kind of stuff. All right. I will say this as a warning to us all, but I am looking more specifically at Meg's. <laughs> We've got... How many pages there? The page count today is 18. How is that Ooh. in average compared to... Uh, probably about four pages greater than Benny and June. That being said, Benny and June was a very special evening. I am not versed in Star Wars lore. Okay, so probably a good lore. four pages longer um, than Sliding Doors as well. I like you and McGregor, though, so, you know, I might talk are. about that. But. So, studio identification, 20th Century Fox, the combination of that and the, you know, and a long time ago in a galaxy far far away and then star wars and the crawl i've got how can you go wrong and then oh, i no. instantly respond by going <laughs> oh i can tell you how you go wrong you talk about taxation of trade routes <laughs> in the crawl i'm like well boy am i excited now when we showed up when my buddy mike and i went and saw it, we were a couple minutes late yeah in a small theater in owen sound ontario canada it didn't have a great like like incline. Oh, okay. So the person's head in front of me got rid of the subtitles. Oh. When like like the Viceroy was talking about his master plan. So yeah. I'm like, great, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> Later on they put it at the top when it was about the pod racing. All the all the stuff went to the top of the screen, but not at that point. So there we go. <laughs> uh but we uh the Jedi uh it, it, it are being sent to help figure out a trade dispute. And the Jedi in charge is being hidden from our viewpoint. Uh, we get someone who looks a lot like C-3PO. It's not C-3PO. No. And then our heroes take off their hoods. And the first one we meet is Aslan himself. <laughs> Kaigon Jin. Sometimes called Kaigon. Sometimes called Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. It depended, Qui-Gon. It depended which actor was saying it in this movie. Uh, I thought it was lot, Qui-Gon. A lot, was Qui-Gon. a lot said Qui-Gon. A few said Qui-Gon. Okay. So there we it's, usually, it's, a, it's usually Qui-Gon. So Qui-Gon Jinn played yeah. by Liam Neeson. Wait, he's, yeah. he's Irish. <laughs> Northern Irish. <laughs> and then, yeah. you go, then you got... Um, uh, Ewan McGregor, Scottish. <laughs> except for he, except for he was he was speaking with, with an English accent, trying. very English. Yes. Oh no no, he was he was good. <laughs> he, yeah, he he was doing English. You can still hear Scottish. Luke, oh, you just want to hear it? Jeez. <laughs> Lucas originally wanted to cast an American actor in the role, but cast Liam Neeson, who was Northern Irish, because he considered that Neeson had great skills and presence. Yes. Lucas said Neeson was a master actor. Well, way to go on a limb there. Who uh, the other actors would look up to? I think he said a very specific set of skills. No, but uh, you know before. Oh, that. don't jump on! Don't don't step on my He's take and punchline there. No, but you you don't me. remember Liam Neeson me. from the days of Rob Roy and all that. You know, before he was a, taken seriously as an actor. He oh was, no no, he, he's he what. 
Yeah, he wins an Oscar for playing Arthur Schindler in Schindler's yeah, List. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was taken really seriously awesome before or... Yeah, yeah. Before Taken. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, when yeah. I'm saying this, I'm 100% legit. Like, like he now is, you see him as this action hero. Oh, now he's a guy who's become a bit of a... He's like, a Taken was Stamen. good. Taken yeah, was good, yeah. but then that's all he does he, now. He's yeah, like, a wise oh, Jedi master exactly. role, doesn't he? I'm going to go fight a wolf. Um, but he's at the qualities of strength that the character like Qui-Gon would uh, demand and paired with him is his young Padawan apprentice oh re-meet Obi-Wan Kenobi this time played by Ewan McGregor who was cast from a short list of 50 actors all whom had to be compared to pictures of young a young Alec Guinness um so i'm not seeing that myself he also had a vocal coach to help the his voice sound closer to guinness's he studied several of his past performances and the opening line is i got a bad feeling about this (laughs) which is great um hot take i'm gonna start i'm I'm gonna lead with it good you and mcgregor is the finest acting performance in the history of star wars full stop not this film, but overall, over the course say, of it, there is no greater there is no greater one. acting performance than what mm. Ewan McGregor does. I'm not counting the television series; I'm only counting feature films. I think he's the true drive. Is one. pretty oh oh. See, the reason I like um, Ian McDermott is because he's really, really goofy and corny. But that's not the same level of it's acting not, that, that he brings. I'm just Adam Driver on a limb. Adam Driver on a limb. No. See, Obi yeah. One has that arc where he's the one that actually although a short list doesn't he you got to talk Hmm. about the future here for this to work what you're saying by the way is that okay uh yeah people we've reviewed four five and six anything here is is up for spoilers yeah because obviously by future we mean future films yes yeah the future films because you said it yeah Yeah. over the first three though it's i know it's about anakin but it's also obi-wan's arc isn't it because he's the one that ends up training anakin and then um, and this is just as much Obi-Wan's his, trilogy as it is exactly, Darth Vader's trilogy. The, mm. You know, and obviously Anakin ends up going to the yep. dark side and, you know, and then, all of that. Up, so. Whoa. then he ends up killing... That's not a spoiler. No, it's not a spoiler. Then he ends up killing Obi-Wan. Almost exactly. wasn't so, you, McGregor. Who was it almost, Ethan? Uh, Obi-Wan almost wasn't you, McGregor, because uh, Joseph Fiennes auditioned for the role, mm. nearly got the part until George Lucas's five-year-old daughter met him and went... I don't like him. He's weird. And then he got rejected for the part. I bet you wish he'd never met now. <laughs> you, no, you remember just carries himself in a way where yeah. I'm like, yeah. I like, can't but, imagine anyone else. Like, and it's also important that he's not like it when he's like 20. Like he is here, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's it's not his actual calendar age. One for him, I think. In yes, it films. is. Yes, it is. Because he doesn't have much to do. He's, but but he's the character's the, also not written. Exactly. He's not written nearly as well. Qui-Gon gets, 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 gets all the cool stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, he's very laid back as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan feels there's something troubling in the future. He's not wrong. And the future's Attack of the Clones is going to have terrible writing. Uh, Qui-Gon tells him, <laughs> focus on the moment. The moment, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Probably what... Uh, uh, George Lucas told his writing staff. Uh, <laughs> some of the uh, some of the writing here is classic Lucas. Within like the first three minutes, one of the Trade Federation say to the others, "Are you brain dead?" <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a galaxy far, far away. Are you brain dead? I'm not going in there with two Jedi. Um, they tell a hologram of someone referred to as Lord Sidious about the Jedi, and he says to land your troops, but that's not illegal. I will make it legal. And then they blow up the ship the Jedi came on. So the Jedi who are there to sort of help negotiate trade routes and are in like just like a, a green room waiting for some food to be delivered. Why Let's didn't they just out. blow up the ship when they were on it? It does feel like, I guess they didn't know it was going to be Jedi is the point. Oh, okay. 
Uh, they try and smoke out slash poison the Jedi, and the droids are told to finish the job, to which point we get the first of many Roger, Roger. Roger, yeah, yeah. There's also Roger, Roger. You, you can have a drinking game for the Roger, yeah. Roger, 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 Roger. But I will Roger. say this: I've got we're less than six minutes in, and we've got some cool laser sword action. I do like the lightsabers. <laughs> the lightsabers are the best bit. I like when they fire the Okay, so a clear indication from the start: literally, this is not your father's Star Wars, in the sense that, like, the lightsaber action in in uh, a new yeah. hope empire yeah. jedi yep four five six it was always very slow mm. and kind of i'm gonna hit this is I'm gonna hit, exciting isn't it this is exciting mm. but here's my question does the myriad of the fight moves take away from the importance of each one so the better they get at fighting does it reduce the aura of a lightsaber it's a little more choreographed here no, i quite like the choreographed no, I, I dance liked it. it was exciting it's easy to look at it and go this is better yeah, I guess my, it would be like wrestling. And so let me give you an example. I promise I can I can bring this back. Oh, it's the wrestling. I promise I can bring this back, okay? <laughs> okay. So back in the day, Hulk Hogan made 93,000 people go nuts by picking a man up and body slamming him. Like, that was it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you get people to get excited just by punching him. And he'd hold like, him up in the air. And going, ah. Yeah, hitting a leg drop was a finish move. Went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, unless you're putting someone through a table with a triple somersault splash, people are like, eh, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. So the question is, is it better to do less but have that less mean more? No, I thought it was no, exciting. I like that. That's just a question. Oh, I, I liked it. it was like, I'm not sure I, I agree with it. I just thought I'd throw it out there. And sometimes they do like a force hand as well. I'm being like yeah, the, funny. The these, these fight scenes were amazing. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I didn't see one person heal anybody with anything this time. <laughs> That's a shot for seven, eight, nine. Uh, Qui Gon is going to. That's go- been a thing for over before this film came out. I'll defend that. Well, not in this podcast. Well, Qui Gon is going to try <laughs> and go through the door, and he's doing this bit where he takes the light. And so this was cool because they got really creative of what can lightsabers do besides just be. Yeah. So he puts it through the door and he's melting the door from the other side, which is, which cool. is really cool. And they went, How are we going to finish this shot off? Don't worry, we'll make them run down a corridor <laughs> by having these things called destroyers show up who have shields around them. So you can't just hit your stuff back at them because it'll bounce back towards you again. So they run down, they have to abandon their plan. They quickly suss out it's an invasion army, and the plan is to stow away. So here's our plan. We'll stow away on separate ships and we'll meet up on the surface. <laughs> Just saying. Um, and so, but Obi-Wan does ship and he goes, hey, master, you were right. The negotiations were short. <laughs> <laughs> like, these are the lines that they would write for Anakin in number two. Oh, uh, you what's, know. What's, what's, Ob- uh, Ewan McGregor is comic relief's a bit of a weird one. He's not yeah. quite comic relief, didn't is he? not quite really? land. He's, no. well, it's as close as we're going to get until we meet the comic relief, at which point I'm... The oh. best comic relief. Not at all. So, I should have put a saber in his head. A Newt Gunray oh. receives a video call from Amadala. They tell her they won't do anything without the approval of the Senate. <laughs> and she says, Senate. she says, you assume too much. Roger, Roger. Meet, uh, meet... Well, we'll talk about someone else later. We'll talk well, about yeah, that. You know the whole um, Queen Amadella thing, and did you notice the two people behind her? Yes. One Kira Knightley, by any chance? What? I don't know. They're, I'll say at this point, the hoods are down, so you can't make out their faces. They're all kind of 
roughly looking the same. Yep. That's, That's by the design. Point. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me talk about Senator Palpatine, shall I? Dude. Yeah, because oh, it's Ian McDermott. He was surprised when Lucas approached him 16 years after Return of a Jedi to reprise the role of Palpatine, having assumed the younger actor would play the role in the prequel films. Didn't need to. When I watched this as an 18-year-old, I didn't recognize. How did you not? I recognized that chin. I recognized him at all. I recognized the chin. I did it eventually. I'll tell you when. Oh, okay. Because when I, we get there. Because I, I kept looking at him, and I'm going, nah. I know this guy. So all I know, I know is that this is the emperor. That's, that's, that's all I know. Yep. He's always the villain. Yeah. yeah even, so he, even in the new trilogy. Uh, he's the villain. He's the villain again. He's like, oh, it's him again. Oh. So I, sorry, I recognize that, let me rephrase this. I recognize this guy is the emperor. Oh, okay. I don't recognize he is the, his cover story. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So his call fails and Padme is left with her. Oh, sorry, this is Palpatine talking to... Yes, Palpatine is in his... Senator Palpatine gimmick is speaking to Padme on the planet. Yep. And so as as he speaks to her, his his call fails. And uh, Padme's of our council who say we have to go to war says I won't make the call about war. So I don't recognize that Senator Palpatine is the same actor who plays the Emperor. Oh, did you not? I did not. That's the point I'm trying to make. Oh, okay. Not for the old guy in the yeah, yeah. I recognize that guy. But I did because <laughs> of the chin. See, I didn't because they were very careful not to shoot him from profile very much. Yeah, because his chin yeah. is not his most distinguishing feature. No, no, no. But he's got it's something else. His, his nose, yeah. But yeah. he's got a dimple in his chin. Yep. Um, but you got to remember they they made him up, didn't they? Way back when they made him look old. In number old, three, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so yep. yeah. Or number two, number two. No, it's a different number, guy in number two than number three. Yeah, it's thought, like an orang- thought, it's an orangutan costume in number two that they then retroactively change. They go back changed. and retroactively yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Qui-Gon is back on the planet now. He's trying to go through... Uh, oh, wait, hang on. No, I've jumped here. Sorry. Um, should we talk about the plastic? Someone's he- jumped ahead. Should we? No, I've actually jumped back. Should, <laughs> should we talk about the aesthetic? Because we get on the planet of Naboo, and this is where everything feels like a PlayStation 2 cutscene. Italy. Yeah. CGI Italy. Oh, it's just... The, you know when they're jumping through the things and they yeah. jump down? Why see them jump down from the air vent things into the thingy? Because that just looked shocking. I don't know. The score saves a lot of plasticky CGI in this movie, I'll say overall. Yeah. Because generally when they showed the CGI, they generally had some Williams stuff in the background and it's doing a lot of the hard work here. Uh, the landing has begun. Qui-Gon's running from a ship and runs right into Jar Jar Binks, played uh. by Ahmed Best. Ugh. Lee, uh, Ethan is holding a figurine. I love um, Jar Jar. <laughs> a toy of Jar Jar Binks. He, he's a hold, gross hold little guy. A gross little guy. Misa think you wasted eight pounds. <laughs> I got this for three pounds on discount. Ooh. There you go. I think they'll probably be worth a bit more. Because uh, Ahmed Best has a... I don't know if we talk about this bit now or in the future... Well, you're the one holding the cards. We're not allowed to talk oh, about yeah. the future. <laughs> He's going in the future, future. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so do we talk about Ahmed Best's the reaction to Ahmed Best? Uh, we can. Let me, let, let's me let go through his casting and then yeah. we'll talk about the reaction yeah. to him. So yeah. Best was hired after casting director Robert Gerland saw him on a stomp performance in San Francisco. Okay. So he was in stomp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah. was intended only originally to provide motion capture data, but then offered to voice the character. <laughs> You'd have thought, you know, Jeez. 
They uh, stopped uh, um, uh, Vader, didn't they? Um, oh, what was his name? David Prowse. David Prowse. They stopped yeah. him using his voice, didn't they? Yeah, but, well, he didn't know. No, I know. Yeah. But, I mean, why use this guy? On the side? Oh, his voice isn't the problem. The problem's the, 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 the accent and the delivery they tell him to have. <sighs> Uh, on the set to provide references for the actors, Best was clothed in a suit made of foam and latex and a headpiece. His film performance was later replaced, obviously, with a CGI character. Best frequently improvised movements to make Jar Jar look as clumsy and comedic as possible. I mean, basically, if someone has a negative viewpoint of this film, they almost inherently begin their list of problems with this character. Yeah, because he's such a central character, um, but not... Did he have to be he, there? He's Could the they guy. Have done a film about him? He, you know, during like like a fight scene or something, he's the one who's falling over and setting off a shooter. Or, he, he, oh, he does have to be there because the things that he does it's in the, the film Gungan are not small. Things, isn't it? Yeah, everything with the Gungans at all. Like, how do our heroes meet the Gungans? How do the Gungans and the Naboo come together at the end? Mm. That's all done through conversations with Jar Jar. But there are portions, and we'll get to it, where I'll be like, Jar Jar doesn't need to be in this scene. Mm, probably no. not. So they just saw that uh, as a toy marketing thing. Ethan, you want to talk? Uh, the theory was that kids. I think more so that they thought this would be kids' favorite There's character. No Wookies, you need something. Yeah, Ethan, what were you going to say about uh, about his legacy or things? Oh, uh, before that, do you have who? Uh, there's an there's another celebrity who offered and wanted to do Jar Jar. No, go ahead. Anthony said the king of pop himself, Michael Jackson, wanted to be Jar Jar Binks, but <laughs> only if he could do it in uh, practical prosthetics and george lucas went no i want him to be cgi See, that would have been interesting that would have been that would have been interesting busting some moonwalking mm. yeah that makes yeah. a lot of people hate jar jar more though because no, of the legacy that michael that. jackson now no, has no cool. no I'm, I'm with you i think i think all of a sudden this becomes a really difficult thing if if you got michael yeah. jackson attached because everyone's got an opinion on michael jackson yeah they do yeah yeah um so yeah, I bet you a large portion. Like, keep in mind, like this movie's coming out right when like the Michael Jackson. Uh, what was that guy's name? Bashir. Oh, Martin he Bashir got interview, history, didn't he? Yeah, that like that's really like right around that time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. So. Um. Oh, but yeah, the the Ahmed Best thing. Oh, people. Yeah, people hated Jar Jar, and uh, as as the internet does and tends to do, they forget that actors aren't their characters. So he got a lot of hate and death threats to the point that he nearly killed himself. Oh, um, that's dreadful. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't, it's awful. I don't like Jar Jar Binks as a character. I'm mm. not saying I hate the actor, because I don't. I just thought the mm. character itself. So anybody who can't separate real life from fiction... Mm needs their head sword. And it's not like the actor well, well, looks like Jar Jar either. No, so. exactly. So That's they'd have to seek him out. We'll have the same with Jake. We'll have the same with Jake Lloyd this episode and then in like years time when we do episode eight, the same with Rose to Co. But there's kind of a happy, I'd say there's a happy ending here because I want to argue. Let's try because yeah. there's some stuff I know. So let's try and keep yeah. things relatively film centric, though, and stay away from. Ooh, sal- okay, okay. So let's stay away from salacious. No, I did check your your most re- the the thing about uh, Ahmed Best is corroborated by the BBC. But mm. <laughs> there's some big level stuff we got to consider with this, and I guess we'll yeah. say we can make some reference to. There's some there's some actors who've got some some things that have gone on. Uh, but rather than um, denigrate or come down on fandoms or um actors and their personal lives uh i think it's best if we just stick to the movie stick to the movie and our mm. things of it and the things that contextually lead up to the movie but not necessarily how the fandom 
Uh, maybe we can do some sort of generalized thing at the end about the fandom with it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's just kind of my, my thought process. On uh, it. I like your thought mm. process. Jar Jar Binks, a part that grows smaller in each of the three films, where number two, <laughs> he's only got a couple scenes, and number three, he's shown once. Yeah. Oh, I mm. can't remember the other two, so that's interesting. Yeah. I and never num- hated him. He was just there. So. I just kind of, I think I groaned because okay, he's obviously a kid's character because he is. And I watched it when I was younger. There's so, a lot of yeah. clumsiness in this yeah. movie. Slapstick, I disliked him more watching it as an adult, but. I think it's it's almost I was going to say a generational thing. It's like with the Ewoks because you either you either like Ewoks or you hate Ewoks. Oh, I like Ewoks, but the Ewoks. Mm. Okay, here's this opening line after he gets saved by Qui Gon. He's like, "Move out of the way, move out of the way." And he goes, "Moi, moi, I love you." <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Strong script there. To which point, the great Liam Neeson was given the following line: "You almost got us killed. Are you brainless?" <laughs> so we've had brain dead and brainless in yeah. the opening few minutes. Obi-Wan comes around the corner, is being chased by droids, saved quickly by Qui-Gon and his lightsaber. Uh, as they continue to run away, Jar Jar tries to call them back and says, Excuse me. <laughs> I love me. him. I love him so oh, much. Oh, Ethan. My next line, did test audiences not see this film? <laughs> um Jar Jar says the safest place to be would be the Gungan City. It's hidden. And they go, okay, it sounds good. Except for, of course, Jar Jar's forgotten he's been banished. Yeah. So is Jar Jar an idiot or is he not an idiot? Because this film would go, no, no, all Gungans are just a little simple in their delivery. But I forgot I'm banished is pretty freaking no, stupid. I think and he knew he's banished. If he's banished, how can he then do talks for people if he's banished? I think he knew he had some Jedi with him, and he thought, oh, I'll take these with me, and then mm. it won't matter that This is just my chance yeah. in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they talk him into going back, and then they get up their magic doohickeys that let them breathe underwater. That's of funny, they've got those. They're like Batman. They're like sure. made of razors. They're Gillette razors. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Like, you wonder how I got these scars? <laughs> A Gillette razor. <laughs> I asked... Jar Jar, why so serious? <laughs> uh, so we go to Gungan City, and it looks cool. Gungan City is a cool mm. visual. Oh, with yeah. that. Like, it looks like a video Under game scene sea. again as they all Under go swimming through. <laughs> and we just giant bubbles. And I've got my notes like, what stops a shark from just swimming in? Yeah. If anything from the outside, if you just push, can get in. It's not really much of a shield, is it? I'm assuming there's no. more to the shield than what we're laying on. Well, the, the droids later on, and oh, now I'm they, jumping ahead. They all just walk, they all through. Just walk they right walk through, through it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the same, well, it's, it's the same technology. Blaster-proof. Just, yeah. just get rid of it. Walk-through-proof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my TV, man, it was nuts. My TV went with some massive clipping as it panned during this. I got, I got a nice TV. It's the biggest TV I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a cinema screen. I have seen And it, it, it had some serious <laughs> clipping issues. It's a panned inside Gungan City, so I was disappointed by that. Some guy on a horse tells Jar Jar something first in their language. Oh, so they have their own language. And then he says in English, Yusa going to the bosses, Yusa in big doo-doo this time. Oh, I got no problem. <laughs> I got no problem with Jar Jar speaking broken English to people who speak English yep. when it's not his native language. But when you've established there's an existing language between you two, and you gave me, I don't know if they gave me a, a thing or, or not, but uh, a subtitle or not here. But like once you establish that, I don't need to hear him say, you set in big doo-doo this time. Do you think, no, you don't. But do you think they do this? They do the, the foreign language bit, so they're telling you, they have, a, they have a different language. language, and then they do it in English. And they English dumb it down for the audience. For <laughs> everybody else, yeah. yeah. 
But they're oh, still talking. Oh, it's definitely there. for us. But again, internal logic of the film. Oh, no, going, no, no, makes they no could sense. have had And I also have no problem with with Jar Jar being like, "Oh, squeeze!" Like as bad as it is. Yeah. But when you like, like the whole like tribe of people, like they can be stupid, which is kind of what we're presented as. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um. <laughs> so it all looks, a good time. it all looks very plastic. Jar Jar is hit by a cattle prod and says, "How wooed!" Uh, did you guys ever see Full House over here? I would go. No, there was a show called I, Full House. Briefly, there, the middle daughter's name was 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 um, Stephanie, played by Jody Sweeten, and her catchphrase was "How rude!" And I'm like, "All right, this is where they're getting their stuff from." Oh, okay, giddy up, recycle. <laughs> yep. I would quote Georgia saying how wooed all the time as a child. Dude, you, this is like, you yeah, this is such a child. You as a child, were you? Nope. Are you surprised? No. I was the Star Wars kid. Oh, I was the Star Wars and Musicals kid. I was born to fail. Uh, the King of the Gungans refuses to help, but Qui-Gon uses the Jedi mind trick to get transport, but is told to go through the planet core. Uh, Jar Jar says they're sk- getting set up. Uh, sorry, Jar Jar says they're setting you up. So Qui-Gon cashes in on the life debt to free Jar Jar, and it gets them a navigator. He shares, so now we're in the boat. Um, he shares the story about why he got banished, but that really is just a way for us to kill time so we can see something called, I believe it was called a goober fish. Yeah. Goober fish, yeah. Is that like the angel uh, fish kind of thing? Until a bigger front. fish comes along, and oh, fish. Qui-Gon says, there's always a bigger fish. Yeah. <laughs> Big fish, fish uh, the ship runs out of power, uh, but don't worry. It's super easy, barely an inconvenience, because it's all just designed around a jump scare. So when the lights come back on, oh, there's another giant fish outside. <laughs> so we get another fish chase, and then uh, they sort of park it somewhere else, and that's but that. But Qui-Gon and um, uh, Obi-Wan don't even flinch. No, they're like, yeah, they're Jedi, we yeah. are under the sea with no power yeah. they're, they're in a place we've never been. They're Jedi on a blue screen. They exactly. can't see it. They don't care what's going on there with the Force. Back to the invasion. <laughs> Newt Gunray celebrates because they've captured the Queen just in time for our heroes to have skipped the second half of their journey because they went from parked on the floor of the ocean to coming out of the water. Yeah. How'd they get from there to there? Don't ask. They used the Force. <laughs> they skipped ahead. There's a shortcut to the core of the planet. <laughs> the planet core. Queen Amidala tells Newt Gunray she won't cooperate. And if you notice the background, uh, Natalie Portman's there. She is. Natalie yeah. Portman's there in plain clothes playing Padme. Do you want to tell us about, about uh, Natalie Portman, please? Do you have any notes on her? Yeah, uh, I do. If I just open my iPad again. I do know uh, that her casting was largely based off of George Lucas seeing Leon the Professional. Oh. And yeah, he, I've never film. seen this. so it's I, a really yeah, good is it? Yeah. Watch it, definitely. He oh, saw, it's, it's on the poster. Here. We definitely will see yeah. it. Yeah. He saw Leon on. the Professional, but, and he also saw something called Beautiful yeah. Girls. I've never heard of the second film. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of it. He, I've never seen it. Yeah, he, he, he says, I was looking for someone who was young, strong, along the lines of Leia, that I wonder why. And uh, Natalie embodied all of those traits and more. Portman was unfamiliar with Star Wars before being cast, but was enthusiastic about being cast as she expected to become a role model. This is the opposite. Uh, uh, I'm not going to talk about Kira Knightley yet, but. Good chap. Yeah. So yeah. let's jump to that, that point. I've purposely kind of framed something a certain way. So thank you for picking up on that. Yeah. No um, worries. There we are. Uh, so the Jedi uh, drop down and quickly take care of the droids. 
Uh, Qui-Gon tells Amidala to go with them, and there's a much closer shot now of Natalie Portman hanging out as a handmaid in the background. Mm -hmm. The queen Mm -hmm. looks to Natalie Portman, who says, when, when there's a big question to be made, she goes, we are brave, your highness, and the queen takes this advice on board. Mm-hmm. Amidala decides to plead her case to the Senate, which was the Jedi's idea. Uh, they quickly overthrow the droids holding pilots captive, and not one droid in this hangar has any programming that says, hey, if I shoot one of the hostages, <laughs> they'll stop. Yeah, like There's no point in having hostages, if you're and you think what's a better hostage taker than a droid they have no guilt exactly stupid stupid uh they make their escape it turns out the shield generator on their ship has been hit four droids head up one of them is a familiar well face i guess i should say or not say it's r2d2 little guy replayed by kenny baker yeah uh uh, I've got that before the film's production started, fans campaigned on the internet, which is a fairly recent thing at this point, to retain Baker as R2-D2. Uh, Lucas replied the actor would reprise the role. He's used for scenes, any scene where R2-D2 bends forward and backwards or when he wobbles from side to side. Um other than that, robots and digital models were used in other shots. All the other droids get knocked off, but he manages to save the day. Um... Yeah, and he's very much. Has he like got like when he's out on the ship? He must and, have like magnetized like, yeah, feet. I would guess. Yeah. yeah. Um. So magic doohickey feet. But as a result of R two D two is the ultimate magic doohickey. Really? Like, in whatever film you're in, what do you need him to do? Because R two could do it. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll Can talk he about fly. Is Does he have a buzz two? sword this time? Is, is, it, is it number two where he flies? I think it was where he flew. I was it's, like, it's number three. Was yeah, it there's number like, three. He flies and sets fires to the truck. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I love these folks. Uh, he manages to hold on to the day, uh, but they, as a result of being hit, they can't make it to Coruscant anymore. So as so, uh, Obi Wan suggests Tatooine, and we all go, "Oh, I know what Tatooine is." Yeah. And this is something called dramatic irony. See, I didn't get that the first. Is watch. this a, you wouldn't? Of course not. <laughs> no, so is, is this a term no. people are familiar with, Ethan? You probably know it because you've been taught English yeah, yeah. in a recent time frame. Yeah. I don't know if it would have come across <laughs> back in the day or not. Nope. So dramatic irony is when we know more than the characters. Yep. So we know Tatooine. <gasps> That's where the Skywalkers are from. Yeah. And so, so much of the enjoyment of this film, it, he, he says in quotation marks, maybe enjoyment of this film is upon seeing things you're already familiar with and know. And it's not a throwback because it's earlier in the storyline, but we get to feel, I don't know, smarter or whatever, because we know more of the characters all the time. So it's a nice little bit of audience superiority. Yeah. And if you don't remember that, you just enjoy it for the pod races and the. And that's the question. Right, that's the question I really want to ask you at the end, specifically, is when we get to the end, because obviously this is designed, well, I think, for sort of two purposes. I think, mm. I think about when I reviewed that '90s show, and I was talking to a friend about it literally today, where I was going, I don't know what the point of that '90s show is, because if it's for the older generation, they've changed too much about it; it's no longer enjoyable. If it's for the younger generation, there's no point in having the existing IP because they're not familiar with it, and it's kind of problematic. So why not just launch a new program? 
With this, they're doing the opposite. So there's people like myself and Liam who they're maybe a little bit older who they're going, let's get them back in and see new Star Wars. But for a younger generation, let's let's get them into Star Wars. Let's make this their entry point. Two birds with one stone. So for Liam and I, it's all the dramatic irony and going, I know what that is. Yeah. (laughs) And for people like yourself, it's going, hey, here's this wonderful new world. Yeah. Yeah. Whole new world. I really wish I'd closed my eyes. Uh, it's not a bad movie from a certain point of view. Uh, that's a, that's an, everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, the power that. generators <laughs> to spare. <laughs> um, so where are we at here? Here. Tatooine. So, uh, the Trade Federation has no presence there, but Tatooine is run by the Huts. To which point, Liam and I go, oh, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. And I'm like, what? Newt Gunray reports <laughs> back to Lord Sidious. They've lost the princess, but Sidious says it might be impossible for you, but not for the Sith. And up walks a shadowy figure into the shot. This is Darth Maul, played by Ray Park. Ray Park. One and the- Peter Serafinowitz. Yes. So Ray Park yeah. is one of the people I reached out to. Oh, oh wow. He's in kind of hot water right now, so it's probably good he's not here. Yeah, I reached out to a few people who are in hot water. Uh, <laughs> why is he in hot water? Do you know what- uh, <laughs> Can I ask that? Wikipedia exists. Let's oh, just okay. let's just yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wanna, do it. We're not the places. I'm to, right yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be libelous. That's okay, all. Okay, yeah. I'm on a wiki, a wiki app. There I'm already right in thinking that he was a stunt guy anyway, and they just used him because he's in makeup anyway. Ooh, I've got the notes, if you want. Go ahead, give it to us. Yeah, so Ray Park was a martial arts champion with experience in gymnastics and sword fighting, and he was originally a member of the stunt crew. Stunt coordinator uh, Nick Gillard filmed Park to demonstrate the conception of the lightsaber battles, and Lucas and McCullen, uh, who was the uh, executive producer, were so impressed with the test tape that they gave the role uh, of Maul to Park, and but they thought his voice was too squeaky and was dubbed over in post-production by Peter Serafinowitz. However, oh, do you have uh, additional casting? I've just got something about Peter Serafinowitz. Yeah. So if you don't know who this is, if you've seen Shaun of the Dead, yeah, this is yes. Pete, his roommate who oh, lives upstairs. Oh. Fuck a doodle do. Go live in the shed, Ed. Like, this, <laughs> and when I watched yeah. it, I knew I was like, "That's totally Pete's voice." Wow, I didn't realize that. <laughs> That's what my friends said today. They seem less impressed to me. I'm like, this is like yeah. rocked my world. That's. I, do you know what? I love Shaun of the Dead. I do you know? It, when he comes onto the screen, Darth Maul, I thought, oh, my God, the guy looks an act. Oh, I mean, I got a question at the end, but, yeah, I mean, like, this guy was a marketer's dream. Absolutely. He was very cool. Visually, he's like, oh, again, this ain't your daddy's Star Wars. Like, this guy looks cool. And that's the, when he's on the screen, which is very little, you, you're you drawn to him. Who's the coolest guy in the, the original trilogy? Is it Darth Vader? No. Is it Han yeah. Solo? Yeah, those, yeah. those are two choices, Han right? Solo. Hmm. Like Darth Anyone Maul. who says Boba Fett is Darth wrong. Maul in this is, he's got a double-ended lightsaber. Darth Maul like, just takes that and like laps them. Like, he's absolutely. so cool looking. He's, he's one really. of the best parts of the Clone Wars series as well. Uh, but yeah, it originally wasn't Peter Serafinowicz. It was... Hang on. Benici- Hang on. I got, this. I got this. It was Fran Drescher. <laughs> yes. It was... Uh, <laughs> it was really distinct voices. It was, oh, it was Michael Jackson again. Yeah, no, it was Benicio oh, del Toro. Uh, <laughs> I like del uh, Toro. Yeah, del Toro, Toro was Clone Wars. Yeah, he's in the Clone Wars and then Rebels, and yeah. Oh, he's, so he doesn't. 
full twist to he's like spoilers. Clone Wars is an attack of the clones. Oh, okay. Attack of the Clones yeah, is a second it, film. Oh, Clone Wars, Wars is an animated series. Thing. Yeah, oh, Clone Wars okay. is like a bit after. And, but, yeah. Oh, I might watch that if Darth Maul so, is in it. I thought like we should mention this. Like, like, as you may have noticed, Ethan's very all in on Star Wars. Like, if it's there, I have a whole did he uh, thing of glup shittos. <laughs> I love Star Wars. So like I said, Ethan's really all yeah. in on Star Wars. I would refer to my fandom as feature films only for the most part. I've watched mm. a couple seasons of Mando. I'm watching season three, but I haven't watched Boba Fett. I'm not watching the animated stuff. Uh, and I do wonder if this is the danger of fandoms today, is that you kind of have to choose one. Because they're releasing so much content now. Like, look at what Ethan just talked about. All the stuff is coming out for mm-hmm. Star Wars. But Marvel's doing all that stuff, too. And other things are up. doing equal stuff, where you have to kind of give up on one if you're all in on on, on yeah, something else. You know what? When I I'm watch, just Star Wars Doctor Who now. When I watch The Book of Boba Fett, or I watch Mandalorian, or anything, I'm not thinking about storylines from previous movies and anything else, trying to interlock. Just enjoy it as you watch it. I'm just it. enjoying it as I'm yeah, watching that's it. that's the same. I'm the same with that. Because I'm, I'm a completionist. Okay. So in the sense of like, I want, I can't go into a movie feeling like I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need to have seen Book of Boba Fett before you start Mando season three. Then I have watched it. I'm just, Uh, I just, I got a buddy at work. I just ask him questions. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I I think it was a stupid choice. I'm like, how's he got? What's going on? He goes, yeah, bad choice, terrible choice. Um. So where are we? So there we go. Voiced by Peter Serafinowitz. Anything else on Benicio del Toro? Peter Serafinowitz. Yeah, he was originally going to be Darth Maul, but he left the project because they cut most of Maul's lines. But del Toro would return to Star Wars eighteen years later when he would play the character DJ in Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. The stuttering guy, as cool. No. Yeah, DJ DJ is interesting. Newt Gunray now feels regret. Now there are two of them. And we go <laughs> back to the escape ship. And uh, Amidala tells Padme to clean the droid up. I've gotten my... He deserves our... our, our I'm like, okay, so what's the deal here? I can't, I'm not trying to reveal I, the reveal. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to hold yeah. off on it. But I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Is she fucking with Padme? Like, what's going on that here? It feels that way, doesn't it? I got a chance. Yeah, you clean that up. <laughs> Unless she's or is this like an actual reward for R two D two when you find out what you're gonna find out? Yeah, yeah. But Another but, thing. but how's a droid gonna feel like? I, thing. I, I know we give R two D two a lot of emotions. I promise I'll throw it back to you. But because he gets joy and stuff, is he really gonna feel like humility? Is that is that an emotion we're saying that that a droid can feel? <sighs> Who knows? Another thing. I can give the actual in universe reason, but like at the same point, it's a massive spoiler for this. So we'll do, we'll do it Is at it the a end. Spoiler. Now hold back on it. I'm trying to hold back yeah. on the reveal because oh, okay. there's something, something something cool I, about I it. I won't say anything. Yeah. So R2D2 is present. During Anakin years, and he knows who Anakin is. Yeah, Why is they he explain never, this. Ever, they explain this. Do they? Yeah, man. I don't think I can say this now. So at the end of uh, episode three, they take the two droids away, C3PO and R2D2, and right. say it'll wipe the memory banks. Oh, that's, that, easy that's how they write themselves device, out of it. Hmm. You can't do that with humans, but you can do it with droids. How can you wipe the memory banks but keep their personality? Oh, they don't. They don't wipe R2's mind. But the whole. But uh, again, R2's a clever droid. I feel he caught on. But R2 never sees what Anakin does in three in the he temple because he what's going on. He yeah, R2 wasn't there when Anakin does certain misdemeanors so as far as r2 was concerned he knows that anakin is vader no yes he does no yes he does all right i'm moving back on (laughs) 
Let's talk about the film we're actually reviewing, not the one two up the two films from now. We'll save that for <laughs> 2025, shall we? Oh, for the 20th anniversary of the film. There we go. So back on the uh, escape. Sh- oh, we said it already. I said, really, it's more about being a red herring for us, isn't it? Yeah. Look at yeah. how low Padme is. Yeah. Uh, collection of the misfits. So literally there's a scene where it's like, here are all the losers, or so we think. Padme, R2-D2, and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> and Jar Jar introduces himself to Padme. Uh, we get to Tatooine. Uh, they need a hyperdrive generator, Obi-Wan says. And both Jedi say they feel a disturbance in the Force. Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan no transmissions. Like, none. We don't do it. Nada. Queen Amidala commands that Qui-Gon is to take Padme into town with them. So the crew for Act 2 of our movie is Padme, Qui-Gon, R2-D2, and Jar Jar. Explain to me for a singular moment why if you're qui-gon you're like yeah bring the gungan with us you wouldn't would you he can step in icky poo no this is like but he, he's gonna there needs to be subtlety and deploy no because you need someone who can protect the uh, queen yeah that's yeah. true oh yes they're on the ship aren't they yeah so he needs to be there to protect that and so we you know as long wouldn't as you leave jar jar on the ship you'd leave jar jar yeah, on the would, ship there's no Everyone reason for jar jar to go jar into jar. town and if you're qui-gon there's no rational reason to be like yeah None. come on he no absolutely it's not like qui-gon's like it's my buddy jar jar hey hey binksy let's go into town <laughs> no binks qui-gon and binksy out on the town <laughs> tatooine lock up your daughters oh my <laughs> goodness in the town right <laughs> This is some interesting fan fiction you're writing. The buddy, it's like it's Someone like, it's like the Hangover Please Tatooine edition. I'll tell you what I discovered this week is um, have you heard all the stuff about Chat GPT? No. Oh yeah, Chat GPT is this like AI, AI that can yeah. write stuff. So really? um, Google's releasing its own called Google Bard. And you can sign up to be like a beta tester. So I did. and was approved within like minutes. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So I've been asking it to do all sorts of stuff. So nice. I'm very tempted to like tell it to, I'll tell you before we're done, if someone reminds me, okay. I'm going to ask it to write me a plot synopsis of uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and Jar Jar Binks <laughs> Night on the town. In, in like a, in like a buddy movie. Okay. Okay. And yes, see what it comes out with. Yes. So someone's going to remind me of that at the okay, end. Okay. We will okay. remind you. All right. <laughs> Um. So uh, this is oh, <laughs> so um, Qui Gon says this drive. is. Oh, Padme wants to come, and says the Queen insists. And he goes, "This is not a good idea. Stay close to me." He's bang on right. It's not a good. It's not a good idea. <laughs> think about what's going to happen as a result of this trip. The list of things that if they went ever so slightly different, you get a different outcome. Sliding doors. Sliding doors. Massive. The force works in mysterious ways. It's, 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 it's very Romeo and Juliet. It's like all the things that yeah. had to go wrong for them not to end up happy together is like ridiculous I but somehow it, it all goes creepy. wrong it's creepy in this film though. it is creepy i will say it's creepy in this film like in there are shots film. that give romantic overtones because i know so say, there's not a big age gap oh um, yeah, yeah there's not no but because they're again we're jumping ahead a, a bit here, but mm. only slightly yep. um but because they're so young at the time even though it's not a huge age gap it is a bit creepy I know when you're a bit older, age gaps don't matter as much. But yeah, it's it's, it's very creepy. Yeah, that feels weird on screen. Um, So so much nostalgia. There's so much nostalgia as we walk through Tatooine. Like I'm like, oh, it's Tatooine. (laughs) 
right? Because it's the first time we've seen it since. Yeah, yeah, since. And, uh, we, and, we, and we know what that means, and we know where that will go. I wish they'd found a reason to go into the cantina. I didn't see the moons, though. Oh, what's the, the theme tune? For the cantina. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> See that Family Guy one? Any requests? Yeah, play that same song again. <laughs> that's all that happens in A New Hope is that it's only plays the one song. They do. Um, uh, we even get one of those lumbering lizards they forced into episode four's re-release. Which yeah. is like, a ju- like people, like my buddy Mike got so excited about like the re-releases of like 63 seconds of new footage. And it was all just like, Shit. it was all just like B-roll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet Watto, played by Andy Seacombe. I tried to get him for the pod. Did you? I did. Oh, wow. I would have. No, I would have cheered. He's from Wales. He was born in Mumbles, oh. Wales. Wales. <laughs> the town he was born in is Mumbles. <laughs> Mumbles. Mumbles. Oh, spelt, spelt like Mumbles. No, oh, Mumbles. I want to live there. I love that. Uh, in Mumbles. comes a boy to help him out, and this is Anakin Skywalker, played by Jake Lloyd. Also, I also tried to get him for the pod, Did you? and then I checked his Wikipedia page. I need to look. Yeah, that's a bad. Pages, yeah, there's there's some there's mm. some stuff there. So is it because uh, of this movie though? No, no. Well. It's hard. He does. He does claim that he put up with a lot of bullying from from people because of the uh, you know quoting a lot of Anakin Skywalker to him. There also seems to be some other medical stuff that was genetically there anyway. So you put those together, it's not a good combination. That being said, if I played Anakin Skywalker at the age of like whatever, uh, I'd be like, make fun of me all you want. I'm still spending that money. Yeah, I would be the same. I'd be like, yes, come on. Like I'm on so much merch. The merch for this was insane. And do you know what? He's a sweet little kid. I'll say this. I've gotten my notes here. He's, he's well, Darth Vader. Is there anything yeah. you, want, you want to say about the casting of Jake Lloyd, Ethan? Uh, yeah. Again, opening the iPad and scrolling for a second. Over 3,000 actors auditioned for the role of Anakin Skywalker, including Haley Joel Osment, wow. Cameron Finley, Justin Burfield, who I had to check, he's in Malcolm in the Middle. He's the middle child. Right. And Michael Angarano, the only one I know of is Haley Joel Osment, before they settled on Lloyd, who Lucas considered met his requirements of a good actor, enthusiastic, and very energetic. Yep. Producer Rick McCullen said that Lloyd was smart, mischievous, and loves anything mechanical, just like Anakin. I thought he was a great little custom. He, he, was, he was cute. He was, you know... Uh, he he instantly asked if Padme is an angel. I got kids got no issue sharing his innermost thoughts. They're the most beautiful <laughs> creatures in all the galaxy. Mm. I they thought live on the must be of- one of them. Diego, I think. <laughs> uh, she thinks he's funny, and John Williams is trying to make me feel romantic thoughts I fear with oh, his score. So and it is. But it is. There's yeah. this romantic How moment old are here. are they both at this point? We have to. Sh- well, the actors or the characters? The characters. characters. <sighs> Anakin is nine, Padme is 14. That's pretty much accurate. Five years. Yeah, there, there's a fun. But we are talking post pubescent and, pu- and, and, and pre pubescent. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. And obviously it's different when they're older. When they it is different when it's older, but there's a little bit of some weird. Yeah. I've got like, my notes. What? Jake Lloyd is a decent actor. He's just poorly written for and directed. Yeah. I think Jake Lloyd is a fine little actor in yeah, this. So I, don't, I don't mean yeah. to besmirch him. And you normally don't like child actors. No. He's, Jake Lloyd is fine in this he's film. He's a funny little kid. Yeah, he's great. Jake Lloyd, he was believe, never the problem. I believe in what he says. The writing's not good. The story for him is a little too, you know, it's a little bit of Jar Jar Binks in him too. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. 
But you as can't far put as Anakin on the back burner for the first film to properly introduce him. His performance is fine. I think so. It's fine. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's yeah, not ever just okay. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, in this. Yeah, yeah. He's not great. He's not Abigail Breslin, but he's good. Mm. Um. So, George. Oh, so. <laughs> Oh, we, we find out a, when we get to the pod race and i want to mention something about yeah. him <laughs> we, we we find out that he's a slave and padme goes oh so just to make sure we didn't we got it so you're a slave i'm a person and my name's anakin okay <laughs> okay oh, i'm like oh so these mood swings were started all the way back here okay great yeah. just checking that out you don't, i don't think you get much hint of a darkness in him at this stage but i've got a couple of things i've mentioned but uh nothing like huge sure no, no absolutely and that's good you yeah. don't want him to come across as like not too much you know yeah, what I'm, I'm one, one day i hope i kill a room full of kids <laughs> i'm not being funny though right if you went to a nine-year-old adolf hitler i bet he weren't that no, sort of probably do you know not, what i mean no that's true so wow what the rest of us in the bfe are not pro hitler types I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> that makes me cross no you're fine you're fine you're fine cross jeez <laughs> <laughs> no because if you see anybody as a nine-year-old kid yeah monsters don't seem like no, monsters when they're no. nine years old no. jeffrey dahmer was probably a lovely nine-year-old most people were probably well actually mm. whoever blew up the oklahoma city bombing timothy mcveigh was probably a lovely I'm sure there nine-year-old. are some nine-year-olds who are a little bit dark i'm sure there are yeah and i'm sure I'm, I'm, i might even be getting more so with like technology and the internet mm. and all that stuff oh, definitely but yeah um, in comparison, he's quite a charming little nine-year-old. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure Who he's nothing Hitler? like Who Hitler. Knows, but still, <laughs> um, Jar Jar starts touching everything. Like a cor- it's all of us. Like I remember oh. they they used the clip, but just touch the nose. I remember that was in like Pepsi commercials and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, Watto and Qui Gon barter. He has twenty thousand. By he, I mean Qui Gon. Republican credits, but Watto doesn't take credits. The Jedi mind trick fails. And it turns out Waddle's the only one with a hyperdrive. Tricks don't work on me, only money. <laughs> Man. It's great. I mean, it's great. There are, there are accusations that several characters are lazy racial stereotypes. Oh, the aliens yeah. on one the ship them, at the beginning sound very sort of Asian, don't they? And mm. there's that. Yeah. There's the idea that uh, Jar Jar Binks is supposed to be some sort of Caribbean um, black person. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. And, I didn't and, get that. And Watto... Uh, I, I think Watto's got elements of another stereotype to him. Yeah. Uh, the idea of who's money grubbing, kind of, who's that negative oh, stereotype, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the there, there are statements, there are kind of statements about, well, they do feel really lazy, like these kind of, these Stereotypal kind of characters. Yeah. These kind like Jar Jar's very lazy. As far as the way he's written, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, all right. Wayne Brady from Whose Lines and Anyway has kind of gone on, and he once was asked to play Jar Jar Binks in a scene. He went, oh, Misa, one big racial stereotype. <laughs> and I was like, I thought I went, yeah, you're not wrong. No. <laughs> you're not wrong at all. So there we are. So the whole, like, you know, mind tricks don't work on me, only money. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Um they leave and Padme says, I'm glad to have met you, Anakin. He goes, I'm glad to have met you too. Jar Jar's upset because he thinks they'll be robbed and Qui-Gon's like, nope, we got nothing of value. Nope. That's our problem. So it's always like, never have the nicest car on the block. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jar Jar goes to eat something just random because of, because of course he does. Ugh. And that's where we get introduced to Sabalba. I'm sure he'll be important later in the film. Uh, <laughs> and Sabalba is saved by Anakin. Again, I've got why is why is Jar Jar here? 
Mm. It's Except literally for, just, just for this scene. So, yeah. Character introduction. Night on the town. Oomps, oomps. Isn't, this, oomps. <laughs> Isn't he a dark force? <laughs> Who's that? Sabalba? There is a thought out there. There is it's a thought out there. It's a guys. very, very... I did watch a video on it, yeah. Did you? That he is a Darth Lord. That It couldn't be Palpatine. Palpatine was too obvious. Yeah. That it has to be someone hidden. And that hidden person is Jar Jar Binks. Oh, he's he's getting everything. all the intel over. Mm, interesting yeah. theory. And that he fakes being clumsy as a real... He's really like, like a drunken master. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. He's the, what was it? Was it Festo that you played? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This needs oh, to. Do not tell me I was the Jar Jar Binks of 12 Nights. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> You just, just, this you needs just to protest. go into fan fiction as well. You do Misa sing about the wind and the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. A, you know, that's a nice little song. I like that song. Ah, it's a good song. Yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah. Especially that part in the middle where I couldn't figure out the chords, so we just sang it and clapped. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> just couldn't figure the chords out. But it's great. Uh, um, back mm. on the ship, they're receiving a message, and I, I, I was sitting there going, surely receiving transmissions got almost just as much problems as sending one, but no, I guess that wasn't a problem after all back in town we meet shmi skywalker played by pernilla august any information on her ethan i have nothing on she her i couldn't find much, anything i got some she's a veteran of swedish cinema and was chosen after auditioning with liam neeson but was afraid of being rejected because of her accent i never noticed her accent until i, I knew this I, I just thought she had a very specific way of speaking yeah once i was yeah. listening for it it's there but it's, it's it's an alien planet where people come from all mm. over there's no reason why mm. her accent can't be different nope you're on the outer mm. rim yeah it's just a bunch of vagabonds you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah it's fine uh anakin instantly <laughs> i wrote this and i went yeah all right anakin instantly <laughs> wants to take padme to his room to oh, show her his naked does. droid <laughs> 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 that's not a euphemism because we I mean, re- you're not wrong we re-meet c-3po played by anthony daniels yeah uh industrial light and magic's michael lynch dressed in a color closely matched in the background um manipulated a skeletal c-3po figure attached to his front while daniels read his lines just off camera the puppeteer was erased from the film in post-production and anna tells padme next i'm going to show you my racing pod and we see the meeting of c-3po and r2d2 and there's a nice little where you go oh yeah C-3PO meet R2-D2. You're and then so he goes, used to seeing them on screen together. He goes, what do you mean I'm naked? <laughs> and, and, and we laugh because yeah. apparently droids have a concept of nudity and shame. Of course. Yeah. My parts are showing. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they play the message. Uh, the death toll is high. And Queen Amidala is urged to contact this gentleman who was of some rank in the Naboo. Uh, Obi-Wan again says, uh, send no reply and no messages anywhere. And then we go to Coruscant, where um, Lord Sidious and Pete from Shaun of the Dead are walking down. <laughs> and Pete says, now that Ed's in the shed, they'll at least have revenge on the Jedi. It's a very Sith-like laugh there. It was. <laughs> Back to the Skywalkers. They talk about slave tech. Uh, they've got, like, chips. And if you go past a certain boundary point, your head explodes or something. Like they that. blow you up. Like he does yeah. not have good that lines for that. Mind. Well, he doesn't know any difference. I'm actually quite okay yeah. with the way he delivers that. Oh, no, I'm still the delivery. It's just like, yeah, they blow you up. Yeah. Uh, they say, but slavery is outlawed, and Shmi quite... Uh, the Republic doesn't exist out here. Like, check yourself, Padme. 
before you come bringing your rules into our society. Yeah. Anakin says he's the only human that can do pod racing on Tatooine. And Qui-Gon says you must have Jedi reflexes if you can do that. And just as he says that, Jar Jar tries to, forgive my my crude reference, tongue and apple. (laughs) (laughs) Tongue and apple. For a second time, he tries to use his tongue to grab the apple. And Qui-Gon catches his tongue, right? After saying. I've said kind of gave yourself yeah, away there didn't you yeah. talk about reflexes yeah well there was that scene before where he like gives like the old lady some money and he just shows off his lightsaber that anakin sees anakin sees it yeah she yeah she's not a good actress it. either i thought she she had like a kiwi accent i think that woman did my storm's coming annie Better i feel home. it in my bones <laughs> <laughs> you know how i can see everything's getting real windy <laughs> <laughs> yeah just saying i love that i quote that old lady all the time <laughs> So uh, Anakin outs him instantly, but not for his reflexes, the laser sword. Now, I've gotten my notes. I think we can infer a lot from this. The fact that the reflexes don't bring it up. It's the violence. It's the power that the sword Mm. brings. It's the only essence I got of little power-hungry Anakin coming through. Yeah. That's all. Uh, Qui-Gon says, well, maybe I killed a Jedi and took it from him. Now, imagine you're Shmi Skywalker. And the, <laughs> the guest that your son's brought home is going, well, maybe I killed a Jedi. <laughs> Thank you for your hospitality. I have a weapon. Did you I kill someone for it? What do you know? By the way, I'm friends with your son. I'm gambling your son and your freedom and your ship and all that stuff. Can anyone use a lightsaber? Or is it only Jedi who actually yeah. know how to use them? That no, John them? Boyega uses it in uh, episode seven. Mm. But he is force th- sensitive. My theory is that he was always supposed to end up as a Jedi, and they just abandoned so ship on that story. Sensitive, so you could the stormtrooper yeah. who was a Jedi—that's a great story. Mm. Yeah, JJ Abrams was literally like, because there's this bit in the Rise Corps, like, Ray, I need to tell you something, and he was going to be like, I'm force sensitive, and JJ went, but I didn't put it in. Why? Yeah. Who knows? This is a great thing. I'm going to tell you something, and they never tell you what that thing is. Disney told me not to. What I subtly implied it. I subtly implied it by Finn later going, she's okay, because he can feel stuff going on. But yeah, anyone anyone can have a, uh, a sword, a, a saber. Rewind in seven films, uh, or eight films. <laughs> <laughs> um, eight episodes, at least. Um, where are we not at here? Saber. Yes. So, yeah, your your house guest has just said, hey, I got a laser sword. I think I, I might have killed a Jedi. Uh, Anakin says, Jedis can't die. And Qui-Gon goes, I wish that was the case. Have you read the rest of the screenplay, kid? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anakin said he had a dream and he was a Jedi and came back and freed all the slaves. It was a timely part of the screenplay to write that. Uh, Anakin wants to know, have you come to free us? And Qui-Gon says no, and Anakin says, I think you did. I'd be like, mm, <laughs> not really, but, you know. <laughs> Hate to break this to you, kid. <laughs> I think you're on. Yeah. Uh, they come clean about why they're there. And Shmi says, hey, there's going to be a weakness they have. And she goes, oh, it's gambling. They all gamble. Uh, Anakin has a pod racer, and it turns out the prize money would more than pay for the parts. And he, Anakin goes, Mom. You say the biggest problem in this universe is that nobody helps each other. <laughs> Mom caves quickly and goes, he was meant to help you. Oh. Mom buys into all this really quick. Yep. To be fair, I think she has a good reason to as well. We go back to Watto's and Padme challenges and says the queen would not approve. Uh, Qui-Gon says the queen doesn't need to know. <laughs> Padme says, well, I don't approve. <laughs> which, is, which is quite good. Uh, we find out about the last race that uh, Anakin's very good. 
so we're told. Qui-Gon puts up the, his ship as collateral, and Waddle says, I hope you didn't kill anyone. I know for it. Uh, but they agree eventually that Waddle will put cash up against the ship, and he'll get that as collateral and all the prize winnings. All that uh, Qui-Gon wants is enough money to pay for the part, yep. and that'll be that. Uh, back to Shmees, and Qui-Gon says, you should be proud of your son. He gives without any thought or reward. Can I just ask one thing? Yeah, go ahead. Did you ever, did you ever think at some point that Anakin's not really hers? No. No? No. No. I kind of got the feeling that when I first watched it, and I watched it again this time around, I kept thinking to myself, is, is he really hers? I've never considered that. No, well, she expla- that she explains like the, their lineage. Oh, we're, we're like literally like, yeah. like two seconds yeah. away on my notes from that. So. Yeah. Um, and here's why. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Uh, they talk to his Jedi powers. And he goes, who was his father? There was no father. I, I, I raised him by this. I can't explain what happened. And I'm like, wow, that is some totally not subtle Jesus imagery you're Miracle giving him. Conception yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Emergence yeah. in the force. Yeah. <laughs> The force got bit. We, the force I and I growth. The, the, <laughs> the force and I went on a date. <laughs> we had some wine. Where are we at here? Virgin birth. Me and the force. <laughs> we had a kid. Uh, Anakin's friends come by, and I always thought this was Greedo. No, Greedo, the guy who Han Solo shoots yes. in Episode Four. Yeah, yeah. I thought, ah, oh, Greedo was friends of Anakin as a kid. Ah, oh, it's not Greedo. Oh, okay. Ethan, do you want to say who it is? Uh, I had his name somewhere because I have his card, like he's, his collectible card. He's a Rodian child named Wald. Wald. There we go. W-A-L-D, Wald. Yeah. Like Waldo, but... Waldo. I just got to his card. Yeah. Uh, Jar Jar is told, stay from the energy beam. It'll make your, it makes my hand go numb, at which point he then puts his tongue on it, basically. Because he's an idiot. Because why wouldn't you? <laughs> and now he can't speak. And, and like he gets his hand stuck in an engine and i'm like i love him i'm like i've got my notes is this appropriate <laughs> like it almost fires up and he we literally watch him unable to tell anybody and i'm like is this is this is this a joke we want to make with kids and like moving parts and not really do you? like no R2 like, and 3po just watch on with with malice they will emulate malice. kids anything. will emulate anything i'm like why are we putting this thought into no do you know, I thought the same thing. A movie's so much meant for kids. You know, they've just um, done this new Peter Pan thing on whatever it is, Disney, haven't Disney they? Disney Plus. Yeah, right. I started watching that, and um, there's a bit where they go out on the ledge. And I went, oh, my God. How many kids were standing there at their window going, I can fly. They haven't had pixie dust. So. Let's go to Neverland. Well, that's the other thing. I thought maybe it is the, the pixie <laughs> dust. But, you know, still, kids will emulate anything, won't they? Yep. So I'm just saying. I thought that earlier. That's weird. Um, so finally, he I think Padme frees his hand from being stuck in the engine before uh, Anakin up. fires it up. Which when he does the great line of, it's working. <laughs> it's, it's working. He's great. Then we cut to Shmi, and she's alone. It's from a real long distance. We get a little bit closer for the secondary cut, but she's still all alone. And that's, that's what this is going to mean. If this works, I'm all alone. she's going to be left there. And that's what he's going to have to deal with. Mm. Now let's talk about the, what I've got down as, and I'm totally prepared for Ethan to defend this absolute horse crap. Travesty. <laughs> the midichlorian issue. So Kaigon takes some blood without consent. Nope. He just does it. 
another magical doohickey because his mobile phone thing just happens to have a blood reading thing it's inside of it. It's reader. Uh, another magic doohickey. Uh, his do his midichlorian reading is over twenty thousand. No Jedi's ever had a count this high. I like my Star Wars, where the Force is a nebulous thing that you engage with on an organic level and isn't the birthright of a few genetically chosen few. If something as silly as midichlorians, yes, that's my perspective. Ethan, tell me why I I'm agree. wrong. Uh, is atoms? It's atoms. It's just like how many more Force out? I don't know. Like. <sighs> I got the science behind it, but you're yeah. is that how you're, you you're a proponent of essentially, this theory. yeah. That yeah. is not because I thought you have a relationship with the force. The force is all around you. The force guides you, and you're able to tap into that. But part yeah. of this has to do with the genetic makeup now of your of your skin. So it becomes the privileged few. So maybe this is why every movie's got a Skywalker in it. Anakin's is different in the sense that because uh, how much. Uh, because he's literally an anomaly because of, you know, meddling with the force. Like, it's it's like, I captured every atom to make a being, and here we go. Like, I'm I'm so full of uh, force-sensitive atoms, yum yum. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, anyone can really have the force as long as you, you accept it to be in tune. Because there's that guy in uh, Rogue One, Chira Imwe, the blind guy, played by Donnie Yen. And he's just like, yeah, the force is a thing. I want to converse with the force. So he kind of, it just, as long as you're willing to be like, yeah, force. Yeah. W- w- like it kind of just, the atoms will go, yeah, we're, we're going to so, work in harmony with you. Vader later All- becomes more robot, doesn't he, than he is human. Yeah. So oh, that's, an, that's a really interesting perspective. If I get a bunch of my limbs chopped yeah. off, I've got less midichlorians going through my body. You'd thought, wouldn't you? Depends if it's in Interesting. Brain, uh, it's just like your brain. Interesting. <laughs> if Anakin is, was it 20,000? Yeah. So what is an average yeah. count for a good Jedi? I'm not, five. I'm not sure we got told that. We just <laughs> no, know it's more of a mass. Ethan might know. He knows Oh, that's right. Ethan I, does know. I don't. I don't. Uh, no, I, I don't think it's ever really... As, lo- as, as far as I'm aware in the new canon, it's not like... To be fair, midichlorians have come back because they're in Mando because there's that bit where they're like, Grogu's M count is like so-and-so, so we're going to do the M count for these whatevers. Try not to spoil season three. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm not through it all yet. I've, I've started it. Yeah. Um, it's a really hard watch. Did Qui-Gon describe them as like nanobots type things? Uh, not nanobots, but the idea that they're running through, because nanobots are te- technological. Oh, okay. That's what the mm. bot stands for, isn't it? Yeah. So I think it's more like there's little living organisms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's uh, kind of what Obi Wan calls it in Episode Four because he's just like, it's a live, it's a living organism that like penetrates yeah. us and lives. So it's not far off what he originally <laughs> said, but. <laughs> Well, she's not a very appropriate he episode. He wasn't even there when Shmi was talking about it. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it is like that from a certain point of view. <laughs> as, I, as the ghost gets tired and sits down on a log. What is it with every single time that we do a Star Wars episode, I end up accidentally saying something so awful to be that fair, makes it to next year? That's, that's, the problem is, see, you're on so few episodes now, it feels like it's only Star Wars episodes you're here for. That's why it feels like it's yeah. Don't worry, my, my, my tenure of, of, of being ill and dealing with stuff is over, so... Knock, knock on wood, I guess. We shall F- see. Future us will look at this and laugh. <laughs> 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 
meanwhile, Maul lands on Tatooine and sends droids out into the city. From what we learn about Darth Maul, like, why not just go into the city? Yeah. It feels like he just wastes a lot of time. Yeah, he's just hanging Well, they don't want the Sith to be revealed too soon. Mm-hmm. See, put yeah, your hood up. Yeah, he could disguise himself. Like, there's some rough-looking peeps. Like, it's not like you look at Maul and go, no. Sith. Yeah. To be fair, there were other people like, of more species. Waddle's yeah. literally talking to, like, um, Qui-Gon, who's trying to do there a mind trick on him. goes, what do you think you are, a Jedi? <laughs> he wouldn't be able to get his lightsaber out, though, because then people would know. Because people think the Sith, yeah, but people, exactly. But you don't have to do that to walk around. People think the Sith are, are extinct and have been for a millennium. So they're not worried about them. So they're like, not looking for them. No one, and plus, most people don't even believe in it. Exactly. Like, let's not forget oh. Han Solo said, "No, you hardly anybody remembers that made-up religion of yours." <laughs> yeah. Do they all have they, red lightsabers? Huh? Sith? Are they all got red lightsabers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, color is important. <laughs> they did need. See, this is the thing where I'm like, maybe because Palpatine's plan is full of bullshit. Let, let's call a spade a spade. It's completely. It's he. He makes it up. He's like George Lucas. He goes along as he chooses. Um, but he's like, we need to get them to Coruscant so uh, Amidala can say that one thing and, and just deplatform a government. Um, the day of the pod race happens. Sabulba always wins, we finds out. So Waddle says, I'm betting all my money on him. Who's taking this bet? Yeah. The Hutts. You don't see any- uh- no, no, I hear you. But if, if Sabulba always wins. Yeah. Who's who's even providing you a service to bet on this? Yeah. In order for this to work, someone has, has to, to win money. occasionally. Yes. Someone else has to win every now and then. Yeah. That's how betting works. Yes. Otherwise, you wouldn't back them. Would I know. I went to the Grand National. <laughs> so, as there was, but but if it was that big of a deal, a and also the amount of money you would have to bet to win such a small amount in return. Yeah, because he always wins. So your bet, your odds would be so like it's not even a, it's not worth it in the slightest. It's not like you bet and you you would literally. They just want a cool CGI pod race. Well, they, they, they want. want this to ruin it. <laughs> they want us to ruin him and have him be angry. And he gets his comeuppance this way. But like, if I say like, if you have to bet ten pounds to win two pounds in response, there's bets out there that can happen. Like if you want to bet against Man City in their next football match, you'll bet. Sorry, if you want to bet on them to win, to win. You'll bet it's 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 even less than 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 two pounds you'll get back for ten pounds bet. Yeah. So if you bet ten pounds, the best you get back from it is like ninety p. That's not worth. Is that worth that bet? No. No, because a what if? Like it's it's, it's a yeah. huge. Like so now imagine it's everything you own. Imagine it's 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 five thousand pounds you've got. Yeah. To win again by the same ratio, four hundred. Was it was ninety p? So that's two decimal places. So for the, no, to win like forty five pounds. Five thousand pounds. It's not worth, worth it. it. No, no, of course not. You're gonna so, be the underdog, aren't you? If there's a why, so no one's taking the bet. And no one's too to put that bet on there because if you're Jabba the Hut, you can't afford to pay off everybody who's all betting on Sabalba. Yeah, you're not a charity. Nope. Now I know they weren't considering this level of detail when they're talking about it, but that's how odds work. Uh, so Qui Gon bets the pod. They're racing against uh, Anakin and Shmi's freedom. They go. You can have one and not the other. And he goes, hey, I have this chance cube. And I'm like, okay, so everything else we can just call what it is, but we can't call this a dice? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that so, trademarked? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so they do a thing, and this is where, you know, we see Qui-Gon do a little bit of Jedi trickery and manipulate it. And I've got, aren't Jedi supposed to do what's right with very little interference? Yeah, but this is That's kind of what the prequel is about. 
is because like in the pre in the original trilogy, uh, we get Obi Wan and Yoda being like. The Jedi was so good, and they were like the beings of of peace and goodness. And then you get to the prequels, and they're just shit. No, but but the people who are that are the ones at the council, not Qui Gon. Qui Gon's supposed to be the exception because the council we haven't got there yet. But we will see them. They are arrogant. They are lazy. Yeah. Right. Qui Gon has his own problems. The, but yeah. the whole theory is that the Jedi actually kind of deserve to be brought down because of their own arrogance. And this is part of the balance that gets brought. But Qui-Gon's supposed to be the exception. He does what's right for the reasons that it's right. Now he kind of plays a little bit fast and loose with it here. They all do. Um, Sebulba and Anakin do some... Oh, first Sebulba... Oh, I'm way ahead. Sorry about this. Uh, C-3PO tells R2-D2 in a side point he'll never be caught dead on one of those spaceships. <laughs> which we laugh at because dramatic irony yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh you're the opening part of episode four there's no life life forms upon that pod <laughs> um some kid tells anakin his new pod is so wizard 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 you're a wizard anakin you're a wizard Aaron. what a stupid bit of dialogue <laughs> was, yeah. and the kid's not a good Wh- actor either <laughs> um and he goes maybe you'll do it this time and Padme's like, do what? And she goes, finish the race, of course. I want to punch this kid right in his face. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jake Lloyd's a good actor. And this kid sucked. Yep. This kid sucked. Uh, we go to the race itself. We get introduced to Fode and Bede, who are the two-headed <laughs> announcer. The one who speaks English, he is whose line is it anyway, alumnus Greg Proops. Wow. Ah. I thought I recognized that yeah. voice. Yeah, so then there's a literal fart joke where um, <laughs> this Jar- is the low point of the Jar Jar is like fixing something that you hear like a like a fart sound that he looks up and it's the back end with without a butthole because of course it's it's Star Wars we can't show a butthole <laughs> and he kind of goes oh how wooed again and I'm like this is stupid it was I think a lot of this is written for the younger audience yep. that's going to be watching yeah, this, it isn't is. it? yeah. Sub- oh, that the wrong thing to do Sabalba mm. messes with the engine and no one in a crowd of thousands notices no nope. like no one like he was in plain view I don't care if you go, but it's Sebulb. It's no, Sebulb. I think that's though. also the implication. No, but hang on though. Sebulba is like David Beckham, right? Oh, it's oh, you're giving you're giving Sebulba too much credit. No, he is the guy. He is the best. He, he is the greatest. Winning. He is the star. Yeah. If the star walks out onto the pitch, everyone's looking at them. Yep. There's no opportunity for this to happen. Did you see he was in the audience? I did. I'll get to that. Oh, okay. Go on. Um, where are we at here? So, Sabalba and Anakin do some trash talk, including Sabalba saying, You're Bantha fodder. <laughs> we see Jabba the Hutt and Mrs. the Hutt, it looks like, and a girl, in a, and a girl in a slave bikini. How did that work? I have no idea. He has a, <laughs> she's Jabba the Hutt has a son. She's obviously gone by the next one. Jabba the Hutt has a son, and his name is Stinky the Hutt. I can imagine that. That very sluggish. Uh, Padme calls Qui Gon reckless because uh, he finds out she finds out that they bet everything in the yada yada yada. Uh, Qui Gon says the Queen trusts his judgment, and so should you. As he walks away, she goes, "You assume too much." And you're going, "Oh, hang on! I've heard this line earlier in the film." Oh, there's people like shouting outside my outside my house. Through my head, that's weird. They get told to start your engines. And there's a Warwick Davis cameo in the crowd. There is. Yeah. yeah. He's, hang, times. he's hanging out with Watto. Do you think he, does he play any of the um, uh, 
characters in this. He did. He did a little bit of extra help with three uh, PO at one point. Not three PO. R two G two. Okay. That character he plays comes back in Solo for a second, which was cool. I guess. I look forward to reviewing that. We get to solo on the... Uh, <laughs> uh, Anakin doesn't start at the same time as everyone else because of the interference from uh, Sebulba. It doesn't matter. You know he's going to win. There's some Tuscan... <laughs> so he finally gets to start it off. He goes... Yeah, but it makes me laugh, right? So so Sebulba, did you say his yep. name was? He's fiddling with the engine, yep. right? Anakin is in the cockpit. Yep. And he's just flicking switches, hoping, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it on. Ooh, I've got it working. That, he said he can fix anything. Like, that's all it takes. <laughs> not, not actually get out. Look at not get out and do it. Like, 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 do like the stuff that he pulled out doesn't matter. No. Doesn't matter if you <laughs> flick it on. <laughs> the the on. IT crowd was 100% right. If you tried turning on and off yes, again five times. Very true. <laughs> oh, it's so it true. Work. It does work. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Skywalker pass. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, uh, finally get started. There's some Tusken Raiders out there on one of the turns. Taking pop shots. And everything's like, yep, we're okay with that. Which is, it's a little bit of fan service. Hey, it's Tusken Raiders. I think uh, Eva's just full of death anyway. They're always like, that's our thing. Anakin has a cable come undone and fixes it while he races. He's got like a magnet sort of thing and grabs it and it reattaches it. And uh, in the first lap, after the first lap, there's quite a distance. There's the bulba, the field, and then Anakin's passing like one person as he gets across the line. And everyone's like, oh, he's doing okay. By the end of a second lap, like, he is so caught up to everybody else, which means he mustn't be lying. His pod has to be the fastest one ever built. Mm-hmm. At which point is any of his fair, then? And you know what, right? He's not even looking half the time. No, he's not. <laughs> and this is supposed to be, like, you know, close encounters with the walls and valleys and other he's riders. Got, he and- can sense... I don't know. Oh, that's true. He's walk. got the force. He's got the force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The force. Yeah, but he's, he can't him. really, yeah. He'd be, he'd be driving on his mobile. Yeah, he wouldn't have to. That's what he yeah. would be doing, yeah. His facial expressions in this race. Yeah. It's funny as hell. He's like, ah! Uh, it's the, uh, I mean, it's, my face would probably look like that too. Yeah. So Sabalba forces Anakin onto this ramp, and the ramp goes straight up, and he's almost going vertical at one point. Yeah. He then turns it back down and lands in front of Sabalba. But Sabalba, the whole time he's been going up, has been going straight forward at the exact same speed he was previously. Yeah, but didn't you know that when you go further up, that's, they were talking about this in um, um, space travel, weren't they? They were saying <laughs> that planes, instead of going across like the Atlantic as you are in a plane now, yes. if you shoot yourself up, and come back down, Yes, you come down in a quicker... That's assuming a much longer journey across the curvature of the Earth. Just sort of saying, you know. But his pod is the fastest pod ever. His pod is, is the fastest pod ever. This, this is your last <laughs> Jedi Rose's speeder dilemma, it's, but it, not as it's, egregious. It's not as egregious as the... No. As the I mean, I'll, I'll always... Do, I love Last Jedi, but like, I'll always admit, that, yeah, that was that a bit That one goofy. makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep this pod... It's, it's head on as well. I will keep this pod going for four years just to just to rant about this scene <laughs> i will i love that film uh i know you do uh favorite star wars at the start of the fire oh, i said that already uh Sabalba's ship uh oh sorry he has an engine go out and it can for one last come from behind miracle because oh he's ahead oh wait we still got yeah we got runtime left Sabalba's sh- so he, he manages it's to fix it race. one more come from behind miracle Sabalba's ship comes apart after they attach to each other as they pull apart Sabalba's ship comes apart he crashes and anakin wins now and i call bullshit again right because everyone else who's crashed out have died 
by the looks of it, exploded and right. everything but else. Small, but doesn't. No. Yeah. Everything goes... And then he comes in this little thing and he goes, spins around with just... Yep. It's like having a race car without no wheels on it. Yep. Do you know what I mean? He's like... Yeah. You're like, bullshit. <laughs> uh, here's my... Well, the cynic in me goes, well, Star Wars wanted to sell video games for a pod racing video game that came out and was Ooh. very good. I had um, The Phantom Menace on the PlayStation 1, but the game... The game of the of, of the, the full film. movie? And I got all the way through. Because was there really was there was just a pod racing video oh, game. Oh, was that? that? I yeah. that one. I had you know what? I love that game. It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that game so much. So the cynic me would go, thank you for the 35-minute uh, toy commercial, video game commercial in the middle of your movie. Appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Uh, I wonder if they made a ride of that of that race, pod race. Star, I think Star Tours had like a scene where you get to be in a pod race. That'd be quite yeah. cool. Uh, post-race, Watto is angry and refuses to release the boy until Qui-Gon threatens to take it to the huts. Um, he, uh, Obi-Wan is told by Qui-Gon, I gotta be back, I've got a, one more piece of business, and Obi-Wan goes, why do I feel like we've picked up another pathetic life form? I'm like, whoa! <laughs> for, for a Jedi, aren't you supposed to have some sympathy? Jeez. Well, he's probably annoyed by uh, Jar Jar He's a very... He's a very sheltered, like, snooty guy, to, <laughs> to be, be fair, fair. To be fair, he's been locked on this ship for days <laughs> with a bunch of women who can't go outside. <laughs> I imagine. He's just jealous. <laughs> I imagine he hasn't had the same experience that the boys Jar Jar gets to go out. Why don't you go ask your new friend Jar Jar to do it? <laughs> um, Binksy. No, <laughs> Oh, Binksy. <laughs> Anakin finds out he's been freed, and Shmi finds out Anakin at the same has been freed at the same time. Anakin is to be a Jedi, and then it, Anakin goes running off, and the word yippee, I gotta mention, the word yippee is used like three or four times in this movie. Like, it sucks. The first time when Anakin's told if you clean up that that like uh, tray, you can go home. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yippee! Yippee, sure. He's happy he gets to go home. By the fourth time, which is like Jar Jar Binks at the battle, I'm like, can we just stop with the yippies, please? <laughs> My favorite line happens, though, when he's like, it's the delivery. is like, I get to come with you and your starship? He tried. I, I think he's good in this. He's enthusiastic. I, that wasn't even... I, because it, up until it's now... It's in my brain. It's not a criticism. Now, the thought of ever leaving Tatooine was a complete... Never thing. No, it's like... And they couldn't take the mum with them. It's but. like, yeah. what's the what's that thing that's an idea of a thing that you see and you think you'll never do, and then all of a sudden you get to go, wait, there's a possibility? Wow. I get to do this mm. thing? Forever England was this idea to me. It was just this kind of place that I lived in as a kid, but like the thought about going back, it was just like this concept. England was this mythical sort of yeah. lo- location or spending time in Toronto. It was a thing I saw on the news. It wasn't ever, what, wait, I can actually go and drive and just end up there in a couple hours? Wow. Crazy. Because yeah. my family never went to Toronto. Not, oh. not 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 Toronto proper. That's no, no, no. Shame, isn't it? Oh, totally. That's like Toronto's not, it's great. Like, it's not. It's like not going to London. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, why wouldn't you take advantage of? Yeah. It? Now, our 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 uh, public transit is not as great. Oh, okay. So, as part of it, might, might be that, but still. Um, Anakin doesn't want anything to change. He says, and I'm like, wait, you just said that this was everything you ever dreamed of doing. Yeah. That sounds like you wanted something to change. Yeah. Uh, Anakin turns on three PO, and we get a great. Um, scene actually, and it's shot from three PO's perspective, looking at Anakin. It's him acting to a camera by himself. The kid's good. Yeah, 
Yeah. Jake Lloyd is good in that scene. I agree. I believe he's talking to his friend and he's but it's a little bit like, sorry, I couldn't I couldn't finish working on you, but you know, I'll make sure mom doesn't sell you. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's good. He's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. He was selling it. Yeah, to it me. just was like a kid talking to his yeah. pet. It's great. I, I think it's fantastic. Um so uh then they go to leave and he's got a backpack on. I kinda want a more it didn't feel very spacey to have a backpack, I felt. No, oh, there yeah. is like there's this production theory which was created by George and then like uh Doug Chang then like continued with it's called the eighty twenty rule. So like eighty percent of it is like sort of set in real life and then the twenty percent is like the spacey sci fi stuff to give it that I, I see you rolling your eyes. No, 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 Because no, no, no. we have the eighty twenty rule at work, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> the theory is that 80% of the work is done for you, so you only have to do 20% of the plan yeah. and all that stuff. So as a result, mm. then life gets easier for you. I'm like, that 20 is much bigger than 20. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm. Um, but well, yeah, it's for that realism. Why so, so, like, we can't have zippers, but we can have screws type thing. They are on a slavey planet, though, so they probably wouldn't have any fancy luggage. My issue is just backpacks. Mm. <laughs> like, have like a canvas bag that he puts over his shoulder, you know what I mean? It looks like he's going to his first day of Jedi school. It's a Get a picture. Get a picture, Anakin. And they have Mary Poppins bags. Uh, they go to leave, and he runs back and goes, I can't do it, Mom. I just can't, can't. do it. And he goes, do you think we'll see each other again? I hope so. Yes. <laughs> I guess. And I'm like, that's totally on the direction. That's yeah. totally on the direction. Yeah, yeah. That one, yeah. Uh, Anakin then promises you to come back. He's in a free shmi. Uh, they make it to the ship, and Darth Maul is there, and they have a quick duel one. I don't mean Anakin. Anakin runs on the ship. Um, Qui Gon's kind of getting his butt handed to him. He is. Yeah. And, and he jumps on the ship, and off they go, and he's sweating. And then we have an introduction of Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'll tell you something. Nice though. moment. It is a nice moment. I'll tell you something, though. Considering that's his first meeting with Darth Maul, and he's like, whoa, who is this geezer? Later on, he's really up for it, isn't he? He don't, he don't back off. Well, he can't. Nope. <laughs> he's, got, he's got to fight him. He's a Jedi. Yeah, yeah. No, but there's no he hesitation on his part, even though he no. was getting his ass handed. Well, he's, he's also got the force. Him. He's got he's got Obi Wan with him. The Force is telling him he's in danger. <laughs> it's only when he gets separated, isn't it? Then he, he then um, when he's fighting on his own, he's not very good. Quite gone, bless him. Yeah. Uh, I think it's was a surprise because, like, what? Why has this guy got a red saber? What's going? The Sith are back. What? Padme then watches the message received, and she looks at Anakin, who says, "Space is cold." Uh, Anakin gives Padme then a token to remember him by because she says, "When we get to the capital, many things will change, but my caring for you will remain." Uh, we get to Coruscant. So good at him. It's Palpatine's first view. I saw him profile. He's very smiley. The Supreme Chancellor's also there. Chancellor Valorum, played by Terrence oh, Stamp. What a bloody actor. Terrence Stamp has don't got really, like a commanding I don't really voice. know him from, at least not like by, by name. I don't really know him from things. You know him from Superman, though, don't you? I'm going to quickly check his IMDb. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's in a lot of things in the 60s and 70s. Like he's a big name. Yeah, but he's got one of them commanding Priscilla, voices. Queen of the Desert. Yeah, he's, oh, okay. he's all right in that. All right. Um, uh, there's going to be a special session of the Senate 
Meanwhile, Qui-Gon needs to speak to the Jedi Council. There's lots of establishing shots of Coruscant. I imagine it looked good at the time, but it looks pretty, pretty plastic. Yeah, it does. It doesn't look good. No, when, you, when you think of, I was saying to my girlfriend, I was saying how back in the 70s when they did the first Star Wars and they actually had models and then put like like the, the lightsabers and stuff, they put lights over it, didn't they? They made the... Yep, they sort of added, added some post yeah. yeah, yeah. That's better than just going complete CGI. The hard part it. is when you make a whole you, planet a city because you can't... Yeah. That, that requires a city requires movement to seem busy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. but you make it a bit more more life, you know, building of what it is. So you, the actors themselves are seeing something. I mean, I'll say this: Lucas has always been at the forefront of pushing new technology. Well, that's where yeah. and light and magic, light magic comes from. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he gets in on the CGI. And to to their credit, like they get in the pool really before anybody else. But there is, you can see. There's a learning curve as, as part mm. of the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Ethan, would not believe this is the Star Wars film with the most practical shots. No, I would totally believe it. Yeah, that um, Attack, that, Attack uh, of the Clones is the world oh, is, is, the is, is is the first fully digital film. That's, yeah, but yeah, this has the most practical effects and shots, uh, even out of like the original trilogy, and a lot of it is oh, okay. mainly yeah, a lot of it is mainly during the pod racing scene because all those like. Uh, very very wide shots and establishing shots of the crowd that is mainly like um practical uh models and the crowd is made up of like i think they said it was 450,000 cotton buds to like make the crowd look sort of like real things from a very wide perspective but yeah that, that's the cra- that, that's the crazy thing next thing you're gonna be telling me that yoda's a real puppet he, oh, let me tell you that. Hang on, hang on. Hey, I get your funnies. Jeez. Get um, your funnies right now. Uh, where are we at here? Um, <laughs> oh, there we are. A meeting with Palpatine. Uh, he says the Republican Senate are not what they once were. This is to Queen Amidala. It's interesting. Now that he's meeting Queen Amidala, all the handmaidens' heads are covered, and you can't pick out anybody in the background. Palpatine says that Valorum seems to think they're... Sorry, uh, Padme says... Sorry. <laughs> Princess, Amidala, Queen Amidala, Princess Amidala says that Valorum seems to think there is hope. Palpatine says that Valorum is weighed down by claims of uh, corruption from silent voices. A newer, stronger leader is needed. Amidala could call for a vote of no confidence. I have no idea how a visiting member of state can call for a vote of no confidence, but apparently this is how things work in in, in the Republic. That's all I'm going to say. I think it's also because like she's like, I'm being invaded. What will bureaucracy do if leadership but isn't she, going? Yes, yeah. that's her logic, but she can't call for it. No. Well, she's more like, I suggest where it should be like, and then... Yes, but know. she can't officially call for it, but this whole thing is about her being manipulated into calling for it. This is really, stupid. Well, no, because it needs to not be. See, the secret is it needs to not be yeah. Palpatine who calls for it. Oh well, yeah, because if Palpatine calls for it, he probably doesn't get made leader. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. then it looks like it's just ambition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So he tries to suggest everything else, right? <laughs> he says, "Well, we could do the courts, but they." And she goes, "But they take longer than the Senate." He goes, "I guess we're gonna have to." Uh, she goes, "Something has to be done quickly." He goes. Well, we could just accept Federation rule. She says, no, I can't do that. And he's trying to take away all her options. So all she's going to yeah. be left with is this. Yeah. The, I love this. The Jedi Council happens, and Qui-Gon's like, yo, this is the Sith. <laughs> and Mace Windu's like, yo. 
I'm Samuel Jackson. And I've got Samuel a purple saber. This, yeah, not yet. Purple not yet. No, 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 no. He oh. says, this is my eighth appearance on the BFE. Challenge. Seven other films. Die Hard with Vengeance. Yep. That was the first one we ever did. Jurassic Park. Yep. Oh. Kingsman. Yep. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hitman's Bodyguard. Yes, yes, that was the Dark Horse, I thought. Yep. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. How many have we done? Five? That's four, four of seven. Four. four of seven. Okay, three more. Star Wars, episode one. Nope. <laughs> None of no, them. Oh, this, this oh, is, uh, the eighth. So. Oh, wait, no, we did we did the Marvel movies that he's in on a different podcast. We did. Ah, bugger. Yeah, we start doing those. Like, it's going to, like, just go. It, like, it's going to be hard to catch him. Mm. Oh, no. Okay, I'll give you some hints. Go on. All my life, I've wanted to be a gangster. Oh, good fellas. Yeah, he's got a very small role where he's a guy who lets, who lets slip that something oh. happened. Oh, Okay. Oh, do you know what? I, I, <laughs> that was, that was the dark horse. We mentioned it back in the. We yeah, mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, another one. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> uh, he tries to rob McDowell's. Oh yes. Oh uh, wait. Coming to America. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when Akeem comes out, he's like, "That's I, right." He goes, yeah. "I recommend you put your gun away." This lies. Like, who the fuck is this asshole? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which sets his career up pretty well. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much Samuel Jackson in a nutshell. And then one last one: uh, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, oh um, Django. 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 Yeah. He plays the least Samuel Jackson character ever because he plays an Uncle Tom, doesn't he? I like him in that. Yeah. Yeah, he's very against type, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. So we meet Mace Windu and we also re-meet Yoda, played by... Frank Oz. Frank Oz. I think it's his, like, seventh appearance in the pod as well. Wow. Yeah, Knives Out is one of them. Knives Out is one of them, yeah. as is yeah. Trading Places. Yeah. As our two Muppet movies. Five and yeah. six. Yeah. As our five and six. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. all of them. Wow. So, Yoda. You want to talk about Yoda and the puppet? <sighs> yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say some stuff about Mace Window and Samuel L. Jackson as oh, well. Yeah, but, yeah, ahead. Yoda's a... Yeah. So, Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> said he wanted to be in a Star Wars film and was approached by the casting director to play Mace Windu, but Jackson was actually originally... Ian's trying to swat a fly, I think. I am. <laughs> yeah. I've, got I've been, see- I've been seeing every so often yeah, Ian's hand just, like, oh, moves yeah, towards the camera. Couple. I've caught a couple. <laughs> so, uh, Samuel L. Jackson was originally supposed to play a different character called Grando Calrissian, the father of Lando Calrissian, but was dropped when Jackson signed on to play Window instead. I, uh, I, I'm glad it, it, he didn't because that would have, because there's already these guys like, there's barely any black people in Star Wars. There's like maybe three named yeah, I, black I, people I, I in the original trilogy. Yeah, I don't need the other one to be the father of the other black guy yeah, in no, space. No, no, no. But he, he's I remember when the, the saber though, isn't he? Yeah. Oh no, that, I'll, I'll save that for the second one because that's when the saber appears. But um, yeah, and then there, there was someone else. There was another person who was considered to be Mace Windu. Oh, I thought the part would just be created for him. Okay, what you got? Tupac Shakur was also considered for the role of Mace Windu. Where are you finding your information? <laughs> Wikipedia. Oh, okay, Wikipedia's generally not, but no, it's generally okay. Yeah. Yeah. When was this? Nineteen ninety nine. This was 99. Uh, they started filming this in 97. When did they start casting? Well, he Around died 97. in 96, didn't he? Does Tupac die in 96? Tupac dies... I know they start filming in 97. 96. I'm going to check. Oh, um, Tupac Shakur. 
died 1996. So yeah, I'm guessing that's why he was uh, considered. I'm guessing someone threw his name across the table and they went, nope. <laughs> Do you think I, was I don't know really? when casting must have must have <laughs> started because I think either. it depends on on different people because they because he starts working on this in ninety three so like he's got a he's got yeah, a period so of time you, I guess you, you could have your working list and all that sort yeah. of stuff I suppose yeah. I like Tupac as an actor I, I know nothing about Tupac's music I know nothing about his acting oh his acting was great he I played... saw him in something I forget what it, like a bit of something what was it, it was something basketball y uh, above the rim yeah that was it he um he did a he did this his last movie he did was gang related with John Belushi. John Belushi? James Belushi. Okay. One of them. The, the, brother, the brother that didn't die. James. I'm pretty sure. And he plays a copper. According to Jim, yeah, James Belushi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there we are. Oh, I thought he was a great actor. Uh, I like it when the, the sort of, yeah, the people who are sort of more known for, like Ice-T's had a recurring role on Long Order SVU for like yeah. ever. So it's when rappers play like mm. like the institution. I, I, uh, I, I quite enjoy it. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so uh, now Yoda. Tell us about Yoda. Oh yeah, there was originally a pop of Yoda in the '99 release, and people thought it was so ugly and disgusting that in the 2005 uh, re-release and everything, they just made him CGI to be like how he is in uh, Episode Two and Three. I've seen Puppet Yoda. If you can and you're listening, just Google like Phantom Menace Yoda Puppet. There's something wrong. He looks like a gremlin. So why didn't they just use like an older? carbon copy I, of it they, they, no, they wanted them to do more like what we think about the, what he does in like um oh later on yeah empire and Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. he jumps around all over the place doesn't he later on when he, yeah because no, he's I, cg no, no, when i say later on i mean like the ones we've actually already seen uh, mm. episode five yeah, episode yeah, six yeah. he's really uh, limited as old man he's very clearly but you need him to be thoughtful in this you need him to be yeah yeah i have seen this i know exactly what you're talking about it, it's, it's he's really, a bit cross-eyed yeah it's different if you see it moving yeah, next up a picture of it. I've, I still. Uh, um, it took away the charm. Warwick, I, I was wrong about. R, uh, I, think, I think I was wrong about R two D two. Warwick Davis um, portrays him in the scene where Obi Wan becomes a Jedi Knight because that's a oh. stand, that's a standing shot. Yeah. Of, oh, okay. Of of Yoda, and that is Warwick Davis in, in that sequence. So there we go. Uh, Lucas said he didn't want to use, so he did want to use a full-time digital Yoda, but the attempts did not work well enough at the time. So that's why when it's redone, they do sub it in. I forgive that then. I I really like, I liked, I liked uh, the puppet Yoda. I, I, I want like practical effects, but actually I, I really quite liked, I don't mind the Yoda we get in the, in the, in the prequel trilogy. I don't mind the effects in general. I think they're consistent in that it almost gives it not a cartoony look, but a colorful kind of It'd be interesting to see your perspective. If you saw one, two and three, then you went back to like puppet Yoda. You're like, what the heck is this? See, I prefer that. I always will take a practical effect over a digital effect, but they needed him no, to do know, things facially, facially yeah. that he can't. You can't do with a puppet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It just jarred. I I showed my girlfriend the Star Wars films in chronological order because I'm 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 I don't know. I I think it for for now it kind of makes more sense. Hang on, chronological order. Do you mean chronicle is f- like linear, within universe with, with within within universe? So chronological. So like one, two, three, linear. Linear, yeah, even yeah. yeah, because chronological would still. Oh, be sorry, chronological 19, like within universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so like linear. Yeah. One, one to nine. That's a much quicker yeah. way to say. Yeah, you yeah, showed yeah. Them one yeah I show, I, show, I showed them one to nine, and it was really interesting that because obviously she was so used to CG Yoda that we get to five, and she goes, "Oh, he's like he's really eight. Like you, 
she could sort really, of see like really aged. <laughs> yeah, she because like obviously you see him and he's like sort of like this crackpot, like yeah. oh my sauce, and she's like oh this is really ma-. and then when he changes into he's too he's too old, she's like oh no he's still Yoda. I thought that it's it's like there's these different things because now the I am your father, it's not oh shit it's Luke's father, it's Anakin's still in there. Which yep. is like now, now the altered, modernized twist, I guess. For like, if you start with, I hear you, but you just jump to a totally different point. Oh no, but that's why I mean, like the linear watching compared to like four, five, six, one, two, three. It's, like it's like the CD just skipped, and we were on one song, <laughs> and then we were like halfway we through a different song. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. I never talk about the linear watching. Um, where are we at here? So that happens. Yoda feels the dark side is hard to see and sort of cautions Mace Windu. Because Windu's like, yo, if the Sith's there, we would have seen it. Like, real arrogant. Yeah, but Yoda thought with mm. all of them there, somebody would have felt something. Yoda's the closest. Oh, sorry. Would have felt, felt. Yes. That, that's, 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 that's the great irony is like Sidious is under their noses yeah. the whole time. And that's well, that's the thing. The dark side's and... clouding them so much. But, but this is the, also the arrogance of the Jedi Council at this yeah. time. Yeah, true. They don't even think it's a possibility. And it's like, that, that that's your biggest flaw. You should have considered mm. it. Mm. Like, um, when I brought up the show The Acolyte earlier, it's sort of like, that leads into, how do they get so arrogant? Like, uh, So Qui-Gon says, let's put that to the side. And says, hey, can I pitch for Anakin? And uh, he goes, hey, look, he was possibly conceived by midi-chlorians. I'm like, okay, we, we, we are going that far with it. Excellent. They refer to the prophecy, and Qui-Gon wants him tested, but the others aren't feeling it, but they do agree to see him. A note on the prophecy, I'm going to throw this out here. I know Ethan's going to disagree with me, and that's okay. It's not, yeah. it's not a combative, but it's a thing. My reading's always been that Obi-Wan's the one who brings balance that's to the Force. Obi-Wan oh, trains, Obi-Wan trains the Anakin. Obi-Wan trains Luke. They cancel each other out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they bring the, the when, when he, when sort of that's all over, it's been brought back to a much more sort of level plane, isn't it? Like, I like level, that reading, but also like a, like a fundamental, like we've, we've taken all the glitz and glamour out of it. Yeah, We're yeah, back yeah. to where it should have been. Can yeah. we rebuild it better? Yeah, yeah. That's my reading. Is it open? Cause how, I, do you get, how do you get much more balanced than I train the guy who ruined everything. I train the guy who tried to cancel everything he did out. Yeah. There we go. I've balanced it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy that reading because I oh, think no. I, no, no, no. Because because <laughs> here's the thing. I know a lot of people are like get really angry about the chosen one thing now because obviously like Ray and other people and it's like well what, that means Anakin sacrifice like no the 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 whole thing is like yeah balance is supposed but it's a prophecy prophecies are just interpretations they're not fact the one thing that star wars always goes on about is like yeah because the tragedy that we get into later on is hang on hang on hang on on. direct quote from ethan the one thing star wars always goes on about is yeah (laughs) (laughs) can we try that a bit more success i'm not sure i i'm not sure i get what you're on about i don't even know what it says if anakin is the chosen one then could he bring balance because luke is his son so he's brought balance in that respect yeah it's like it's so up to interpretation because i'm gonna kill all the kids but the good news is my my kid's gonna fix it what exactly he's and kill me. His lineage. I don't know. That's well, another reason. No, I mean, Anakin is the kind of 
prophesized one. Mm. Yeah, and you could argue Luke is the chosen one because Luke brings balance because it was all mm. out of whack, and then Luke yeah, levels it before he's it's done. It's not Jar Jar, mm. though. Jar Jar is the chosen one. Well, the thing that I always see with the prophecies in Star Wars is they're more like if you try and follow them, the the worst thing happens. So Anakin sees that dream prophecy of, well, Padme will die and blah, blah, blah. And, it, and because he tries to go against that, he in, inadvertently causes it. So I think it's that same thing of, well, here's this prophecy, and if I believe in prof- the prophecy, then I can make this prophecy come real, but in doing so, it, like, destroys the prophecy itself. Yep. What's, so, what's so the thing? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Well, so, so, so in order to prevent no the thing... In order to prevent yeah. the thing you want to prevent, you end up causing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's your role in fate. Fate was always that you were going to do this. We showed you the ending. That It's kind of like the whole Macbeth thing with the three witches. Mm. You're going to be yes. king, and you're only going to be king because we told you you were going to be king. So is it fate? Well, no, because if you hadn't been told that, you probably wouldn't oh, have killed the king. Oh, you're opening up a can of worms now with the whole destiny. There we go. Macbeth. <laughs> I, love, I love the concept of prophecy. There we are. Um, Queen Amidala says that Padme's been sent on an errand. This is to Anakin. And Anakin goes, oh, I want to see Padme. And he's like, no, nope, no, nope, Padme's not here, little boy. Um, but look at Queen Amidala in full regalia headdress. She's a lot harder to tell, isn't she? Yes, she is. She is. But she says, please know that uh, his her heart goes with you. <laughs> and even with the monotone voice through which Queen Amidala, Princess Amidala will speak, yeah. it's still a little bit... F- of a boundary being crossed. Thank I enjoyed you. her dress that had the little lights at the bottom. I was just imagining like a little cable that was plugged in. <laughs> to we there's, go to the Senate. Guy there doing that. We go to the Senate. That's CGI to the max. Amadala makes her pitch, <laughs> but other parties uh, who uh, started by the Trade Federation but echoed by others say a, uh, a a commission, a committee is required. They ask her to defer. She says, "No, I was not elected to watch my people die." As you discuss it in a committee, that line was everywhere in the trailers, and makes the move to a vote of no confidence. I'd be like, "You don't go here." To quote Mean Girls, she doesn't. She doesn't even go here. (laughs) (laughs) You go, Glenn Coco. there's also a a, trill, a a little three pack of ET creatures. There is ET creatures. Yeah, who are react? Do you not see that, Megs? ET creatures. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's like three ETs in one in one of like one of the planets one must them. be like oh. ET's home planet. Yeah, because it's all part of the same I universe, didn't isn't see it? That. Oh. In the sense of like Lucas's stuff. Yeah, yeah. they do, they do show you it quite that. quite predominantly. Yeah. I'd have to watch that bit again. Yeah, uh, turns out last spot. Uh, we do a walk and talk. There's some Wookies. Obi-Wan implores Qui-Gon not to disobey the council. Not again. Ethan, you know anything about this? Yeah. Um, it's a book. Again, like, canon is retroactively done. So there was a book that came out in 2019. And basically they were like, Qui-Gon, we want you to join the council. And he went, can I think about it? And instead he goes to another planet and causes a coup. And they're like, maybe you shouldn't be on the council. <laughs> I'm going to love away, buddy. I had to cough and just went, who can I throw? I to? realized I was just vamping <laughs> for you. No, you're great. Uh, I've, I've been hosting this. Hey, uh, I've been hosting this friends thing <laughs> with Georgia and I've realized she's by far the worst at trying to throw to someone. If you need to, <laughs> she's, 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 she panics. She it was like you doing that spam a lot thing. When you turn around and went, oh, like, it's like, it's like that. <laughs> That's her every time. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. By the it for lunch, it doesn't matter. Just fill air. <laughs> I'll have to see if Meg's is any better but you're pretty good we were talking about in the most recent episode we're like liam's pretty good at it yeah see you yeah, are you, you, you keep on talking i do yeah the key thing isn't the idea so that the skill 
is to keep in context well the skills to go look we weren't necessarily the conversation kind of over but can you fill some time out of nowhere Mm. it's like here just talk for something on this and you're like all right i'm gonna do this and not feel self-conscious about what you're discussing it just seems to break georgia i don't know what it is (laughs) (laughs) listen to our most recent one she just like has a meltdown (laughs) (laughs) i can't do it i can't do it she goes I'm like, all right, because I, I refuse to edit. I ref- unless it's like something that I'm like, okay, that's just that's just content we can't put in there. I found when you throw to me, um, I take it. I take a beat, like a half a beat, yep. and I go to myself, right, okay, and I sort of get into the zone, and um, that's what I tend to do anyway. Where before I used to go, oh my god, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> take any direction you want. But, doesn't but matter. now, now, yeah. now I just sort of calm myself in that first beat and then just go for it so i think this speaks to back to qui-gon i think this speaks to what we we're sort of hitting at earlier which rebel, is really. qui-gon's willing to do the right thing even if it's against the council and against his own uh laws of um uh jedi-ness the, the laws of jedi order yeah 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 yeah. yeah. he's willing mm. to do that because that's the right the, the greater good the better of the thing sure it's, it's the right thing to do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely helps who his master is too or was Yes, uh, he yeah. will, he will do what he must. If uh, you get told if Qui Gon will only would only follow the instructions, he'd be on the council. And um, meanwhile, then the we cut to the council testing Anakin. And they go, "Are you afraid?" Because he's nailed the like. Guess what's on the iPad quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is remarkable, actually, because they were like, even when they're at the, the, the pod racing, they're all watching it on these tablets. And at yeah. the time, that would have been a pipe dream. Yeah. yeah. And now you can now easily you can. watch yeah, yeah. sports on your uh, on your, on your your iPad or things like that. Yeah. So. Um, and you could follow it with drones now, couldn't you? You could follow a race. Oh, drones will follow for you. Yeah, but you can, yeah. you can see the camera. Yeah. Live as a drone goes around now, can't you? Yes, I can't put my. I thought you were saying I could put my own drone over the race. I'm like, I'm no, pretty sure. Yeah. I have an issue with that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you can stream from whatever yeah, drone, oh, drone now. You, and can, you can sit you, there and watch you, it. You can follow the car you want. You can follow yeah. all the cars. You can make the choice of whose ones you want to follow, or if you want them to broadcasters. To, like you can do all sorts of it's things. Amazing. We have yeah, holograms great. now too, don't we? We have what holograms? Yeah, the app. Yeah, yeah. You've got the, the app holograms. Yeah. We do have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Tupac was one of the first ones I ever saw that actually was like it was like a Tupac yeah. concert with a stationary mm. thing. We had yeah. a conversation about it one day about going is this a is this ethical and b is this really a concert experience or is this just like the ultimate and like a tribute band? Yeah, because you went to see ABBA, didn't you? I I thought it was really good actually. It it looked really realistic. I was quite impressed yeah. by the. Um, I'd be curious. The they, they did it. I'd be curious from a just from a production value standpoint to watch it and go just to study it and go how is this being done mm. what is the appeal mm. to the people how much are you having to disengage how much are you having to you know what i mean like how much suspension of disbelief or they did look like real people yeah did you ever did you ever see that people like throw off their underwear at the, <laughs> no, <laughs> they, went, they went through the hologram <laughs> the holograms did some bits and then they had some bits where some real singers um, did a few bits and then they had some bits that were like music videos as well like animation okay. to tell a story so it wasn't just the whole thing with the holograms or whatever they're called um, but it, you, you kind of forgot they were holograms almost because they did look realistic there's, a, there's an episode of Britain's Got Talent which I never used to watch but uh, you know sometimes when you go on like YouTube and it just leads yeah. on to one thing to another thing to another mm. thing I was watching a thing about Elvis and this thing on Britain's Got Talent came on and there's these camera. this guy comes on stage as Elvis and he's got these, like, I don't know, eight cameras or something around. And what he can do is take the 
face of Elvis and put it onto his face while he's standing there and singing? Yes. So is that the new thing that people will end up doing? You know, having a physical body there, but with other faces? Because they used um, Simon Cowell and all them others on the dancers behind. Sorry, Ethan, I must shut this down just because we definitely need to get to... uh, (laughs) Oh, don't worry. I was going to try and bring it back to Star Wars and just say, well, they do that now with, like, Mando and stuff, and I find it highly unethical. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Star Wars, actually, you know, think about how they reused Carrie Fisher, how they reused in multiple movies. Mm. In fact, the Carrie Fisher one was, like, wasn't, like, deep fake. It was just, like, here's old footage that she signed off on. The one with Rogue One was just, like... She she what consented. Was, what was what's his name? Uh, uh, in Tarkin. Yeah, Grandma Tarkin. The, the Peter Cushing one. I still I love. I like Rogue One as a film. I really do. But I I'm still so against the Peter Cushing. I just find that so gross. Well, the council tests Anakin, and they say, are you afraid? He goes, no. He says, we see right through you. And we get that great line. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. And I wanted to go waka, 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 because Frank Oz, it was halfway between Gonzo and Fozzie, but it didn't feel like legit Yoda. I lost, I lost concentration when you went, we see right through you. We've just been talking about holograms. It <laughs> uh, turns out the results are in. Amadalus talks to Jar Jar, who mentions they have a giant army. But we uh, in comes Palpatine. He's been shortlisted for the election. Uh, oh, Amadala's going to go back to Naboo. She doesn't believe in the Republic and walks out. And he goes, no. Don't go. (laughs) (laughs) No, your majesty, it's not safe. Don't leave. Did everybody hear me tell her not to go? (laughs) I love it. It, He's so sucky. The other results are in. Anakin will not be trained. And, like, Mace Windu's a dick about it. Isn't he? So he'll be trained? No. He will (laughs) not be trained. I'm like, whoa. That's Samuel L. Jackson, though, isn't it? This this is a tasty burger. <laughs> tasty burger. Tell me more. Tell me more. Does he look like that? a bitch? Yeah, I said that to Liam this week. So there's this. There's this. Uh, I know I just made a speed through, but this is too good. So there, I, came, I came across this this thing on the internet that was like, "Did you know Samuel Jackson was in Greece?" And so I go, I'm like, "What?" And so I click it, and yet the boys from Summer Nights going, "Tell me more, tell me more." And they keep the music there, but they've synced it up perfectly with Samuel Jackson from Pulp Fiction, one of his key lines. So it goes, "Tell me more, tell me more." Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> yeah. And so I send it to Liam. And Liam goes, oh, my God. And I'm thinking, okay, he finds it funny. I never knew this. This is so cool. I'm like, I'm like Liam, watch the video. <laughs> and I did watch it. And I went, ah, yeah, cool. Yeah, funny. <laughs> um, so, anyone not be trained. Kaigon feels he must be trained. He is the chosen one. He vouches that Obi-Wan's ready for the trials, but they instruct Qui-Gon instead to go to Naboo. Obi-Wan says as they leave, the boy is dangerous. They can all see it. Why can't you see it? Why can't you, though, then? If they all see that he's going to become what he becomes or feels what he's going to become, how come Qui-Gon doesn't feel that? I don't know. And why doesn't um, he- Obi-Wan feel it as well? I think prophecy and stuff. He's, he he's blinded by prophecy. He seems like he's the most... Because he is too old and he has all these things, but he sees... Like a moral imperative in this that the others don't? It'd be better to train him, though, and keep... What is it that's saying? Keep your 
friend, Fra- enemies. What is keep it? your friends, friends close, close. Keep your enemies close. All these nine-year-old, like nine-year-old. I'm gonna keep an eye on him. Well, no, but if they train him and install good well, values, you know, no, do you, you think that would be you the just, benefit? You could just leave him on Tatooine. He'll never turn into anything. No, that's not very nice. Well, he could get back. I'm not trying to be kind. I mean, like, there's a reason why you have to be trained. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Palpatine could scoop him up though at any point. Well, I guess. Yes, the Sith could. Yeah, they could just grab him. Go yeah. find Watto and put the chip back in his head. But they don't think there's any kaboom yeah threat from the sith at this point do they no there's always two there are so that might have changed their mind if they knew um so um anakin decides to start thousands of arguments by asking what midichlorians are (laughs) and reddit explodes (laughs) (laughs) i've gotten my notes he goes i don't understand i'm like you're not alone kid (laughs) sidious tells newt gunray that darth maul's on his way to help and amidala tells jar jar we need your help all this is leading us up to Act 3, where, well, it's, it's Act 5. It's a weird structure in this film. We're back to Naboo. Obi-Wan apologizes to Qui-Gon, and Qui-Gon says Obi-Wan is a much wiser man than he is. And I'm like, it's a cool line. Don't know if there's any truth to that yet. Mm, oh, Qui-Gon yet. has seemed like the wisest guy in the movie all movie long. All, all along, yeah. Oh, I didn't mention back when it was like, hey, we'll both store aboard board above um, ships, and then we'll land on Naboo, and we'll meet up. Like, five minute detour hey found you hey, found you too <laughs> good thing this good thing this planet's like 200 feet wide they can feel each other in the force in the force that's bonds it that they have the size of star wars planets have always like maybe go is it the size of like our planet or is it just a lot smaller because it because it seems yeah. like it's got one central city and that's it it's like a map on civilization um <laughs> Obi-Wan tells, uh, apologizes to, oh, I said that already, Jar Jar says that the Gungans go to a sacred place when they're threatened. I'm like, oh, we're watching Avatar. That's what it felt like. Yeah. This, of course, came first. Queen well, yeah, Amidala yeah, but- begins to address the Naboo, and she goes, I am Queen Amidala, and then Padme steps up and reveals that she is the real Queen Amidala. When I was a, when I was watching this, blew me away. I had not noticed. Really? I, I oh, didn't totally. Know I didn't. Did you notice they were switching? Yeah. So you knew this was the queen the whole time? Yeah. Because oh, not me. I kept, I kept looking at it and going, hang on a minute. Why is she, why is she there? Why is, is that a clone? The makeup and the hair is so well done. I thought it was a clone. I didn't know who Kira Knightley was. I didn't know who Natalie Portman was. So I didn't recognize they do the look switches. Similar, yeah. don't they? I'm going to claim George's face blindness, but it's easy when you put him in white but face paint and, and the hair goes down every the side. now and again. Mm. When you see the, because I'm swear that even when they're supposed to be, um, there are times when Natalie Portman I feel is playing the part. Up, up to that point because it's like swapping a bit oh no there are times like when she goes to the senate that's her that yeah. is portman but you can always tell it's portman because when the, the hair comes down to the side and you can always tell with the eyes because well. it because it masks them i never knew which one was which at which point oh, I, I, <laughs> generally yeah. if the hair's down to the side that's the they're, they're doing some trickery when the hair's up it's yeah. usually nightly yeah, yeah do you want to talk about kira nightly now yeah, so uh, Kira Knightley was cast uh, because of the similarity that she had with Natalie Portman with the actress admitting that their mothers could not tell each other apart. Uh, <laughs> Kira Knightley's parents, however, tried to convince her not to audition, but the teenage actress still saw a role since she was a Star Wars fan. Uh, she reported to have cried every single day due to finding the wardrobe uncomfortable. Understandable. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was a lot of <sighs> okay. bits. I'm sure that I'm sure that that like headwear would have been heavy. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, so I've got this is cool, right? And Obi Wan, Obi Wan. Oh, you're not. I did not know it's Kevin Knight. So, and so Obi Wan and and. And uh, Qui Gon kind of go. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> so uh, she goes. I ask you to help us. No, I beg you to help us. We are your humble servants. Our fate are in your hands. The Gungans are easy, man. Just make them think you're equals, and they'll do anything for yeah. you. And Jar Jar is rewarded and made a general. Misa <laughs> thinking Jar-Jar. we being friends. I love Brian Blessed. Brian Blessed in this film. Oh, is that Brian Blessed? Yeah, he was originally yeah. supposed to be that guy who's like, the death toll is catastrophic, you must come home. But they went, you're too loud for that character. It's a pretty good impression, actually. That was yeah, good, that wasn't was it? Sio Bibble, man. He's also, he's also really good with the uh, Misa Think I Use You, you need friends. the um, Ethan Star Wars impression. There we go. Show. I'm, I'm good at Star Wars stuff, man. Um, turns out the battle's a diversion, so our real heroes can enter the... That's just the Gungans are our real heroes, but the <laughs> characters we spent the whole movie with Jar-Jar's can the enter the palace and capture the Viceroy. Uh, I've got, I've got my notes. I got a hard time believing that the, the Viceroy is really the mastermind. The real mastermind, Sidious says, wipe them out. All of them. All of them. Um, the battle, the Gungans have a shield, and we begin the PS2 cutscene part of the movie. <laughs> uh, Qui-Gon, on the real-life one, says to Anakin, once inside, find a safe place to hide and stay there. Amidala uses a blaster so we can go and go, hey, you look like Princess Leia. R2's accidentally pulled up into a spacecraft, and Anakin goes and hides in that same craft, because that's the safe place to hide, really? I suppose. I was going to say, is that somewhere safe, really? I'm not sure if I'd look there. I don't know. if someone blew it. It feels totally irresponsible the fact that he's on this trip at all. Like, why yeah, is he not in Cor... Yes. Why is he not in Coruscant? Is there, is, is there not a crash on Coruscant? Do you know what I'm saying? Something. Jeez. Uh, back at the Gungan battle, the firing has stopped, and they're unloading ground troops and walk through the shield. At the palace, everyone goes to leave uh, the, the sort of hangar. Anakin, though, is told, stay in the cockpit. The doors Do open, move. and we see Darth Maul and the opening strings of Duel of the Fates. It's brilliant. Brackets. Another big statement I'm going to make. Without a doubt, the best piece of music in any non-original trilogy film. Yep. I agree. I think it is quite epic, the music. I do. And no, it makes yeah. the whole no, end nothing's even come into brilliant. the mainstream remotely like Revenge, uh, sorry, Duel of the Fates. Nothing. It's brilliant. I love the music in the in the sequels, but like from like a general standpoint, like Duel of the Fates just hits. It does. Uh, Anakin tries to help Padme and actually sends the craft off into space after destroying some droids. Oh, I should have mentioned that Darth Maul has a double-sided saber. This was amazing at the time. And it was. Yes, I didn't expect that. You're like, mm. it's both sides? Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew you said something else then. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Just the notion that you could do this. Well, it makes the battle a bit fairer because and the way two against one. Darth Maul's been full of so much enigma. Like, what do we know about this guy? And then all of a sudden he pulls him out. Wait, wait, you're allowed to do this? As opposed to, like, you get to episode nine, and you're like, wait, you're allowed to do this? Like, this was yeah. cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I got some feelings about Darth Maul I want to share at the end. Yes, me, yeah. too, me too. I think that was a mistake. Yep. Um, Jar Jar Binks accidentally gets caught up with a droid on his foot and accidentally kills a bunch of droids. Like, like, whoops, oh. whoops, which wouldn't be so bad, <laughs> but Anakin's about to go, whoops, uh, whoops. All the whoopsies. 
Every trip, every oh. step is a blast of fire yeah. as well. Oh. <laughs> Padme and her friends are pinned down in the palace. They shoot out a window, go onto the ledge. Don't be going on no ledge. You might jump off and then use grappling guns to go up a floor. Obi-Wan, Darth Maul, and Qui-Gon are doing that thing you have to do in every Star Wars movie when you're in this giant, like, space area and there's, like, no, there's walkways but no handrails and, like, a bottomless drop. It's, like, rule 101 of Star Wars. You have to have this in the third act. Yeah, why? I don't know, but it, it used to freak me out as a kid because the, the, the fear of falling is very real in me. Yeah, yeah. And so putting me there, I was kind of like you, putting myself in a movie going, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> is, this area? is it, like, is somewhere the, for ships It's almost go? always the engine core. You guys can say because the engine core. It's... It's a plasma mining farm. So, like, technically, oh. humans aren't supposed... It's, like, it's just for droids to go and, like, do oh, maintenance. But it was just point. to, like, mine... I yeah. don't know what it is in... Because the- they're not on a spaceship right now. I don't know what this is. No. It's, it's like, it's mining, like, plasma. So it's essentially in this, in like, if yeah. we mined coal yeah, cause or, that, like, cause crude the, oil. That's what the powers has to have. <laughs> I, I always wondered Stupid. what those those red things those that barrier bits that come down which stop everyone yeah they're just what are they don't what ask me they? i don't know that one it, I, I believe the term is plot devices it is a plot device because <laughs> it, it builds the tension obviously yeah. you're like oh no he can't go so it is. there's no there's no that's one we don't have to know i think that's it's like, just there's some sort there? of a, a i thing. do like the fact that darth maul does try <laughs> yep <laughs> um so where are we at here? Uh, yeah, I've lost my spot. Oh, so here we go. <laughs> Obi-Wan <laughs> gets knocked down a level and falls behind. All three characters then oh, get stopped Obi-Wan. by shield breaks in the walls. Uh, quite, so at this point, all three of them do different things. Qui-Gon does like so a monk Qui-Gon thing, like meditates monk style. Yeah. Obi-Wan's just watching everything. And Darth Maul's like stalking his prey. He's like a lion. Pacing. He's trying the wall. Can I get through there? No, I can't. And he's just pacing and not breaking eye contact. Yeah. And the music is like this sort of chanting because it's like... Like every time you but sort of pan to him, yeah. Ethan was doing something with his hands. I'm like, that's not really chanting, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Music comes from your fingertips. Did you not know that? Not with me. I'm a hand actor. I'm not a hand singer. <laughs> isn't it the, um, isn't the emperor that has? <laughs> yes. Um, so then, both the Gungans and Padmans, uh, sorry, Padme's groups are overmatched. Uh, the kid continues to fluke his way through space. He goes, "I should try spinning. That's a good, That's a trick. good trick." Flip an egg. Until he lands with the ship overheating and the droid command ship. Uh, how does it get through? Because the plot needs it to. Yeah. Autopilot. Obi- no, it's not autopilot at this no. point. Oh, no, he yeah. goes off autopilot, yeah. yeah. Let's autopilot go. Autopilot will kill us. Let's try going to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan is released from his pod, but Obi-Wan can't fully catch up, so he runs and he gets stuck behind a wall while it's just Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. And at this point now, there's no there's no score. We've stopped the duel of the fates. And it's, it's just the sound of which is great. The sabers. But I don't feel this is long enough. What, you want if, the, the I remember it being longer be as a uh, uh, well, the first time I watched it. Yeah, yeah I don't feel long enough. It feels like he's he's sabered very if quickly. You're thinking like from Obi Wan's perspective, you're like just watching. Thinking he can't get. And you should know because it keeps cu- it keeps doing a cutaway to Obi Wan watching. Mm. Yeah. So when he's. <laughs> He's like a kid at Christmas, though, because we're Qui-Gon's winning. He's like, yes. He's like, oh, I'm worried. And then um, Darth Maul sort of like uses the handle of the double saber to like butt him in the head. Does and he, then he gets knocked saber- back and then he pierces him with the saber. Does his, which, When does his saber break in half or does he d- automatically... Does, does his saber break or does his saber... Darth Maul's? Yeah. 
No, well, Josh, Josh Morris hits a button and it retracts. I don't think it does break, does it? No, yeah, it doesn't break. Because the, the other end mm-hmm. stops, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, he just, he just oh, chops okay. from the sides. I think he does that when they're waiting. Because oh. at this point, he knows yeah. he's only going to fight one of them at a time. Um, and then we just cut away to Obi-Wan, who goes, no! It's, it, it's, it's the good no of this trilogy. Yeah. There's a bad <laughs> no in this trilogy in a couple of films. No! I love it. And at this point, and we score, get to add it into Return and, 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 and now the score comes back in. Um, Ethan, you need to learn to stop talking when somebody else is talking because oh. I think it's confusing. <laughs> it's that lag, I'm sorry. Uh, we go back to the palace and Kira Knightley goes all Queen Amidala and draws the droids out of the room. Because uh, that's great. Cause she goes, hey, boys, I'm the real Queen Amidala. So they go, oh, it's the real queen. This one's a decoy. And they run after her. She goes, suckers, I'm the real queen. And I'd be like, I'm so, if I'm, if I'm here, I'm, going, I'm so confused. Which Wait, who's what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, they overpower Newt Gunroy and say, we're going to do a new tree now. Uh, back to Obi-Wan. He fights Darth Maul, but is clearly overmatched. He's forced pushed over the edge of one of these things, but he hangs onto a handle of some sort because there's always a handle. Uh, Maul then kicks off his lightsaber and we get to watch it like hit the walls as it goes down the sides of the forever drop. Um, Anakin then blows up the ship from the inside of where he's at. As he's leaving, he's like, now this is pod racing. <laughs> does, um, uh, do you think Obi-Wan ever gets his saber back or does he just use? No, he uses quite he, 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 he gets yeah. a new saber. Oh, does he? Oh, he has oh, a new he? one. Oh, okay. Um, well, like in the future films are for this one. Oh, this he one. Uses Qui-Gon's, he uses Qui-Gon's, but I guess. Yeah, he uses Qui-Gon's, but then he has a different one in future films. Um. <laughs> I don't want this crappy you saber. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so at this point now, the droids instantly power down on the planet, which is a bit of a lazy trope. If you kill the mothership, well, yeah, yeah. it kind of Independence Day's it. It is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But, they, they, what? Go ahead. Oh no, because they basically is like because the second one's ten years later, and they're like, we've upgraded it so much, we don't need those motherships. That's how powerful we've fully got. So I guess it's like the evolution. So there's droids dead. Well, lifeless. Well, whatever you want to say. Yeah, like yeah. they're decom- they're, they're falling over yeah. everywhere. Yeah. There's not one dead Gungan. I was looking just for dead Gungans. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah. see one. Oh, I didn't think to look for that. But yeah. I was looking for dead Gungans. And even their like, limbs fall off and stuff. And you're like, well, yeah. come on. Uh, Mechanical butter. Qui-Gon. Don't mess with them. Uh, Anakin then does an eyeline match to Qui-Gon's lightsaber. So what that means is we see him look off camera, and then we show you have a lightsaber. Suggest that he's looking have a lightsaber in case you missed it he does it again and we show him a lightsaber <laughs> and then he does like a big force jump up while summoning the lightsaber lands which takes a beat actually I was like, come on Darth Maul like Maul should have actually had that shot unless he was He's like been on top the whole time yes he, he unless should've... he just has no clue about it. he must have completely forgotten about Qui-Gon's lightsaber but even still, he's but at which point he could have had two. Like, you thought a double-edged one. You don't think he might have a backup saber? Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm kind of team. <laughs> if I'm a Jedi, somehow. I'm getting like four. <laughs> <laughs> those, things, those things get dropped all the time. We're like, oh, what do we do? He's dropped his lightsaber. I got, I got a backup. <laughs> you were the General Grievous of Star Wars. Yeah, that's who mm. I am. And so, uh, well, except for General Grievous is the General Grievous of Star Wars. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, so he grabs it. He cuts that. Well, he slices him down. And as he falls down, it's not until he's halfway down you see his body splits in two, yeah. which is kind of like the coolest death, I think, in Star Wars. And he's screaming as well. End, isn't it? I didn't want him to die, though. I wanted no. Darth Maul to carry on. Same. In we'll talk films. about that. Yeah. It was a stupid thing to do. I know. Um, 
Palpatine. So, uh, oh, where are we at here? Um, Just sliced and diced Darth Maul. Yeah. Uh, he was mauled. Oh, Qui Gon uses his dying words to strong arm Obi Wan to train Anakin. I'm like, feels a little emotional blackmail. Just a touch. And he hasn't moved all that time. He's been fighting Darth Maul. He's been laying there like a dead bit of meat. And then all of a sudden, once he's beat Darth Maul, he's going, "Oh, can't you like? Couldn't you like force push him just a little bit? (laughs) You know, like he doesn't know you're there to sort of force push Maul off the edge. Saving all his his energy for the last sentence. But why is it always they get the last sentence out? And then they go, why don't they ever go, I need to tell you something really important. Well, actually, that's kind of what happens, like we said, with the two characters in, in Rise of Skywalker. I need to tell you something. And then we don't find out. <laughs> and New Gunroy is sent back to the Senate to explain himself. He walks by Palpatine and says nothing. And so I guess these guys don't know who Palpatine mm. really is. Uh, Palpatine says, oh, Anakin uh, Skywalker, we shall watch your career with great interest. We're like, okay, mm. there's the teaser for what we're going ahead with. And he says to um, Princess Amidala, together we will bring peace and prosperity to the Republic. Irony there. Mm. One-on-one with Yoda, Obi-Wan is made a Jedi Knight, but they do not agree with him training the boy. Obi-Wan says, I will train the boy with your approval or not. To which point Yoda goes, Qui-Gon's defiance I sense in you. No, there's no sensing. He literally just said, I won't do it. Yes. <laughs> no sensing required. <laughs> Little man speaks in riddles. Just saying, appreciate that. And he goes, uh, and he goes, agree with you, the council does. And I'm going, well, hang on, mm. hang on, Why hang on. Agree with the council gone, does. But not quite gone. Forget that. Well, that too. But, mm. but, 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 hang. So the council made a decision and you're always going to go back to the boys and go, well, oh. we're going to go back on it. Oh no, they do know about the Sith now, though, don't they? Yes, but he, but remember, he's been himself. It's just him with with Obi Wan. There's no one else in the council here. No. Does Yoda have the power to single handedly make a decision for the entire council? No. I assume no. he discussed it as a no, council he before mm. he. I'm going to tell him no, and then when he says he will still do it, I will tell him okay. No, I think it's back to what I was mm. just saying. Now that you know there's a Sith, fuck with him a little. I shall. <laughs> It's on brand for Yoda to be such like a cheeky little bastard that he's like, oh no, I'm caught in a corner. I need to retract what I did. There's another. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, Yes, Peter, yes, Peter, no, Peter, no. So either there's no reason to say no, or if he's going to say yes, he needs other people to agree. Like, he can't just do it by himself. When I say Jedi Council, it's really just more... Here's the Yoda Council. It's just me and my boys. (laughs) They're, they're my Saturday night poker time. game. It's all it is. Hmm? <laughs> my favorite was like, because you're saying to me, I agree with you, the council goes, but me, I do not. And I'm like, okay, so why are you saying it? Uh, we go to the funeral and Obi-Wan tells Anakin, because this feels like appropriate time while well, we watch <laughs> we watch the man who you sort of like was like your father in the absence of your mother. Let's watch him burn. I'm not being funny as well, right? When um, Viking burials, they put them on boats and send them out, right? Valhalla and all that, yeah. Yeah, 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 and send them like, that's, that's fine, right? Because they're, they're going from a distance. This seems, to be, this seems to be a Jedi thing, though. I know, but yeah. surely they must smell like cooked meat, you know? Like your Maybe yum, they yum. have some space chemicals they can sprinkle on to stop the smell. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. The Jedis are odorless. The Force, that, that's, yes. that's the headcanon I'm going. Force smell. The fumes are strong. <laughs> <laughs> It smells like vanilla and ash. So this is the place to have side conversations. Obi-Wan <laughs> tells Anakin he will be trained. Mace Windu says it was definitely a Sith. I'm like, well, you've changed your dude. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And he goes, always two there are. A master 
and an apprentice. And he goes, well, which one did we get, though? The master mm. or the apprentice? At which point we switch to a profile shot of Palpatine, and it's a focus pull from Amidala to Palpatine. This is what I figure out who really? he is. Wow. At this point yeah. here. Did that blow your mind? It's such a good oh, review. Like, I was like... Oh my God! He's been a puppet master the whole movie. <laughs> so it's weird. My like sort of like very casual Star Wars fandom yeah. gave me access to a reading I wouldn't have had if it was Megs who had never seen anything before yeah. and doesn't know who the Emperor is or any of that stuff. Nor if you were someone who remembered it really, really strongly and instantly went, oh, that's Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who that is. So it gave me this great review. So the focus poll was me going like, oh, my God. <laughs> Shout up to Field because he's the only Sith, all that stuff. So, yeah, really, really good. Yeah. So as far as we sit at this point in time, I'm going to make sure I got the right thing here. I do. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Liam, we need a random word. Do you know what? It's so hard to think of a random word for this other than, you know, like lightsaber, but I'm not going to go with lightsaber. Good. I'm going to go with ponytail. Ponytail? Oh. Because we do see this is, this is a big celebration. Oh, I didn't finish the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're not in the end game yet. Look who's jumping yeah. ahead now. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> we have a celebration scene. It's very Guilty. short. Anakin's got a new haircut and wardrobe. Yeah. Padme looks at Padme looks at Anakin. Anakin looks Creepy. at Padme. Obi-Wan looks at both of them. I'm a little creeped out. And yeah. that's the, you know, wide shot, and that's the film. Endgame, ponytail. Oh, ponytail. I was gonna say, the music that plays in that celebration is a sped up version of the Emperor's uh theme in Return of the Jedi. So if you slow it slow the uh that version down, you basically get like almost a uh beat for beat version of like the Return of the Jedi Sith music. That's yeah. cool. Um, let's talk about the money, money, money. $115 million budget, 115 wow. in, in, in 98. That's not a small amount of money. Yeah. What does it take home? Uh, I'll start with I you. know this. Oh, you know? Okay, start, I'm obs- start yeah, I next. did when I was doing the context. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I imagine this probably took quite a bit, but I, I have no reference of how much movies take. So I'm going to say 390. Liam. This was huge at the time. This was a big, big deal. So I'm going to say even more than that. I'm going to go 500 million. You're still not even halfway there. Really? $1.027 billion. Big. I remember being really big. Massive. Because no one knew what it was going to, you know, you had the the legacy of the other three. Yeah. And you've had this big gap in between of nothing. And now you're getting this big movie and you've got all these hopes and promises. And And it's very child friendly, as we said earlier. But we didn't know that at the time. You you, you go into that cinema going. And you come out well, even going, like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> even like six months to a year before it released, it was giving, it was causing people to spend money on different films to give them a boost of the box office. Because it was like, if you want to see the trailer for The Phantom Menace, go see like, no, not Little Fockers, but some, some random film that would not have, have like made money at the box office, just so you can see the trailer at the end of the film. Mm. Yeah. Big thing at the I, I remember it being there were people so who big. went and saw the trailer because it was playing before a certain movie. I That's forget what right. it was. Yeah. As yeah. soon as the trailer ended, they got up and left because oh, really? that was the mm. events. They bought the ticket just to watch the trailer because this is a world before YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. YouTube, yeah. So, and then it eventually came online and it crashed the Star Wars website. Well, internet was a different place. It was. Yeah. 
Um, let no awards of note uh, that I could find. I didn't, to be honest with you, I don't think I properly looked. Um, Academy Awards and things of that nature. I can't imagine that. A special got effect. some Razzies or something. And even that was weak. I think. I'm just, yeah. I just want to see that if it does get anything for uh, for that, because I could be speaking out of turn when I say nothing there. And you know me, I like to be accurate if I can be. So here we go. Why not? Control F. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, here we go. Nope. Yep. Tell me about it. Go ahead. Uh, nominated for three Academy Awards. Yeah, we are. Uh, yes. Art direction. No. Okay. Cinematography. No. Costume. Yeah. Nope. Oh, okay. So editing. Uh, no. Sound editing. Yep. And sound. So yeah, yep. John Williams. Uh, yeah. No, not, yeah. no, no, no. That'll, that'll be score. I'll score. Yeah, yeah. And then they got some Razzies for worst picture, worst director, worst screenplay, and worst supporting actor for Jake Lloyd. Oh. Worst, suppo- oh. worst supporting actress for Sofia Coppola as Sasha. Yeah, she's she one, was a she's back. One of, she's one of the handmaidens. Yeah, what she's a back. Yeah, Why I, I'm. Pick out on her. That's though. a cameo. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's because it's um oh bloody um Francis Ford Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. So yeah, yeah. Oh, and the main reason then. So because yeah. Cage's uh family as well. Yes. Um, who would you cast as who? Mm. Who's Jar Jar? <laughs> I'm Jar Jar. Oh, Ethan could be Jar Jar. I'm Jar Jar. I stick let's, in. Let's be honest. Yeah, Qui Gon, aren't you? Ethan's Anakin, isn't he? <laughs> the excitable one, yeah. Now this is Padre. Like, that's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never knew my father. You're the wise one. You're, you're Qui Gon. So who are you? Are you you McGregor. I'm um, guess. Cheers. By default, though, isn't it? That sounds about right. I go off do all the work. You hang out with the girls in the ship. Meg should probably. Oh, what do you think, Shmi? What? She, she has like five lines. She's, a, she's been turning. You can say, come on. There was no father. You can save his lines. There was no father. Oh, no, no. That, no, 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 no there was no father. No, no. You want to be Padme, don't be? you? No, I don't want to even be Padme. She doesn't do much. Oh, okay. Well, you and Ethan yeah. have had a romantic connection on stage before. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a gush from the gut. I, uh, who, who, who are you guys? Who's left? We haven't done you yet, have we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, oh, we have. Yeah, you were yeah. paying attention, obviously. I was, I was trying to on the um, <laughs> AI Jar-Jar. thing. I've got the, what do you call it? The, the AI thing. I was going to type some bits. Yeah. Uh, Qui-Gon, uh, we decided it was me. Okay. Yeah. We decided Liam would be Obi-Wan. Oh, there's not much left. You could be the king. You could be the head Gungan. We say no like They think they're too smart. Can I be Darth Maul just because he's cool? No. <laughs> <laughs> you could be. You'd be a good Darth Maul. Um, yeah, like, I'll be but, but, but I still I'll, stand I'll by the like hang on the ship thing. Gun at one point, so it's all good. So there we go. Um, <laughs> Did this film have a villain problem? I'm yes. going to say yes, only in that it was Secret he was villains. an excellent villain who they got rid of too soon, and he didn't have enough oh, screen time. Like I heard all sorts of rumors they were going to clone him and he was going to come back in episode oh, three. Kind of what they do with 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 Sidious and Nine. Yeah, but yeah. it was kind of like oh they're going to clone him. Like that's kind of cool because he was too like he's he's, he's, he's here and then he's gone. And yeah. I'm like oh you've like what if like. 
kind of like the same idea as like you know episode one where luke blows up the death star but you know vader's still out there yeah like like get rid of i mean dooku can still exist but make make that the end of the make make darth maul die in the end of episode two or midpoint episode oh, I two think they should have kept they him should have kept he didn't that, have enough if you know he's voice, out yeah. there what does that help for the build because everyone agreed i think you know, there's a lot of things that number one could have done better, but man, they got Darth Maul right, except for they killed him. Yeah, yeah, because he was a menace, wasn't he? He was as soon as he came on that screen, you like glued to him. So, who is the Phantom Menace? My yeah. my my theory is, is the Phantom Palpatine? Menace is Palpatine. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, oh, that, okay. it's it's Palpatine. Phantom he yeah. hiding, hiding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Sith as a whole could be the Phantom Menace, yeah. but if you're looking for one singular person, I think it's slightly more Palpatine than it is Maul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we go from like word, the word of God for here, like that, George Lucas, like, yeah, it's Palpatine, guys. It, it, there's no, there's no deeper meaning as Palpatine. Uh, Palpatine's plan's pretty out there. Making it all work it's, seems. It's like he's very. He's a, he's a he's a bullshit. He's playing chess with himself and somehow still yeah. kind of losing. Um, but he ducks and dodges and weaves. I mean, it was all about sort of undermining the Naboo in order to, to create himself mm-hmm. as emperor in the process. Uh, I think his plan gets a lot more. Uh, there's no way his his plan for episode one can have several paths to its destination. His plan through episode two and episode three, like you need to, like you need so many things to go right for it to go that way. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's possible. But episode one, I can give it to him. It's fine. Um, what should this film have been called, if not the Phantom Menace? Darth was mauled. Oh, mm, the, um, he's under your nose. He's under your nose. Um, uh, they said they were going to call it at the beginning originally, didn't they? Um, yeah, Return of the Sith. Mm. That's late, the, isn't it? Oh, Revenge of the Sith. Shadows. Shadow. Sith in the Shadows. Wasn't Return of the Jedi supposed to be? Revenge of the Jedi. It was yeah. Revenge of the Jedi, yeah. Very briefly, there are posters out there that, that do say it. Yeah. yeah. And when they went, uh, Lucas went, no, 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 Jedi don't do revenge. Even though the whole thing's kind of about Luke's oh, yeah. revenge arc. Yeah, yeah. I found, I found out the whole thing to this recently because there was like, I think the guy who made the poster did an interview, a celebration, but he was like, yeah, George wanted it to be returned. He spoke to a friend and he went, that's really stupid. So he went, okay, I'll make it revenge. And he went, no, I'm going to stick to my guns and it's return. And he already spent all the money. All right, let's talk about some of the other categories. Whose story is it? It's got to be Anakin's, right? I, I was gonna. Be, I was gonna say Qui Gon. No, it's, it's not Qui Gon's story. Obi-Wan. Qui Gon's our protagonist, but it's not his story. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, how much of his backstory do we get? It's we, Jar Jar's story. We get. <laughs> how much of his backstory we get? We get some. Okay, we, yeah. We okay, get, I'll concede right, on that. I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, you got choice. It's either Obi Wan's Genesis story, or it's Anakin's Genesis story, or it's both of their Genesis story. But I think those are the places you kind of have to go. I'd say more for this one is Anakin. I think when we get to two and three, it's like sort of a split between the two of them. Yeah, I have no problem with that. But yeah, just a I think it's kind of split between a lot of different people. It doesn't seem focused on the Qui Gon's our main person. character, but we actually we all we do is use him to experience the world. We don't really know much. Like he's not an arc. I'd almost say he's our surrogate, but because at that point we're kind of accustomed to that world and we know. So the things that he's experiencing for the first time, we somewhat are. I think Anakin's our surrogate. Uh, maybe. I think if you're if you're watching this through like the lens of this is the first Star Wars that you watch, oh, Anakin is definitely the surrogate. Uh, what's the story here? Who? 
story. Yeah, like, so I asked, like, what's the story here? So, like, in uh, Sliding Doors, it was a story about, um, I don't know, seizing the day, or it's a story about realizing the importance of, 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 of the mundane. Um, it's set, well, it's setting up the, the, the re-arrival of the Sith, isn't it, really, I suppose, and the first chapter of Darth Vader, I guess. In that kind of sense, yeah, I think it's just. Get, I think it's nothing more than just an origin story, isn't it? It is an for, origin for all, story. For all, all of our main peeps. I think it's all it is. Mm. Yeah, it's it's setting it's it's, it's world story, building. Really. Yeah, it's Anakin's, it's Obi Wan's, it's yeah. 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 Uh, musical inspiration, songs that should have been in here. Max, let's start with you. Any any musical inspirations? Um. Oh, I can't think. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get the bot. <laughs> I've got write a story of Qui Gon and Jar Jar Binks having a bro adventure on Tatooine. Oh, I, do I that. don't know how to spell. I've got one. Tatooine. Uh, Tatooine. How do I, I spell Tatooine? I think it's like tattoo. T a t t o o i n e. Okay. Yeah, I've got a song. What's that? I just died in your arms tonight. <laughs> Yep. Cut my life into pieces for mold. Oh, not one. bad. Yeah, I mean, you got to, and we're gonna let it burn, 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 burn. 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 We're gonna let it, and I'm free, free, free falling. <laughs> uh, like a virgin for when you explain Anakin. Oh, birth. there Ooh, we go. Yeah, That's yeah, not nice. bad. Yeah, so long. This story. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you have to read that out. That's the thing. You do. Um. So uh, we've done that. Uh, best. Oh, let's do roller women. Roller women. Megs, you're responsible for this today. Um, I I don't know enough about Star Wars to know. Eventually, are there any cool female Jedi's who actually? I suppose there is one. The, the new ones when we get to Ray. But at this moment, all the cool fight scenes are really all the guys, aren't they? I know Padme gets a little shooty blaster gun at the end when she um goes around and it's very shooty we get lady jedi in the second one ah, yeah we do oh okay so yeah. awesome yeah all, yeah. The, all the cool bits the guys they're Isn't kind of in Soka, charge for um, most of it. i like yeah, how padme oh. padme sticks she's like oh we're not going to join the republic and uh things like that she, she's a very strong character she I is feel. she does she is fighting mm. for her people so you could admire her for that interesting choice to make her young as well yeah mm. yeah mm. but yeah you want some more I don't know. She seems to be very. Ma- ma- well, to be fair, though, such, I was going to say she's matriarchal, but that's only because she's surrounded by handmaidens. I mean, really, when it was her and her council at the start, it was a bunch of men trying to tell her what to do. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So is that? Yeah, and I say her relationship. But with she's Anakin beautiful because is a little bit. You freaky. look like an angel. <laughs> oh, there's, there's you that look song. Like Cara Knightley. Look like, like an angel. angel. <laughs> she's the devil in disguise. <laughs> oh yes, you are. Um, yeah, I think the role of women's pretty. She's it's very, all right, but it's all in on Padme. She's That's she's all you've got. One, yeah. isn't she? There's mm. like nobody. Arguably, Kira Knightley's character for be willing to mm. at all times put herself in harm's way. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. She's sacrificing herself, isn't she? As well, so I suppose very, about it. She just she says, follow me. Follow me. So, yeah, she, I don't think we ever see Kira Knightley people. again. I think she dies. <gasps> Beheading. Oh, it's no. the one. It's the one big death. Oh no! <laughs> Do you want the actual answer? Because it's so. It's not as fun. It's just oh. kind of boring. Yeah, she's like, wow. When Padme died, yeah, she's she she's in love with Padme, and she's like, wow. When Padme died, hey, I'm is, gonna. This is fan fiction, isn't it? 
I can't no, this it. is legit. This is legit. Really? She was in love with Padme, and what's the source for this? Is, is this extended universe booky stuff? This is extended. This is this is why I'm saying like the the the, the reasoning. Bullshit. She eventually finds <laughs> Vader between five and six, and she's like, he's like, shit, is that Padme? She's like, no, I'm I'm Sabe. Why do you know so much about Padme? And then blah 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 blah. All right, he eventually uh, dies. Cool. Uh, favorite character. Let's start with Ethan. I really like Qui-Gon. I, 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 I don't even agree with him half the time. He's a very, like, he, I don't agree with any of the Jedi, but I think his dissection of everything is really interesting. Megan. Um, I'm going to go for Obi-Wan just because I like Ewan McGregor and I like Obi-Wan's story throughout the films. And in this one, I suppose he gets the cool moment where he does defeat Darth Maul, even though I don't want him to defeat Darth Maul because I want Darth Maul to hang around. Liam. Darth Maul. He's the only guy that I came out of the cinema the first time I watched it and went, why the f- did they kill him off? Can I ask you a question, though? One. Do you think there's enough Darth Maul in this film? No. I think you could have done with a scene where he gets... A lot more. You you get, we we, we get two fight scenes. Show me him beating oh, someone. Somebody else, yeah. Show someone... Don't just have him lurking in the shadows. Like, Don't have him just standing there. Have him, like, you know, have him, like, like kill Watto or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't need Watto for episode two, but have him do something. You know what I mean? Really not Let me see him as a badass. For someone who had no screen time, really, yeah. as such, he stood out in this film completely. Because in episode four, you know what they do to establish that Darth Vader's a badass? They have him kill Luke's uncle, an yep. aunt. Yep, they do. Not on screen, but he does. We're yeah, like, shoot, yeah, yeah. he'll do anything. And look in Rogue One when he's going through the through all those people to get or, to the... Or look at episode seven when Kylo Ren stops a blaster mid-fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 you're yeah. actually going... Oh, that guy's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so there we are. Yeah, Darth Maul for me. Uh, for me, it's... Uh, I thought about Darth Maul, but I'm going to go Qui-Gon. Um, I always loved Qui-Gon in this. He's, he's oh, like the... Okay. He's I like, thought you'd gone the other way. What? Uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. I do like Obi-Wan actually. as a whole and, and think he's great. In episode two and episode three, he'll probably be my pick for both of them. I don't see anybody knocking him off. Okay. But I think in this one, I also don't think we get enough time with Obi-Wan. He has spent a lot of time on the ship. Yeah. So mm. pretty much all that too, you're like... Here's a cut scene about analyzing some blood samples. That's all you're getting. <laughs> yeah. I'm off to the races, literally. Yeah. It's, it's the Grand seen, National. It would be nice to have seen more Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan moments, like, before the, you know, obviously they're training together. That would be an interesting, I don't know if they've done any films about that yet. Or No, and they've both aged out of it. There's a little yeah. bit of something in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, mm-hmm. Best moment or element. Let's start again with Ethan. Mm-hmm. I love the politics in this. I really do. I saw that you pulled a little face there. No, I do. I, 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 Star Wars has always been political since 1977. So like, I, I'm biased there because I, that's one of the reasons I love Star Wars and extended universe. But the stuff with the committee when she's like arguing and Palpatine sowing the seeds of like, oh, see, man, this is where the bureaucrats walk in. And blah. I, I really like it because it also, it, it's every reason as to why the downfall happens. And I like, I know the, the inside out of it as well because this entire thing is criticizing the Bush administration, specifically Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney is, is like, that's what Palpatine is. And like, Newt Gunray is Newt Gingrich. So there's all these little pieces here and there, and I'm like, yeah, no, I love that. I love the, I love the actual socio-political commentary, and, and that's why I love my space fantasy. 
what Ethan does is he takes a look at what everybody craps on about Star Wars and yeah. he goes, I'm going to make that the thing that I love. <laughs> I know. No, I, I, I know I've been, I've, I'm in the dark. I'm like by myself with this like majority of like regular fans, but I love, I love the politics side of Star Wars. I always have one of my favorite scenes in uh, A New Hope is just when they're in the boardroom. Okay. Liam, favorite part. Is it also the politics? Uh, you go, how did you know? <laughs> You know, I'm just going to echo everything that uh, Ethan said. No, for me, I I, I like little Anakin. I thought he was all right. I thought he was good. I he's a he's a the pod race is very fun. But for me, I loved the scenes with Darth Maul. I liked all the martial arty because you don't you don't often see um, uh, the the martial arts being incorporated with the the Jedi. That's just normally just standing around, jumping around and whatever. But you can clearly see with Darth Maul, he is a martial artist. And um, he just stuck out on that screen to me. And I just thought he was just amazing. So I'm trying to think, is this, is this the greatest lightsaber fight in the history of Star Wars? It's one I like the one not, in The Last Jedi. It's very, very close, if not. Because, yeah. you know, the only thing I will say is I don't think it was long enough. Um, I'd like to have seen more Qui-Gon fighting him um and then just more fights in general qui-gon should have told him that he had a very specific set of skills and wanted to show on the uh wanted to show exactly exactly (laughs) max i like the whole last battle sequence with the you know the tension of the oh we can't get through the doors to go and help qui-gon and oh no what's going on and the music um not 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 the love story no not the love (laughs) i do i do not appreciate the love story <laughs> no, I've yet to find a film where I have really appreciated the love story. Well, also the I'm, fact that it's a fourteen-year-old and a nine-year-old. I know. I mean, I, I'm just very cynical <laughs> when it comes to love stories, so that's something I need to find. Um, but yeah, I just like that end sequence with the, the, the lightsaber battles, and you could have taken away a bit of Anakin with the, the spaceship going yippee. That, that would, I wouldn't have minded that, but yeah, I love all the, the build-up of the of the, the drama right at the end. Uh, what I'm, about you, Ian? I'm going to go Duel of the Fates all that stuff because for a film that felt like it was a kids movie a large part a large part it's like they went here's six minutes and it's just for the grown ups yeah yeah and you're like oh this is cool mm. alright yeah yeah I'll take some of this and the and there was right real way. acting and, yeah. and, and you had all this manic output of energy and then we make you stop yes and we make you wait yeah and we make you slow down and now we're gonna take the music away like it's just Clever. masterfully done for everything that people crap on lucas for and i think most of the time deservedly so because uh, i think he is kind of a clumsy filmmaker once once film got a little bit more I hate High to say end. it's specialized because yeah. in the 80s it does go to a new level and things get much more specific and you and your mates in the basement can't do uh, it's amazing what he does but then when it gets much more nuanced beyond that I mean look at the lightsaber battle from you know episode four yeah he was and take that to all things you know what I mean extrapolate that to all things and go cinematography and uh, you know, kind of how my set design goes and how I want to play pace this. Like th- for all that stuff, this is a masterpiece. That yeah. that section is is brilliant. So yeah, to anybody who would go like this is a bad movie, I'd go look at this sequence. I mean, I'm not saying it makes it a you know the best film ever. No, but I am saying how can you not appreciate that? Exactly. Yeah, John Williams <sighs> doing the music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very epic, isn't it? Oh, it's it's. Yeah, it's that idea. It's my whole idea. Did, did, did they did they spend it all? Did they shoot the load in the first film? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's 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 
it might be the best set again it, i think it might be the best set piece in the prequel trilogy yeah possibly i can't remember the other ones enough to it's either, it's either I love that, I love the opening of episode fed, three. It's either that or I have the high ground. Yeah. Oh, I think the dogfight at the start of episode three is really well done. The dogfight one. So it's a bunch of like spaceships shooting at each other. Well, yeah, it's it's like the op- it's the, it's the opening one shot, and, and, and I know I'm if it's CGI, but like that's where Anakin yeah, and the issue is that yeah. this is this is real people real. doing real movements yeah. of you'll stop here and you'll do this and you'll do this and and the camera will go here and the music will be here. Oh, it's brilliant. And I'm not saying not saying you're you're wrong i'm saying i just for me it's uh-huh. it's, yeah. it's always yeah. going to be it's kind of unanimous with us three it's it? always well you know we're older yeah we're older <laughs> we've seen things Megs is more older than us. <laughs> I'm, I'm ancient <laughs> and i'm i'm a little guy who has massive star wars bias so i always yeah, need yeah. to like accept that too um where are we at here uh a grumble a grumble sort of ethan oh um pacing for this is a little bit strange because as much as I, i've always liked the pod uh racer sequence yeah, it there, there are points where we do progress and then we halt and then we progress again and then we halt and you said earlier it's like five acts yeah. and i think because of that constant halting at points for different set pieces that was their kind of plot important they they do sort of stop by for like here is essentially your theme park ride moment like Here's your pod chaser sequence. Here is your, um, like, here's the dogfight. Here's what, I, and it, it does stop and start. And that's always, that's always been an issue because it makes it feel longer than it is. Thanks. I think there was, again, there was kind of a few different plots going on and it kept switching between the characters. I would have liked to have seen more of the Jedi because I just find them quite interesting and I'd like to learn more about, you know, their ways and things. So I, I would have preferred it if they'd kept a bit more of what was going on with them as opposed to jumping around to all these different bits. So, yeah, that's my grumble. Yeah. My grumble is, uh, again, CGI. Um, at one point when you saw Jar Jar Binks with Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon is supposed to be looking at him and he's looking off somewhere else. It's not quite right. <laughs> it's quite off at points. They should have a tennis ball on a stick yeah i know but the the eye line was clearly not in the same where jar jar was um the bits where they jumped down into from the wherever they were when they escaped and they looked really crap um for someone who's industrial light and magic who have had a good 15 years by that point if not more um to to work this out a bit better um i didn't feel I didn't feel like that was good enough for me. I, f- I feel we should all go watch like The Mummy 2 at some point and see what The Rock looks like <laughs> as the Scorpion King. <laughs> let's remember what, 90, let's remember what 98 CGI looked like. I'm going to see if I can I bring think, this up. I, 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 that thing's been grained into my brain. I, I know that like I'm biased and obviously I'm, this is probably some of the I don't think the CGs as bad is like, I'll compare I this to like. It. I think it's okay. I always see it as a product of its time, rather than watching real life. I I I wanted what I loved about space. Yeah, I know, but I didn't like. I like. I know. I understand why they did Yoda as CGI, but I come from a a a time when Yoda was a puppet, and cool, that is bad, isn't it? He looks like he's come from a PS3. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, you know, no, well, that's cooking. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, but I hear what you're saying, especially when we look back with the, with, the, with the benefit of hindsight and where it's gotten to. 
Yeah. They're the leading figures in their field, and I just expected a bit more. That I, think, was all from I, think, them. I think they all thought it was going to be the standard, as they were all going to go that direction. I think we've seen, if anything, there's been a pushback to go more towards practical, but we didn't know. Because if, they, if they'd have known, they must have known their capabilities and what they pushed to. Why didn't they make it more practical if they felt like... You know, this was a big buzz movie. I'm trying to remember what people were saying back then, and if it was a big criticism. I don't remember a ton of them. Maybe the the reviews that George just sent over someone will bring it up. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and they should have. I, had, and they should. Have, they shouldn't have killed Darth Maul. I mean, that was just a stupid. Oh, yeah, call. I do agree with that. Oh, you would love Star Wars: The Clone Wars. <laughs> I might need uh, to watch that now to get some daft topics. What about you, Ian? Thanks, buddy. <laughs> My grumble is, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with, I've had some issues with individual lines of the screenplay, but I am going to go with, with pacing. We're on Tatooine forever. Mm. Like, it's weird. It's only a two-hour, 11-minute film, but uh, the time it takes to get to Tatooine and how long you're there for. I mean, I know there's things they got to set up, but then we still have to go to Coruscant, then we have to leave Coruscant and go back to Naboo. Oh, I think when you remember this, I think you forget how long Tatooine feels. And I think you remember the, the pod racing sequence is fun. It is. You remember the opening bit where they're, you know, well, you know, six minutes in, they're, they're, yeah. they're using the laser swords. And then you remember <laughs> Duel of the Fates. And that's kind of what you remember for this film. But there's yeah. a lot of, there's a slog in places here yeah, as, we, as, as we run through some things. So uh, I did it in two sittings because I went out for lunch with some friends today, but it was just... I still went back and went, oh, I got 45 minutes left for the film <laughs> stuff. I got halfway through and thought... And I'm like, I, already, I get this done before everybody comes over. Okay, so I had some time, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't afford to like fall asleep or anything like that while I watch it. So <laughs> there we are. Um, anybody's best role ever? Little Kid. Oh, yeah, but he hasn't done anything what else. What else has he done? <laughs> he hasn't. Oh, okay. Natalie Portman, Nothing. I'm trying to think of. Oh, Leon. She did Black Swan. Oh, I haven't seen Black it. Oh, Black Swan. Black Swan's amazing. Black Swan. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Black Swan. She's better in Thor, Love, and Thunder. It's not a good movie, but she's better in it. Yeah. Oh, she gets more to yeah. do. Because really, her she role really in this is kind of to be sort of like almost hidden in plain sight. Yeah. Which is the genius yeah. of it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, she's also better in other films in this. Like, she's really good in episode three. She's yeah. got a bit more to yeah. do in that She's really good in episode a bit, two. A bit yeah. more emotion and mm. stuff to yeah. use. She's got pew, pew, pew. She's fleshed out so much more other than just she's being like face of royalty. Yeah, when her midriff gets exposed, oh. she's massively fleshed out. <laughs> 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 uh, a, mo- a movie I paid to see twice in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I, understand. I wore out the VHS of that film. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I was like six. Like you can't you can't judge me for that one. I was a silly little six year old. No, you're, you're allowed to it's a six year old would love me. Attack of the Clones. I saw it twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, that fun bit where 3PO gets turned into a battle droid. Oh, shit. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, Ethan, this one's on you. Let's see if you're prepared. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. We are over three and a half hours. Let's all play the age game. <laughs> we'll do it very quickly because I realize Jar Jar makes no sense because we never saw his real yeah, face. So who, we have to see their faces. That's yeah, yeah. So first we have Qui Gon Jinn played by Liam Neeson. 48. 46. 52. Megan is closest. He's 45. Oh, wow. Uh, then we have uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hmm. 32. Nah, you're high. Am I too high there? 26. 28. 
It is an Ian point. He is 26. Wow, well done. Uh, then we have Jake Lloyd as Anakin Skywalker. 10. 10. 12. I'm going to give that as a half point to Ian and Megan because he is 8. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I thought. Then we have... Uh, older, don't they? Yeah, younger? that's weird. Then yeah. we have Padme, uh, played by... I forgot her name. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, thank you. I'd say... 16. 15. 21. Oh, you're far off, uh, Liam. But Megan is right. He is 16. Or and she. finally, she. she is 16. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at like two different things. I, uh, and then finally, we have wow. uh, Kira Knightley. Remember, she is also playing. Oh, like, she's really only focused on a couple times. 14. Six, 16. Yeah, 15. Ian's the closest. She's twelve. Whoa! Well, remember, she's she's, she's seventeen really, for I pirates. I know she's really young. She's been to like back up, and this was before pirates. that. So yeah, I thought she's fourteen, like, but I think twelve. Jeez. Yeah, wow. she's real because I I was going back and I'm like that did that make sense? And I did the maths because I also remembered like pirates, and she's like what seventeen, seventeen Billy eighteen, yeah, seventeen. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Wow. She's so already. when she does love, actually, she's still like three years older or something. The boy who's in oh. love with the other girl. Oh yeah. 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 That's so nuts. that Crazy is that is a tie for both Ian and Megan oh, there with go, two and a half so, points each. I did oh, well last week. No, I didn't do so well there. Look at you stepping up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this got a six point five out of ten on, on IMDb, fifty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe Tomatoes. Georgia has sent me some good and bad and ebes. No, she hasn't. All right. So, uh, Ethan, are you able to look up some good, the bad, and the ebes? Yeah, quick? is that I can. I have. I have seen Ebes's review uh, beforehand. Anyway. So that can help. Do we want to have a listen to... Uh... Oh, Megs, while we're doing that, why don't we go ahead and you yeah. share with us okay. your Are thing. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, so... <clears throat> Qui-Gon Jinn was a wise and experienced Jedi Knight who had seen his fair share of battles and adventures throughout the galaxy. Jar Jar Binks, on the other hand, was a clumsy Gungan who often found himself in the wrong place at the wrong time. However, despite their differences, they developed a strong bond after their many adventures together. One day, while passing through the desert planet of Tatooine, Qui-Gon and Jar Jar found themselves in a seedy bar on the outskirts <laughs> of the planet's largest city. I haven't pre-read this, so I've got no idea what it's going to be. The bar was filled with all manner of unsavory characters from smugglers to bounty hunters. Arr. As they sat down at the bar, they overheard <laughs> a group of locals talking about a rare and valuable gem that had been stolen from a wealthy merchant. Qui-Gon, always on the lookout for adventures, decided that they should investigate the matter and see if they could recover the gem. This is why he's not on the Jedi Council. It's stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Jar Jar by his side, Qui-Gon began to gather information about the stolen gem. They talked to locals, bribed a few bartenders, and even engaged in a few bar brawls to get some answers. (laughs) Jar Jar Binks having a bar brawl. (laughs) Eventually, they learned that the gem was in the possession of a notorious gangster who operated out of a nearby hideout. Qui-Gon and Jar Jar decided they needed to act fast if they were going to retrieve the gem and bring the gangster to justice. They made their way to the hideout using their Jedi training and Jar Jar's sneaky skills to sneak past the guards. His sneaky skills. <laughs> Hiding in plain sight, just yeah, being clumsy. clumsy. Yeah. Once inside, they quickly found the gem and made a run for it. That was easy. Unfortunately, they were spotted by the gangster and his <gasps> men, and a fierce battle broke out. Qui-Gon and Jar Jar fought bravely, using their lightsabers and blasters to take down the gangster and his minions. I imagine Jar Jar had the blasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Finally, Ta-da! after an intense battle, Qui-Gon and Jar Jar emerge victorious. They brought the gangster to justice. They returned the gem to the wealthy merchant, who was so grateful that he rewarded them with a substantial sum of credits. As they left the planet, Qui-Gon and Jar Jar reflected on their adventure. They had faced danger, fought bravely, and come out victorious. They knew that they would always be friends, and that they would continue to have many more bro adventures in the future. Star Wars crawl. Why can't we be friends? Why can't, Why can't we, we be friends? friends? Oh, Whoopsie! Brilliant. Thank you, Skynet, for that, the... Uh... That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we should do stuff like this. I time allows. The end of every. Uh, I, I think. That, hey, there we go. There, there's your role. You are. You are our storyteller. Box there we are. Uh, Ethan, what do we got for good bad leaves? Uh, so we have Jonathan Rosenbaum from Chicago Reader, and he says, "Not bad for a toy commercial." And the <laughs> SF settings, I guess, special effects settings, however familiar, are even more impressive than the gadgets and beasties, and gives that three out of five. Uh, we have Pete Travers from Rolling Stone, and he That's says. Right. Uh, the actors are wallpaper, the jokes are juvenile, there's no romance, and the dialogue lands with a thud of a computer instruction manual and gives that one out of five. And then finally, we have Roger Ebert. Ebs. An astonishing achievement in imaginative filmmaking. Lucas tells a good story. If some of the characters are less than compelling, perhaps that's inevitable and gives it three and a half stars out of four. Wow, that's higher than I would have thought. Yeah, same. <laughs> right. I was shocked when I first saw this, and I was like, I, I, I can't wait for the reaction. So I put out a uh, fleece, as I'm known to do, and said, is this a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? Any guesses? Uh, Probably going to be hot, mo- okay and poor, I think. I'd go in the middle, I'd say. Okay is the lead at 37.5. Poor is next with 31.3. Then good with 23.4. Only 7.8% think it's a great film. My counteraction to this would be, I think people have misinterpreted this question, as I think people always do when you talk about The Phantom Menace, where they answer the question, is this a good Star Wars film? Yeah. And that's the issue people have with this. It's not a good Star Wars film. But that's from not being a good film. True. So, I've, so that's just my own personal interpretation of this. When you say it's like Pixar, when you say Star Wars, at least at this point, the bar was so high that if it doesn't meet that, people go, "Oh, it's crap." Well, is it crap compared to what else came out that week? Yeah, you know true. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I think on the whole, it's not. This is not a bad movie. No. This is not a bad movie. This is. You know what this is? It's not what it's not what we wanted or what we expected, and that's maybe it's the first example of yeah. actual fan disappointment of the hype machine of what do we think we're going to get, yep. and then being disappointed about what comes out the other side. So mm-hmm. that's my interpretation of it. Sorry if you feel like it's poor because you got is it not? It's legitimately poor. Hey, get a hold of me. I'll, I'll gladly have that discourse with you. Totally. Uh, what are your thoughts? Let's start with Hermes. Say what you will to a little kid seeing this world and meeting these characters for the first time. Much worse could have been the case. Is Jar Jar terrible? Probably. Mm-hmm. Are there giant script and acting performance issues? Absolutely. But does this entry start of the prequel trilogy do a lot as well? Definitely. As a 90s kid, this was my Star Wars. I loved them all, but I got the theater experience for this, much the same as my parents had with the OGs, and now my sibling that had with the latest batch of sequels. To me now, that's pretty cool. Let us not forget Ewan McGregor. I'm going to give him bonus points for spelling Ewan correctly, <laughs> because Ewan McGregor is E-W-A-N, which is yeah. not the traditional spelling. Oh, is it not? No, it's usually E-W-E-N. 
Oh, okay. So, I've always thought it was an A. Pod yeah, racing <laughs> and man, oh man, when Duel of Fates kicks in, Chef's Kiss, a term I hate, and I know Ethan loves it, which probably why he likes Ethan so much. <laughs> Cannot wait to hear. I still convinced the same person. Cannot wait to hear you guys on this one. Make sure Ethan is turned down to at, to at least an 11. <laughs> Hashtag Team Ethan. <laughs> Hashtag Trade Negotiations. Yeah! <laughs> we love trade negotiations, man. <laughs> Same person. That is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what do we have here? This is Nate the Great. If it wasn't for Hugh McGregor, Liam Neeson, and Darth Maul, this would be absolutely unwatchable. The dialogue is clunky, and the CGI is really bad at times. Anakin is so whiny and annoying. Again, I'm going to say I think that's direction and not his acting. Yeah. Let's not even get started on Jar Jar. But two-on-one handicap match lightsaber battle was the highlight of the movie. Then we've got Andy Dixon who joined us on our most, we were dropping that this coming Friday, our Media Madness episode will be dropping on Friday, where we determine what is the best sitcom of all time. Do you know time. what, that was good fun. Yeah, I'm already thinking about ones to do for the next one. I had a bunch, oh, but nice. if, if you got an idea, I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to, to, to hear it. Right. Uh, what are your thoughts? Wasn't the biggest Star Wars fan growing up and seen bits of the original trilogy, but none of them caught my attention enough to watch them right through. The Phantom Menace was the first Star Wars film I watched right through, and for a while it was the only one I'd seen right through. I rewatched it this week, and being honest, I still enjoyed it especially if you look at it as a standalone film. That's my point. Uh, that was my, me saying that. Yes, <laughs> Jar Jar Binks isn't great, a little silly, but they were clearly trying to go for a Chewbacca-type sidekick, but not copy mm, him. No. Mm. Thought that Neeson and McGregor mm. were good. Mm, not sure about that, am I? <laughs> the biggest problem with prequels is that we kind of know what certain characters have fixed points uh, due to the original films or the canon info given out. So regardless of what happens, we know they'd be okay. Uh, just trying to find where at. If Lucas had written the series, then Palpatine would have been one of the biggest twists in it, but instead it feels anticlimactic. Finally, I think the film suffers from being the first up after Jedi. The hype on it would have been uh, huge. So the hype it would have had in fan fiction expectations, it was probably going to... Uh, Toil. I don't know. I think it's a typo, uh, but it probably wasn't going to live up to it. I think is what it means. I can already imagine what Ethan has said about it <laughs> after the original three. How many more of the prequels or sequels lived up to them? It is a good watchable film. Unfortunately, it's not great compared to the original three. Final thought: If you didn't already cover it, was Anakin ever free? He was won by Qui Gon and then indoctrinated into the Jedi Order. I did think this while I watched it. Actually, yeah, he went right from one group of people telling him what he couldn't couldn't do to another. Is freedom a choice when he really wasn't given the opportunity to see what real freedom is yeah true mm. interesting yeah, thought true. it is no i hadn't that's why he's so easy to manipulate from palpatine's perspective uh the cool cat ryan kuket says when this movie came out i was a 10 year old star wars obsessed kid i remember counting down the days till it debuted and it was the first ever movie we bought tickets to a week in advance at this time i loved the movie mainly because star wars it was star wars and it was my first time seeing a new star wars movies in theaters as time has passed i find this movie hard to watch in the last 10 years whenever i've tried watching this i'm usually falling asleep 30 minutes in darth maul is a great villain but unfortunately they kill him off in the movie when he could have been interested in the following movie as well hey we said that yep. duel of the fates by john williams is probably my favorite one of my favorite pieces of music right and the pod racing scene is cool which led to one of the best n64 games ever made <laughs> instead of watching this movie i'd rather just listen to weird al yankovic's the saga begins which tells the story of this movie in a much more fun way in five minutes and 38 seconds with nothing from the story missing and that is it so thanks to everybody who gave out some thoughts uh i need to write down what you came up with as far as scores uh, bye bye this here Anakin guy will be Vader someday later 
<laughs> but until then, he'll be a Jedi. Okay. I'm just trying to do some math in my head. It's not easy when you're singing. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got... Oh, I put out, a, uh, not the fleece, but I asked the fledgling fandom. There's a few comments here. If my phone will hold up, it's right up against it. So let's see. Um, what did people think? They thought... Uh, Andy Dixon asked, will it be released Tuesday? But you know the answer by that now. Um, Daddio says, Duel of the Fates rips. Fully agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Hermes asked, just jumping in, I guess, a poor film. How's that an option for this one? I've said, yeah, I think people are going to read it as a poor Star Wars film. Uh, that's my perspective anyway. Uh, the VHS Abyss says, I found new, res- I got new, res- found respect for this once I started introducing my son to the Star Wars universe. Uh, I respond that he must have loved all the talk about tax legislation. <laughs> Scriptical says, uh, this is David, I imagine, there are not enough words allowed on Twitter for all my thoughts. As a side note, check out the movie Fanboys, which is a great accompaniment to that. I think we talked about that earlier today. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Carlo from the movie Loot says, it's between okay and poor for me. Luke is unnecessarily complicates what should be a simple story. Writes himself into corners with the whole midi-chlorian thing, among other things, plus the sheer excess of CGI and the whole prequel trilogy is just distracting and plain bad. Great. Uh, Danny from some musical says, just watch the other day as we're doing a Star Wars marathon. I like it. Perhaps it's nostalgia as was my first star wars i saw at the cinema four times i was like seven i had lego and all the video games chick lit with karen and aubrey goes now this is pod racing <laughs> the joe avery show says in the whole disappointing pod racing was french kiss worthy though you didn't tell me you had a second podcast ethan uh tickets please says somewhere between okay and good i found some of the aliens came across like cheap stereotypes you might find in the 1930s and 1940s jar jar Watto, the Nemodians, which I think we all talked about there. Solid acting from Neeson McGregor and Portman, along with a finale that juggled three different stories well. Uh, Sir Gives a Damn, also known as Mr. Mikey Wood, but we call him Fred, says such a disappointment. I know it, and the other prequels are beloved by those who were five, six, seven years old when it was released. But as a 26-year-old Star Wars fan, it and the other prequels was just so awful wooden dialogue <laughs> and performances humor that doesn't land uh, does he continue okay, he wrong. does the plot meanders and is just kind of boring you mcgregor is a saving grace it's a two-hour movie of what could have been 10 minutes of a better film but it could be worse you could be watching attack of the clones yeah go chat tsunami says as a kid i loved it and the action does hold up in most parts but i felt like lucas was trying to take a star trek style approach to world building in the same movie that had a devil horned sith gungans and laser swords cry face and finally from just down the street anthony hey anthony haven't seen this one in ages but it's not a bad film at all. I remember having doubts about Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, but he did a great job, as did you, uh, sorry, Natalie Portman and Liam Neeson. It had the feel of the original films. Fast-paced, good story. I liked it. Seven out of ten. There we are. Ooh. Thank you very much. Uh, I also asked Skynet to rank the movies of the Star Wars universe. Yep. So this is uh, the AI. I said, what are, the, I said I. what are your favorite ones? And I asked it twice, once on my phone and once on the thing. And I got slightly different results for it. But I will say that I put The Phantom Menace 9th out of 11 on one list and 10th out of 11 on the other list. Oh, so that's not fun. Oh, well. Yeah. So uh, the only things it got beat uh, that it beat were in one list, it got it beat, well, both lists, it beat Rise of Skywalker. And oh, on, I'm so sad. And on one list, it beat Attack of the Clones. So, hey, you can't argue with Skynet. You know what I'm saying? That is what that is. So, if you like this film or episode, go check out our other Star Wars Day episodes. They've been been a riot. There's the bit where we broke one of our listeners once when we tore a strip in Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes, yeah. Yeah, it's not well written. No. 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 
Um, people it's the darker are, again, of the lot. People remember just from Star Wars films. People remember mm. moments, episodes of it, yeah, just little snapshots, yeah. and they don't think about the whole movie in it exactly. ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there we go. So now it's time for our ratings. Our ratings. Let's start with Liam. I think it'll be measured. Let's start with you. Okay. Um, when I first watched this as, at the cinema, I was expecting big things. I was excited. Um, I thought it was going to be amazing. Um, I came out of the cinema very disappointed and I was like, oh my God, what did I just watch? I can't believe this. The only redeeming thing for me was Darth Maul and they killed him off. Um, that big fight scene, amazing. The tension, everything, brilliant. Um, as I watched it again yesterday, that was the first time since then, <laughs> um, I actually have a bit more of appreciation. Wait, have you only seen this twice? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I hated it that much. Okay. Um, it's only because of the podcast that I watched it. And I really did not want to watch it. <laughs> um, but actually, on reflection, I haven't watched it again. I actually give it a bit more credit now. Um, it is lazy in certain places, and the acting isn't great in certain places, and CGI is shite still in certain places. Um, but the tension builds in that fight scene with Darth Maul, and <sighs> that is one that sticks out. That is the thing that I over abundantly remember from that film. Uh, so with that, I'm going to give it six. Dar- six and a half Darth Mauls falling to the into the abyss out of ten. All right, six and a half. Uh, Megs, where are we at? See, I quite liked it. Um, again, yeah, some of the dialogue is a bit silly, um, but I think they've tried to make it accessible to, let's say, kids and new people as well as the sort of the core fan base as well. Sorry to interrupt, but how old would you have been when this came out? Um, when was it again? 1999. 99? 99. 99. Okay. So I would have been about 11, 12. Okay, so this is, yeah, this is your, yeah, this is, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember enjoying it, and then when I watched it again the other night, um, I, I did still enjoy it. I like the, the action sequences, say, the music. Um, so I, I don't mind it. I could easily watch it again, but then I'm not a huge Star Wars fan to sort of criticise it as a Star Wars film, so my perspective is more from just a film to enjoy. That's what we do here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't. I really find it annoying. I can't do quarters. I'm going to give it six point five. Um, gun guns. I think. I don't think it's quite a seven out of ten. Okay. But yeah, I did quite enjoy it. All right. uh, Ethan. I know the reasons that I like this film is different to like the majority because I like the politics. I like the dialogue in those scenes where they're actually just discussing politics because I'm such a I'm such a contrarian and blah blah blah. But no, I like this, <laughs> and I said I, I I'm self I, I'm self aware that that's good that's good enough for an episode. Um, but like this is still lower on the list for me of Star Wars films. I think it's like we are eleven, so like probably like eighth. I don't know, but like. With everything, I, I, every praise I've given, I acknowledge, I can still acknowledge its faults. And I'm not like, oh, this is a nine out of ten. This is not, like, I'm, I'm gonna go with seven. It's seven Jar Jars and Icky Poos because, you know, <laughs> it's fine. It's good. It does, it does its job as, as an opening because it has to justify itself as a trilogy and also then to justify itself in the future as the opening of the entire saga. I think everything considered, yeah, I think it does its job as like, as a solid film for that. Okay, so seven it is. 
Uh, my go. Um, yeah. Not quite go, your go. Yeah, very good. Because <laughs> um, we need to soon quite be gone. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm going to go... I'm actually in accordance with, with, with well, someone who's already said the score. Um, I don't hate this film. Far, far from it. Um, like I said, I, I, I was really surprised watching it, but things I liked more. I liked the kid. I was surprised I liked the kid. It's yeah. not usually my, it's not your thing, is it? my MO. No, no, no. And, uh, I felt that again, it's so hard to think. You walk away and what do you remember? You remember the snapshots. You do. And part of that's movie magic. Part of that is movie magic. You remember these key moments and they stay with you for, for forever. Does it excuse an uneven film? No, I don't think so. I don't think it excuses poor, poor writing, but in the same breath, Star Wars and all, and the mythos of it and the universe they create take you to places that so many other filmmakers have been unable to do and make me, the fact that we get so angry about this shows how much they care. Yeah. So I'll say that much. But as far as a film, a self-contained thing, even though Darth Maul dies at the end, well, no, if it's a self-contained film, I shouldn't care if he's dead because there is no next movie. Yep, yep. It's mm. a self-contained thing. Yep. So I am going to go with six and a half stumbles. Why did we bring Jar Jar into Tatooine again? <laughs> Out of ten. For the wow. bros. Bros, <laughs> we want to get that cool story. We're definitely doing story time with with, with Megs. Primary story time. That makes sense. That make, that does story make time sense. with Megs. Things just naturally organically happen. Yeah. Yes. There we go. So uh, all we have to do is for us to talk about what we're doing next week. And this is just a quick message from the day after the recording because I forgot to give out the overall Patreon backing. The overall Patreon backing came in at 5.75. It's a 5.75. I don't think anyone really counts as the voice of the people. Man, we thought we were going to be hard on the Phantom Menace. You guys, you guys are savage. I don't think you're with us. I think you're you're on rehearsals on Sundays, aren't you? I have to you? check. I can't remember when they're supposed to start, but it got cancelled tonight. So. Next week, we're back in space. Ooh. Oh. Because there's another big movie that's coming out that's out in space. Ooh. We uh, haven't gone. Oh, we haven't gone to the Marvel well since Iron Man. But volume three, we got uh, uh, coming out soon. Is it? We, we do. We're not going. No, because we don't. We don't do things that are in the cinema. Oh, we're going back to where it all began. We're going to see Peter Quill, Gamora, hey. Groot, and the rest of the group. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, the first one. That's what I mean, the first one. Because oh, I'm a Star Wars cosplay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was a Star Guardians Lord cosplayer for so, a couple of years. This is great. So we're going to go. Well, that's okay. <laughs> but we Sorry. are, are going to go ahead and we are going to go ahead and look at, uh, I think, kind of a divisive movie, actually. In the, Is it? I think it is. Oh, I think it is. Because I think you want pizza. This is the pizzaest pizza that ever pizzaed. Okay, so a very popular film, but is it a good film? Soundtrack is amazing. Remember right? that Rotten Tomatoes score just tells you how many thought it was good, not how high up the ranking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's true, isn't it? So we're going to talk next week about Guardians of the Galaxy. Cool. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, best place to do it on Twitter is uh, at Best of Her Pod. That'll get you definitely to me. We got less than 80 seconds. Oh, I got the intro too. It's going to be tough to keep us under four hours. Let's go for it. Go, go. So please join us next week when we tackle the. Oh, what's the director's name? Gun. James Gunn. James Gunn directed space feature, not an opera. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. For best film ever. I've been Liam. I've been Megan. And I've been Ethan. And hey, if someone forces you to watch The Phantom Menace again, 
look, you're excuse me <laughs> if I don't run out and say yippee. <laughs> We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. 